versus the world's productions. Nerds on the Internet. What more could you ask for? www.vtwproductions.com The following presentation is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information about Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. This presentation also contains adult language and adult themes. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. Welcome to the Versus the World New Year's Celebration. Starring the other Todd, the wise gnome himself, the self-described transformation assessment-driven futurist, whatever that means. Guest starring a slew of hosts from your favorite VTW shows, including Alpha Geek Fridays, Casually Hardcore, Difficulty Check, Second Edition, Indeed Podcast, No Excuses, Show X, and the Tad Poolery Podcast. Sit back, relax, and prepare to be entertained as we take you kicking and screaming into the new year. I don't know quite how to put this, but we're kind of a big deal. And now, back to you, Todd. So anyway, there we were, on the interwebs, wondering if any of my co-hosts are actually live on Skype, which of course chose the moments leading up to the show to begin misbehaving. Ursa Heil, can you hear my voice? I aim to misbehave. Hey, he doth aim to misbehave. Ursa, welcome to the New Year's celebration. How the heck are you? Uh, yeah, not too bad, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm kind of ready to move on to this, uh, you know, 2012 and kind of, you know, pepper spray 2011 and uh, move on. Pepper spray 2011. Oh, no, Bova has removed... <laughs> has removed the Yoda statue, and we now have a maquette of a bounty hunter whose name I forget. But I'm certain he will tell me in the IRC chat. So you want to kick uh, 2011 to the curb? Was it uh, not exactly what you would call a banner year? Yeah, no. Well, except for, you know, um, a wonderful little show called Difficulty Check, second edition. Ooh, plugity plug McPlugster. Although we didn't start it. So... You know, I guess we didn't technically start it. That was 2010, so... Technicalities count. Yes, yes. Because that's the best kind of correct. Technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> yes, number one. <laughs> Don't think I wouldn't get the Futurama reference. Oh, I... Far be it from me to think that you would not get a Futurama reference. Give me a hard one, will you? Jeez. I uh, know, but I'm thinking of the listeners. Won't somebody think of the listeners? No. Who cares? Okay. It's all about us. Yeah, it's touche. Yeah. Touchy, touchy. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of others, also joining us through the Miracle of Skype conference, Mr. NNJ, what up? Yo. Hey, you appear to have addressed your microphone issues in the nick of time. 
I appear to have found the the really really nice Steinbrenner headset I got for uh, Christmas when Ooh. I started difficulty check uh, back in '09. Um, the uh, but unfortunately, use and you know me wanting to take them everywhere I go, uh, the little sliders that allow me to adjust the size have since cracked. So oh. now my headset is now in three pieces. Loverly. <laughs> so through the miracle of my big head and the force, held together by head... spit and the force. Yes. <laughs> and about I actually have my cowboy hat on on my head, which looks much like a. Ursi's hat there in his Skype profile picture. Yeehaw, uh, boy! Howdy! So I, I have not only my Ghost Recon bandana tied around my head to hold it on, but I also have a cowboy hat on my head just to make sure that it, for some reason in the middle of a conver- conversation you just don't hear this loud thump, 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 ah, <laughs> as the, the <laughs> microphone falls off my head. However, <laughs> the sound really good, and that is in fact what matters in this yes, situation. I'm I make you think sneaking to my dad's house and sealing some duct tape and just duct taping this together. If you can't fix point. it, duck it. Exactly. Well, welcome to the beginning of I'm our bad geek for not having duct tape. Bad nerd, I'm taking away your nerd card. I have all sorts of cores from duct tape. I just haven't had a chance to go to the store, chance or money to go to the store by far. That is not sufficient. I see the video wall beginning to populate. I am a happy gnome. Ooh. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Alrighty, so, part of the purpose... Oh, shush. Part of the purpose of this little, hopefully, day-long get-together is to introduce around the various hosts of the various shows uh, that are affiliated with or produced on Versus the World Radio. So, you guys are involved with a little show called Difficulty Check, Second Edition. Ursi, tell us a little about what yes. you guys do. Well, yes. <clears throat> Go ahead, Mr. NJ. Oh, um, okay. Let's he, see here. You're the founder and everything. And, right. And, uh, He's one of the founders. announcement coming. Is he from the Gamma Quadrant? Yes, I am from the Gamma Quadrant. And Damn he is a shapeshifter. Freaking really? changelings. But, <laughs> we, uh... Ah. Oh, look, a Trandoshan statue. That's cool. I'm sorry. Uh, I found the video wall. The uh, difficulty check started uh, over as one of the earlier shows that joined after the founding of OMFG. Sort of tabletop gaming, non-video game gaming. Something strange and unheard of, apparently, to many people. Uh, I don't know. This confused me to some extent, but I live with it. And so, yeah, it's pretty much what we do. We talk about... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, board games, card games. We actually did a two-week period where we talked about... Uh, two- or three-week period where we talked about, you know, casino games! For for some strange reason, we yep. were possessed to talk about casino games, and we got uh, Todd slash Octail, I think, to... That would be, uh, that that would be proper Todd. Todd. Proper Todd. Proper Todd, uh, there we he's go. He's proper Todd, I am other Todd. You're my primary Todd, gnome-wise. Oh god, now we're getting into the concepts of open relationships. And the lingo from that. Hey, he does have a very, (laughs) very sexy hat. What are you talking about? Yes, um, but... Yes, pick up that ball and remove it. (laughs) No. (laughs) I dare you. 
I please. I, I drink in a bar full of pirates. Yar. I will. I will do what I can. There we go. My He's big. Not kidding. No, I. I am really not kidding. I. I am the the Archer Wolf Birthday Magic Tournament has prizes sponsored by Difficulty Check Second Edition. Yeah, you rock. I know. Yeah, I, I went out and bought a whole bunch of booster packs, and the winner of the uh, winner of the tournament got like ten core 2012 booster packs. Okay, I'm already liking. I'm liking the new video wall because I see NNJ on there, and Hi. your voice is pretty much almost synchronized with the Skype signal I'm getting. So it's a heck of you. a yeah, it's a heck of a lot less. Uh, Laggy than the previous Talkbox was, so props to you, Talkbox, you for seemingly having improved your product. Rockin'. You need to get more people on there, but yes. those of you I can't like see. the Trend Ocean we have, and 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 the Trend Ocean, Trend Ocean maquette, yes, because that's simply how yes. Boba Fetish rolls. But I digress. So, 2011 brought you guys, um, or you continued uh, DC2E on. VTW, RSVP, COD, MD, PhD. Um, what are your you know, fond memories of 2011, or what stands out in your head from a uh, versus the world uh, perspective? Ooh, that's a good one. Let's see here. Um, I think the, the explosion of, of content uh, from just having so many more people to talk to. Ursi running his uh, superhero-based game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that was a, that's probably a big highlight for me, guys. And Mr. Uh, Todd here being one of the uh, victims, if you will. Victim. I'm kind of sad that... Actually true, because it's a victim's game. Yeah. I'm kind of sad that we never actually got a chance to, to encounter each other in, in the game, because I would have had a lot of fun. It's like, I have this really cool computer. Really? I kill a computer. I have this building this really, really cool computer out of nothing, and I take it over and kill it. <laughs> actually, you two would be perfect together, because then, yes, Todd would basically go, hoobity, 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 and uh, you go, you're hoobity, 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 and you've got a supercomputer that probably would be Skynet. It's actually and a cranial implant computer at this point, with the two of us combined on it. <laughs> yeah. Hoobity, hoobity, hoobity is a technical term. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and as we know, that, um, you know, to the uninitiated, you are indeed a magician in real life. Any sufficiently advanced technology is, in <clears throat> fact, indistinguishable from magic. Yep. Speaking of speaking of magic, 2012 also brought in something new to me. Speaking of explosion of content... Explosion of content! Ooh, shiny expansion yeah, You guys pack. are missing. I'm having fun with... Uh, with, with the, this video wall here to show that through your generosity of wanting me to do more stuff about tabletop gaming, I went and bought 300 magic cards. <laughs> no, save yourself! Think of the children! Hey, I have a magic... I have a rating in the DCI network of 1590... 15... Some, 15 somewhere between 1580 and 1590. Which means I suck overall because you start at 1600. But... In one tournament, I went up 10 points. So Now, you're talking Fair to enough. someone who is over 40, so uh, explain to me DCI Network. I, it, I don't know. I have a card that says 1701. 
it, I think it's like the, the the international registration for tournament goers See, for I mean, Magic you say, Dungeons and Dragons. You say one seven zero one to me, and I think, oh, USS Enterprise, NCC one seven. No, exactly. That's what I thought. I actually wrote NCC <laughs> Enterprise on my DCI card. Nice. But that could possibly reveal me to be a nerd. <gasps> say it ain't so. It okay, else it ain't so. With that, don't make it ain't so. It makes it so so. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, um, lie to me beautifully, sir. Lie to me beautifully. Twenty eleven. Um, I had to go to Dragon Con, which was ah, exciting. Yes, very jealous. Very fun. jealous. I I saw the the great William Shatner, and I felt better about myself as a nerd seeing some of the people at this. Hi, new person who just joined the wall. Uh, the uh. I, I, it made me feel better of myself as a bridge between uber nerd and just nerd, seeing some of the people at the William Shatner talk, where he was supposed to be talking about all his projects post-Star Trek, all his post-Star Trek work, you know, the Captain's documentary, uh, his horse show, the various TV shows he did. No, people were asking about specific two-minute segments from the first season of the series. <sighs> Nerds! Uh, the video wall has now been graced by Proper Todd and oh. the Mistress of Giggles. Ooh. Saying, like, we'll get the Too bad I can't see that. I can't. Um, and Intervention Con. That was the other convention I got to go to. Also jealous. Which is an internet internet culture convention uh, here in my hometown. That helps. So I, you know, I, I went to my anthropology class on Saturday and rode the bus to the convention. This does uh, not I got suck. to meet, got to meet some fantastic people, and if all goes well, I have two press passes for next year too. Ooh. Indeed. So I'm sort of on this list. It put me on a list. <laughs> I acted yes. like I needed a whole crew of people, so I got press passes. <laughs> Excellent. So as Todd Todd goes, hmm, mental list. Make it to Washington, or make it to you know. Uh, Washington's good enough. Yeah, DC area. Hey, I'm jealous. He lives in my old hometown. Well, you're a a former Phoenician? Yeah, well, Tucson, but close enough. Oh, Uh, that reminds me. (laughs) I, hey, I, 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 it's been a long time since I was there. Yes, I have a brief tangent. Um, Gnome, uh, based on uh, Alpha Geeks Friday a couple weeks ago, or might have been longer, but, um, you mentioned something about uh, the the South going birds, like ruining the roads or something. Now, how does this work? As a Minnesota resident who is used to all the birds leaving, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, now, not knowing what happens to them when they're gone. Well, it's not so much. See, you took a literal interpretation of the word bird. We have a term here called snowbird, which refers to yeah. the human beings that migrate south, ah, fleeing the okay. snow and coming here in the wintertime. They're pretty they much the uniformly old and lousy drivers and clog the place up because uh, they don't know where the heck they're going. Okay, okay. So, yeah, it's not, yes, we're not talking ornithology here. We're talking about migration of the sedentary uh, late 60s humanoid. When I went to Salisbury okay. University, about three hours east towards the Atlantic Ocean, we had some variation of them coming from New York. They, they don't New make York about City. the coast. New oh, York yeah. Giants! 
Uh-huh. All hell, the New York Jets. Another. We've been yes. watching Madagascar and the Penguins of Madagascar ad nauseum at work this week. They're just oh, the being a special agent sucks. You just do it because you want to be like an Indian man who is actually a small monkey like creature. Who fears the Fusa. <laughs> the Fusa! The Fusa. But I digress. And occasionally divest and might even diverge. But stranger things have happened. I digest. I had, I had cookies from my grandmother for breakfast. Cookie. One of the four major food groups. But, uh, At least the important ones. Caffeine, breakfast cereal, cookies, and what? Bacon. Bacon, of course. Those three Uh-oh. masterful words wrapped in bacon. There we go. <laughs> I think my capsuleer hat would work much better to hold my headset on my head. Yes, a reinforced sage in the IRC makes the good point. Octail is more hardcore than the rest of us for actually heading further north. At this time of year, yes, but he was what? drawn there by the wiles of a uh, feminine type. Well, that would do it. Are you nuts? Uh, or no. Even it's smoking just a, crack. Just where Mog lives, and some <laughs> things are simply worth it. Yep, fair enough. Fair enough. This is yes. indeed what yes. we find. So, Ursa, so, what big quest do you have for, for DC2E in 2012? All right. Getting there ahead of me. Yeah. So, uh, after, you know, a year and, and um, you know, working and doing stuff for the station, uh, I kind of decided that uh, uh, that we kind of, you know, need a sound engineer for the station, and I kind of volunteered to do so, and... Um, Todd, in his infinite wisdom of, of evil and, um, you know, um, maliciousness, said yes. Moo-hoo-hoo-hoo-ha-ha-ha. So, <clears throat> I uh, will not actually be a regular on DC2E. However, I have um, replaced him, okay, or not necessarily, or replaced me myself in the third person. Anyways, uh, <laughs> with a friend of mine named Razorvine, who has been pretty much, you know, helping carry the boat for the last couple months anyway. So, <laughs> he is properly initiated and teased, and now he can take the reins. Mr. NJ doesn't always speak in the third person, but when he does, it's always in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So, I will be doing more audio stuff for the station, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you'll get a, you know, big mix of cool new ads and stings and I could, you know, maybe even be the cheap version of the voice of, you know, VTW, much like Scott Fletcher, except without the talent. We do not speak his name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that's right. Like you, yeah. Okay. Like so you can't yeah, that... figure out who the hell that is. If you can't, then just yeah. get off my planet. Yeah. Scott Fletcher, the voice of the Frog Pants Studios, and now Ursi, the voice of VTW. Yeah, we see who got the late, the last draft pick there. Nineteen. <laughs> mm, I will be in the car. I'll be in the cave. Carry <laughs> us, Mister Energy. It's all yours. It was all mine to begin with. What is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't understand this whole passing of the torch thing. 
No, 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 we're crack. passing the torch of the New Year's special, because oh. we're all going to our various, oh. you know... All right, well, so, so long as Ed leaves the, the, the broadcaster running, uh, I can do this. You know, give me host power in the Skype call, I'll just keep bringing people in, and I do what I do best. It's like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about. You, guest star, let's go. Yep. Um, How do you think I got through three year, almost three years of uh, difficulty check? Let's make sure my drop-in panel is working the way I intended, because I need to save this. Silence! Aww. Did you get the message? I think so. Um, yes. I think it said, talk more, talk faster. No! Care to guess again? Um, uh, part. I reject your reality and substitute my own. It's a conversation of drop-ins. Exactly. I have my own, but there'll be crap content coming from. This is why. Lore. Hello, I win. say hi to Lore. Hello, Lore. Alrighty, that brings us uh, not quite. We got a little more time here, so let's play the appropriate drop-in here. Ursi, calm yourself. Breathe deeply. Breathe deeply. And oh wait, no, uh, not, uh, no, no, it's no. And actually, the other the the Octod, which I'm going to now call him, and you are Gnome Todd, yeah, just because I don't kids. like other Todd. Don't you do drugs, kid? Yeah, um, yeah, no, I don't think he's probably doing that anymore now that he's you know in fact with you know in Oslo. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's play the appropriate drop in here, which is. Now is the time for a shameless plug. So, shameless plug time, NNJ. Tell people where they can find Difficulty Check 2nd Edition, when they can hear it, how they can subscribe to the RSS feed, all those great and grand things. All right. Um, when you can hear it is whenever it seems to come up on the uh, online stream thing, which... Through the magic of Ursi, playing with knobs and fiddles seems to come up a lot more often than one would think. I think nine times out of ten I log on to VTW Productions, it's an episode of ours is playing, so win! <laughs> um, you can, of course, download it through iTunes, search Difficulty Check. We are the first podcast that comes up when you search Difficulty Check. Make sure it's second edition, not first. Oh yes, you can. I do believe you can still download the first edition uh, to... But I'm hopefully going to go through and revamp some of those episodes for the second edition or advanced difficulty check as we'll be coming into. Uh, you can get in touch with us on the forums here, vtwproductions.com, clicking on the forums button at the top of the page. Uh, feel free to tweet at difficulty check or at mr underscore nnj for any questions. I usually tweet on difficulty check when I'm going to about to record and what we'll be talking about when we're recording the episode. Um... And through, for 2012, because, huh, haven't talked to Ursi about this one yet, and now it doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> I don't matter anymore. No. Uh, we will also have our stuff stored and streamed through Tau Radio, a member station of the Order of the Silver Dragon Clan, of which I am an officer. And now a board member, <laughs> apparently. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Like, we knew new content. Mr. NNJ, you're an officer of this clan already. You're now a board member at this radio station, and we would like your podcast. I was like, sure! 
So you can now hear us on multiple places, but only one place can you discuss it at us, and that's here at BTW Productions. And preview about next year. There may or may not be a chick who will join us every now and then. There are no <gasps> chicks on the internet. This is true, but she won't Except be on the internet. Except for her on the video she wall. Won't, there, she, she won't be on the internet. video wall. Oh, okay. I, I'm not actually on the video wall yet, because <laughs> uh, I think that's what one of the things, um, Flash trying to take over my microphone and all that stuff, and I, I think that's what kind of foobarred me at the last second for uh, Skype. Ah, Skype fighting for resources. What a surprise, yep. especially now that it's a Microsoft product. Yeah. Although, yeah, it just became... I, I still find it interesting and funny that everyone was blaming Microsoft and it hadn't actually switched hands yet, <laughs> you know. Screw you, Microsoft! It doesn't switch hands for another two weeks! Screw you, yeah. Microsoft! Screw you! Yeah, exactly. Afraid. All right, that brings us neatly to our first break of the day. Got a little music from the lovely and talented Miss Marion Call coming your way. This is the Geek Anthem, also known as I'll Still Be a Geek, after nobody thinks it's chic. You are listening to the New Year's Eve extravaganza on Versus the World Radio. Most popular song that nobody knows the lyrics to. Should old acquaintance be forgotten, never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgotten, something, something, oddling sign. <laughs> See? Got him. All right. Nailed it. Nailed it. It wasn't me this time, I swear. But I digress. All right. So, you are listening to our New Year's Eve extravaganza, phase one complete. Moving on into phase two, please join us at vtwproductions.com. Go up to the chat menu at the top of the page and choose chat and video. Join us with your webcam on the new and improved video wall. We wish to stress test this baby. We want to kill it if we can. I don't think we can, but it's worth a try. And I want to see the Wallace letter opener that NNJ is holding up to the camera. You didn't think I would know that that was just a letter opener, right? Aww. Fine. See? Let me find my real dagger then. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm Let me whip all... this out. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. Wow! Anyway, we shall return right after this. The Versus the World Productions New Year's Eve Spectacular continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. <laughs> Do I have Wookiees on the camera? But I want to review. <laughs> the various ways that you can participate in the show. If you want to send in an email, you can send it to... Which one shall I use? Let's just use GnomeWise at vtwproductions.com for this one. So send in requests, commentary about the year gone by, expectations for the year yet to come, and just general nerdy goodness. Bring it to us, GnomeWise at vtwproductions.com. To join in the live chat, you have several options. If you want to be on just our main chat, go to vtwproductions.com, hit the chat button at the top of the page, and choose chat and video. If you want the combined mishmash of the Versus the World and Frog Pants IRC along with the video wall, type in manually www.vtwproductions.com slash everything hyphen chat. That's everything dash chat. That will get you a page with the video wall, the Versus the World IRC, and the Frog Pants IRC, also known as the Tadpool. 
And seeing as we're going to have the guys from Ted Poolery on later in the day, that makes perfect sense. Boo and yah. Huzzah. Uh, huzzah. Now, I wanted to hit the two of you guys over the Huzzah, good Pazatsky, what? I said, Pazar, good sir. Now I was going to hit you guys over the head with the interview questionnaire. Now we have our. Oh, Lord, indeed. We have our continuing to be modified version of this, uh, which is on the forums under the Alpha Geek section. This is originally uh, lifted entirely from James Lipton and his show Inside the Actors Studio. He himself lifted it off of a, an apparently famous French talk show host, Bernard Pivot, who used several iterations of this thing uh, over the years. But it is kind of a handy little thing. Now, where was our edited version of this? You're making me feel legitimate. You're legit. <laughs> Don't worry. All right, here we'll we go. We'll fix that in about two seconds here. Indeed. Okay, so let's start with you, Ursi. What is your favorite word? That's it. <laughs> That's legit. That's mm. yep, yep. Just because it was the first you know word that came to my mind at the moment, and. Uh, 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 definitely a uh, spontaneous thinker, uh, which probably has driven several people batty on uh, listen to DC2E with my you know random tangents in the middle of sentences. So uh, yeah, that that definitely uh, uh, you know is how I roll, if you will. Mm-hmm. And NJ, what's your favorite word? Frack. That's, That's very close too. to mine. Uh, Miss Marion Call taught me a new a new variation of that a couple of weeks back, which was frack a banjo. That's her favorite, that favorite curse word. And I I like using it. I've trained myself out of you know dropping the other variation mm-hmm. of that. Uh, and shiny, I use shiny and frack a lot. So you're a Firefly and uh, Battlestar fan, indeed. Um, if you allow me to mute my microphone, I will go get my brown coat, which has my Army of Independent Colonies patch on it. I, I, I trust you and believe you. You don't need to leave your microphone because you're up for the next question here, which is what is your least favorite oh. word at NJ? Anti-disestablishmentarianism, because it's long and redundant. The Department of Redundancy <laughs> Department. Percy, <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Oh... I suppose I could go all serious or uh, not so serious. Let's see. Which way should I go this time? Whatever came to your mind first. I, don't, I just want a response. I don't care what it is. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's English language. I can't censor it. You know, I, I have to. I, I like it all. It, you know, including all the stupid, you know, knife that spelled with a K and everything. Patate. That's your least favorite word now. No, I like Klingon too, though. Damn it. So. <laughs> In fact, actually, I, I you know, I, I need to get my hands on the uh, text, uh, but uh, somebody like a while back uh, converted a lot of Shakespeare's plays into Klingon. Oh, back and back into a, the original I, I, Klingon. 
the, the uh, yeah, I think so. The Folger Theater here in D.C. actually had a special a couple years back that was all the great dialogues and monologues from Shakespeare done in Klingon, in Klingon costume. Yeah, uh, if you're gonna go, go all the way. Tickets for three hundred dollars. Tickets for three hundred dollars a hit for the cheapest seats. So yeah. I did not go. <laughs> Crap! Oh, come on, holy. He definitely wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, someone plays categories. Well done, sir. Well played, sir. <laughs> Ursi, what is the yeah, nerdiest yes. thing you have ever done and been proud of? Ooh. Well, uh, as I will say multiple times, I am, or was, DC2E's token LARPer. And I am a LARPer, people. Yes, I am coming out of the LARPer closet. Nerd! And I am proud of it. So take that. So yes, uh, no, I am an avid LARPer. In fact, uh, coming this new year, I will be starting a superhero LARP, uh, similar same game system that we that I did aberrant with the. Uh, but uh, now we're going to test it in the LARP setting, and I've already got twelve players. And uh, one of the uh, best lines that I heard was. Hey, guess who gets to for one of my players who likes to play androgynous? You know, she's a Japanese fan. Uh, she's like, "Yeah, guess who gets to wrap up her chest again?" There's something you don't hear every day. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Especially, yeah. So uh, it'll be fun. And then Jay, uh, what's the nerdiest well. thing you've ever done and been proud of? <laughs> uh, I'd say, you know went deep, deep, deep into debt to go to a convention 15 hours away with a bunch of pirates. Yar. And walked around, despite the sweltering heat and humidity, I walked around in a heavy oilskin raincoat because it was brown. Damn Skippy. Uh, beyond that, I think the nerdiest thing I ever... I mean, I think the, the nerdiest thing I've ever done is the fact that I was stupid enough to agree with Shinoda back in 2010 to say, yes, let's do a podcast about tabletop gaming because that will go over so well. And the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jay, or what is, the fact what is that the... I've priced my clan, the, the logo for my gaming clan at, to get as a tattoo. That oh, might right. top it. <laughs> well, that might, that might go along with the next question, which is what's the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been ashamed of? <laughs> Oh, um, I I don't have shame, so I don't know if I've ever been ashamed of anything. I mean, no guilty uh, pleasures. No, no. Oh, I feel so dirty, but I'm doing it anyway. I. This might be a little too much, but I've had relations with a young woman where we decided we were going to make attack rolls and dice rolls for everything. <laughs> That is possibly the most awesome thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that, I mean, it that, was... That could be... It got a little awkward. It got a little awkward with the... He's the moment's like, no, you got to roll for a detect to do that. Please, do it. Oh, yeah, fine. I, I'd be concerned about, like, losing a d20 or something. <laughs> I uh, we, we went out and... Part part of this was we went we went out on a date. We ended up at the gaming store. And we each got a new set of dice. So no one's <laughs> dice collection was adversely harmed. In, in this activity, but okay, I think NNJ is currently at the top of the leaderboard. 
uh, chat room. I think I need to get your ruling on this, but start our, our leaderboard for the day, and NNJ is clearly in the lead. Yeah. Ursi, can you top that? What's the nerdy thing you've ever done and been ashamed of? No, because he unfortunately uh, brought a female to a gaming store, which in itself is kind of how dare odd, him, weird. But you know, I brought a female to two uh, weeks in a row of Friday Night Magic. I want to put that out there. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, the thing is, I yeah, I don't have much shame either, but. Uh, Clearly, you podcast with your shirt off. Yeah, I have. I put on a shirt because I was going to be on the video wall, though, today. Um, I'll probably fix that in post. So, <laughs> 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 hey, I guess I, I even put, you know, when, when I was uh, relegated to, uh, uh, with some of the technical difficulties, to uh, doing this on my couch slash bed, uh, you know, far away from my computer, I, I, I even put on pants. Whoa. You know, like actual pants, not just shorts, you know, like I was going to. Um, I feel honored. Hey. Yeah, I know, considering uh, the uh, casual who, who's my hero is uh, Grail, because pants are, you know, the devil. Optional. Put your pants and on, Grail. Totally optional. So, but I digress, and, and uh, yeah, actually, that there, right there is actually probably the, uh, the geekiest thing I'm ashamed of, is admitting that Grail is, you know... Anything positive. So, no, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Love you, Grail. Ursi, <laughs> what is your favorite so, gadget? My Motorola Zoom, which I currently have right next to me right here. Which someday um, might possibly kind of sort of get ice cream sandwich, but probably not. I hope so, but eh, it's it's slated to get it. But uh, anyways, I mean, honey, uh, I mean, ice cream sandwich is very similar to honeycomb, which is what it's got. And mm-hmm. it, you know. Damn the haters, but I love it, you know. And haters I'm not an Apple fanboy. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say, uh, Apple haters are going to hate, so. Stop. Hating's bad. Dead and dead and dead. So. And then, Jay, I'm just doing what is quick... your favorite gadget? Oh, my favorite gadget would probably have to be my dice sack. Your big bag of dice, trademark? Yeah. Oh, there he goes. He's going off camera, ladies and gentlemen. Be afraid. Be very afraid. There's a story to this. Okay. There's a story to this dice There's sack big ba- That's a Chivas bag. What? No. Crown Royal, please. Oh, please. Crown Royal. Excuse Let's... me. So sorry. <laughs> but, a little blurry. Uh, but the story is, I had I'd, I'd gotten one from the Pirate's Tavern, because they had one laying around, and then someone spilled food on it. So <laughs> the bag was ruined. And then I went back, and I was like, do you have another one? It's like, no, because we, you know... We already gave away the one from this bottle. There's about four shots of Crown Royal left in this bottle, and then I have to go open a new bottle, I suppose. Done. Here's 30 bucks. Shots. Let's go. <laughs> Bring it on. It's, it's probably cheaper for me to just go out and buy my own... It's probably cheaper to go out and buy my own bottle of Crown Royal at that point, but I was at the bar already. Um, and you would have had such an interesting story to tell later. Exactly. You know. Several years later. <laughs> NNJ, here's one of the most popular questions on the quiz. What's your favorite curse word? Thought we already went over this. Possibly. It is frack. <laughs> frack in all of its variations. Frackity frack frack. To frack. the point where I want to go through and do boondock sayings, but replace the f bomb with frack just to see what it would sound like. It would probably sound hilarious. Epic. Ursi, what is your favorite curse word? 
Probably something from My Little Pony, I'm guessing. You know, I, th- I think, isn't that pretty much entirely, you know, curse words in general? In am I am I surrounded by bronies? Did I allow bronies onto my show? I've never no, watched. Show. Not, I've never actually watched it either. But uh, I do. Uh, uh, you know, I haven't made the introduction music, uh, at least for one episode, for the brony rific show of uh, of up 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 up. Mind blown. No excuses, thank you. <laughs> to which I, I had to weave through a whole bunch of uh, pony um, uh, sound drops mm-hmm. or sound files, or whatever, and uh, that made me curse some, and I kind of replaced some of them with, cur- you know. Oh god, there's a pony! Someone yeah, had a pony. I think there's an Aerosteel on the uh, video wall with. Oh god, there's two ponies. Okay, oh <laughs> a little pony and a big pony. I'm running I for the wrong cake. Them. I have rum uh, and rum cake. I've summoned them forth. That I suppose we should right. get all the you know bad things out of the way right away. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> or right, in reverse psychology land, do drugs, kids. Hey, kids, this is your Uncle Bill. Don't <laughs> buy drugs. Become a pop star, and they give them to you for free. <laughs> <sighs> we started off on the right foot here, kids. All right, let's wrap <laughs> no. this one up. <laughs> Ursi. Drinking drugs are the first batch. <laughs> I should have known better. Ursi, <laughs> yes. if, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, uh, <laughs> can you sign the item card, which is a LARPer thing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That would be awesome. Yeah, I've got you... this. Yeah, I've got a stake. I'd like you to sign. <laughs> okay, basically wanting an autograph and basically, I mean, we say an item card. Explain that. What's that in yeah. lapping terms? Uh, item cards are little index cards with uh, stats uh, for especially weapons, uh, because um, in most LARP settings, actual LARP, not necessarily buffer LARP. Um, no weapons, no, you know, they're the basically, you know, no weapons, no, no drugs, no stunts, no touching. You know, the, there's a lot of safety rules that are inherent in the system. Bad touch, bad touch. Um, yeah, um, you know, and unless, you know, the person agrees and you're all good, but, uh, so, you know, like, okay, you was singing. Okay. <laughs> you said bad touch. Sort of obligatory. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, and um, so yeah, no, an item card would basically be like uh, I have a sword, it's plus two traits, uh, in the uh, world of darkness setting, I should say, you know, plus two traits, um, it's short, you know, or whatever, you know, it's got some traits on it that basically dictate, you know, what bonuses it gives and what negatives it gives and how much damage it does and all that stuff. So instead of actually holding a real sword, you hold this item card up. And, uh, you know, you don't actually hit people with it because that's Buffer Larp, which is a different entity entirely. I but, hit you with my item card. I hit you with my item card. Ow. Paper power card. of Ow. Christ Paper compels card. you. The power of Christ compels you. And then, Jay, so, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Roll a death save. <laughs> <laughs> that's our DC nerd, kids. Yes, indeed. Two drugs. Did you, did you expect any less? <laughs> 
do drugs and drink at the same time because that, you know, double the effect. Save Vita. Here's to you and here's to me, the best friends we should ever be. If we should ever disagree, we'll frack you and here's to me. (laughs) (laughs) And on that bombshell, thank you guys for joining me for the opening volley of the Versus the World New Year's Eve Spectacular. I just want to put this out here. Everyone else now has this bar to leap over. Yes. Okay. Great to think probably just shuffle over our bar, the bar we have mm-hmm. set. But I like to think I say, bar, we have set the bar so high at this point. I'd just like to say, you're welcome. And, uh, Thank you, also, Mr. Hodgman. Uh, yep. <laughs> Which, yeah, if you haven't listened to the uh, Twit Christmas special uh, with Hodgman, Jonathan Colton, Paul and Storm, uh, you need to go and you know find Twit and listen to it because it was epically hilarious as well. As the uh, this week in tech um, audio review or the year in review uh, clip show, you need to listen to that because I almost went off the road laughing. Mm-hmm. I managed to listen and, to a couple uh, of those, and it's a convenient segue in for a shameless plug. Uh, okay. Friday the sixth, uh, our guest on Alpha Geek Fridays will be Mr. Tom Merritt from This Week in Woo-hoo! Tech, Sweet. the man himself in our preparation for CES 2012 show. So tune in live for that one. This is going to be a good one. And uh, before we leave, I would like to say Happy New Year to uh, Yek Terenberg, you know, which is uh, going to be New Year's in about three minutes. <laughs> You're watching the uh, New Year's counter on the interwebs, aren't you? Well, actually, if you go to worldtimezone.com, uh, it has a nice you know map, and it shows uh, the current time everywhere. Um, Nepal will be having uh, New Year's here about 20 minutes because they're at 11.40 right now for some reason. All of our <laughs> Nepal listeners, get on the IRC now. Yep. Uh, India, we got about a half hour yet, so we're good there. Yeah, this is actually rather entertaining, so get on there and, you know, see all the cool time zones and stuff, like, you know, Arizona. Okay. <laughs> we are a long ways off from New Year's. Well, right. no, just ti- Arizona being a time zone in itself. Yes, because we don't do that silly daylight saving time thing that all of you seem to be addicted to. Strange, strange people who like confusion. Perhaps that's lives. because you live in a desert. <laughs> live in a beeping desert. Anyway, thank well, you, gentlemen. If, for... if you would like me for the uh, for that 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 long haul six hour thing, I'm still conscious. <laughs> long haul six hour thing. We'll see what's going on later in the day. This will go until it's done, and then we will finish. Exactly. Right. Like I said, if we, if I am still conscious, I'd be more than willing to pop back in. Yep. And raise yeah, just, the bar. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, we we can study up by then and raise the bar for you. So, oh, uh, that'd be Arcee's uh, job. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just be rushing right back to you guys. It just just don't call me. I'll call you. And have okay, a happy New Year. Uh, I look at the lineup as to what we have. Um, and within six hours, you, you might be changing your tune. I'm going to just turn it over <laughs> to you entirely and say, good night, here you go. <laughs> we can do this. Do we have this a broadcaster. It. Do we have a broadcaster, RC? We have the technology uh, we I can don't, rebuild. But, uh, anyways, I'll let you go. I'll, I'll stop talking now. <laughs> I, right. I think there's some other hosts who want to step in. Yeah, we've got, uh, allegedly, if we can put it together, we have Fuzzy, Nizman, and Autographed Cat coming up next. But first, we have our next break, in which I have scheduled the wonderful and talented Jonathan Colton. What a surprise. This track is called I Feel Fantastic. And we shall return. I feel fantastic. Anyway, he sings it much better than I do.
We will be and back. It's not bipolar at all. <sighs> Just keep stopping my hand as I go for the microphone button, don't you? Yep. It's going to make me reach for one of these instead. Silence! Exactly. Silence! Oh, shit. Silence! Uh, <laughs> see? Ooh. See how that works? Silence! I think I... Silence! Silence! There's four. I have the power. You can Silence! We'll be back after this. The New Year's Spectacular on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com, continues. I am gnomewise, known to many others as the Other Todd. And joining me via the miracle of Skype, we have more and different people. So far, out of the three who were going to come, we have two. Fuzzy and Autographed Cat have joined me. Welcome, gentlemen. Fuzzy, what's up? Hey, how you doing, gnomewise? I am still kicking. We are just barely getting this ball rolling and getting the feeling that this is going to be a long haul. Oh, yeah. In a yeah, good way. It's going to be a fun time. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you for coming. We are not above shamelessly promoting all those shows that occupy the Versus the World Network because I think everyone needs to hear about you. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, anything we can do to uh, return the favor. Yeah, bring it. This is, what, this is why we do this hobby, why it's fun, this, everything that's good about it. So in, I, I of course, need to play the appropriate lead-in. Now is the time for a shameless plug. Shameless plug segment of our program. What have you been doing throughout 2011 here on Versus the World Radio? Man, we've... Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we started this little show. Uh, we, we thought, hey, you know, our uncle has a barn, and we could, uh, we could put on a show. So we, uh, we did. <laughs> and you see, the scary thing is, I'm old enough to know what you were just referencing there. Cause <laughs> I appreciate I it barn. when people I got some costumes. Get... Let's put on a show. I appreciate it when people actually get the off-the-wall off, off, off pop culture references I make. <laughs> uh, as long as you know, Judy Garland is involved, then you're there. Did you see, by the way, that they, they've actually released some uh, audio tape that uh, that she did when she was preparing her memoir? Uh, her publisher sent her a reel-to-reel recorder, and apparently they uh, these recordings have actually come out of her just wildly associating stories about her life. It's fascinating stuff. Interesting. I have not. I'm not up to date on my Judy Garland stuff. I'll have to try and dig that uh, dig that up for you, but uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting listen. Excellent. So you created your show and brought it forth to the world. For those of our listeners who may not have tuned into you guys before, tell us all about your show. Yeah, basically we do a, a show called Tadpoolery, and it's a um, the the line we have is it's a podcast about the podcast uh, this podcast is about. So it's in regards to the uh, various Frog Pants-related shows on uh, frogpants.com. And it started up uh, about, let's see, well, the, the Frog Pants community uh, has been growing for well over uh, a year now since TMS started. And uh, we all hang out in the chat room every day, even when there's not a live show playing. And uh, 
we started having these conversations and decided, hey, let's see if we can do a podcast and kind of continue that dialogue in a in a different format. And, and part of part of it was that you know as we were chatting with each other and we started getting to know each other on Facebook, uh, we kind of created a community there and hanging out in the chat room and talking. When there wasn't a show going on, we realized there's an awful lot of really interesting people hanging out in this chat room listening to this stuff. So we thought it would be a good way to kind of bring people out and talk to them and get to know them a little better and highlight some of the really cool things that they're doing. Yeah, this actually highlights something that was one of the major events for me with Versus the World in 2011, which was the beginning of our association with uh, Frog Pants Studios, where thanks to the uh, Twitter community, we were put in contact with Scott Johnson when he was trying to figure out how to do low bandwidth streaming because he was uh, he, had, he had matured to the point where he was doing full video and then for his live broadcasts and would then pipe it down to MP3 for podcast release. But as they were approaching the morning stream, which is their morning show, and if you've not listened to the morning stream, you really need to just think morning drive time radio show but good and and for us so it is a highly nerdy highly geeky content show with scott johnson and brian ibbett brian ibbett of coverville.com fame and he wanted to make sure there was a way for people with low bandwidth devices like mobile devices in their cars to be able to listen live and we were put in touch with him via Twitter to say, hey, you guys do Shoutcast primarily, don't you? Why don't you go teach Scott all about Shoutcast? And the rest is history. So we get a, a whole bunch of live listeners every Monday through Thursday morning who are tuning in via their cell phones, tablets, listening in their cars, and can have the morning drive time, morning show experience with the morning stream and not have to listen to the really dumb local uh, terrestrial radio uh, you know, morning zoo type stuff. So we feel like we're providing a service to the greater nerd community by freeing people from the shackles of bad drive time radio. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that mobile stream is, is really useful. When uh, I was home the other day, I was playing Star Wars, had that rolling, and then on my iPhone I had the mobile stream going so I could listen to the morning stream and not miss anything, uh, even though I wasn't at work where I typically tend to listen to it. Yeah, it's good to have the, the flexibility. I'm enjoying uh, finding out the... the Many and very different ways that live listening and podcast listening can be achieved these days. It just keeps getting better. Uh, it's a great time to be a nerd, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, you know, on both networks, there's a lot of shows to pick from. So you may oh, find yeah. one show that you're not too into, but there's plenty of others that should certainly fill uh, that, that geek uh, requirement for your listening habits. Yeah, come, come on over to vtwproductions.com and click on the Shows tab at the top of the page to see our offerings. Go over to frogpants.com and click on the podcasts pull down and you will see the oh my god extensive amount of work that just Scott himself does. That man is a podcasting machine. I yeah. don't know where he, I don't know when he sleeps, to be honest. Sleep, yeah, it's funny sleep is for the week. <laughs> exactly. And you know, he talks about like, you know, various various video games he's been playing and movies he's been watching and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know where he crams all that in on top of fitting his family time in, on top of preparing for shows and then all the other various work that he does it's it's it just blows my mind how he, he manages that whole that whole system and, and he also produces enough actual 
visual art to support himself doing all this other stuff. I mean, indeed, right? Uh, you know, that's that's how he's actually making a living. From what I understand, the podcasting is still just a hobby. It's not really making him any significant amount of money. It barely pays for itself. Is what I understand. So, I, he, he's he's obviously uh, a time lord. He has a TARDIS, and he shamelessly abuses the laws of time to pack everything into a day. I think he's secretly twins. <laughs> That's possible. I have not be. considered that. That's a great conspiracy theory. Conspiracy, conspiracy nothing. I, I, I've been to Salt Lake City. I have seen both of him. You were here first. <laughs> Scott Johnson is secretly two people. That's the only way I can uh, explain how the, how he gets all that crap done. And one of them is an android. Shh! We weren't supposed to talk about that part. Oh, sorry. Great. Now they're going to dispatch the assassins. So enjoy your last few minutes on this earth, and good job not keeping your mouth shut. Damn it. Great, Rob. We couldn't even make it to episode 10. Uh, hold, on, hold on just a second, please. <laughs> okay, the assassin's dead. <laughs> I'll just nip off and shoot myself. <laughs> and joining us midstream here, Nizman. What's going on? Not much. I was just playing some Star Wars The Old Republic. That's really about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Old Republic. Yes, that has been eating uh, progressively larger chunks of my time and my wife's time. Uh, in fact, she's currently seething because I you know, had to kick her out of the room to do the show and because the whole concept for playing the game back there with the almost two-year-old perched on her lap, yeah, that was not going to fly. <laughs> so yeah, I, I find that the 18. game is actually the, the game is actually cutting into my podcast listening because it's it's a game that's so chatty and so much full of dialogue that you tend to not want to listen to something that you actually have to focus on because you're focusing on the chat in the game. Yep. For large parts of it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely a, it's not like WoW where you can plug in you know Netflix or plug in a podcast or something like that and just keep on trucking. Exactly. I'm I'm curious to see once we get to endgame content if the amount of voice acting will drop off some and it'll become more traditional MMO like. Because I just don't I if there's enough hours in the in the year for them to continue this massive level of animation and uh, live voice actor recording. just It'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up. I don't know, but I, I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't because that's one of the things I'm really digging about this game. I mean, I, I came into it not just as a Star Wars fan, but as a big Bioware fan. And this is exactly the kind of game I want. Um, my only real complaint about the Dragon Age franchise is that there's not another five or six hundred hours of it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just kind of awesome for me. And I, I, I'm almost really ignoring the Star Wars tropes, and I'm playing my character as if this was a Firefly game. No kidding. That's a good idea. Yeah, my smuggler is very, very Firefly-ish in terms of her attitude and how she approaches her missions. That's cool. I do the job, and then I get paid. Let's <laughs> name him some variation of the name Malcolm or Mal. No. Um, she's named Curiel, which is the same name that I use for almost the first character I make in just about every game I play these days. It's good but, to uh, nah, you know. And I have a little bounty hunter at level six that I'm only just starting to try to figure out what she's about. 
I'm scared for my hard drive space if they keep doing the voice acting because it's already a huge game. If they keep going for a long period of time, that's going to eat up lots of room on your drive. Mm, might have to go buy a hard drive just for it. Yeah. <laughs> go get a one get terabyte a one- hard drive or something. There you go. You know, well, I, I wouldn't complain if that was the issue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd gladly buy another hard drive for that game. Especially since one terabyte drives, you know, now come free in breakfast cereal. Um, it's really <laughs> not that expensive. They did until Any- the flooding in Thailand, and then the prices went bat crap crazy. And That's true, but that'll yeah. that'll uh, that'll correct itself. Oh God, I hope so, because it needs to badly. I've been looking for a good uh, solid state drive at a reasonable price, but there's still a bit too much for me to go buy one right now. Yeah, they're still a bit expensive. I'd love to have one, but... A couple of my co-hosts in preparation for Old Republic built two new gaming rigs and they went down the solid state path and cannot... They can't say enough good about it. Basically, once you go SSD, you will never go back. Yeah, I'm sure it's amazing. So, you guys are creating the tadpoolery uh, pool of content. Was this your guys' mm-hmm. first entry into the world of podcasting? Yeah. Oh, yes. the, uh, the way this all kind of came about was uh, listening to all of the various Frog Pants shows and, and some of the shows on VTW, I started to get the itch. I wanted to give it a spin and see if we could do something fun and, and, and original but have it uh, be framed around the, the Frog Pants community. Um, yeah. So I, I actually went to uh, Trisha before Tank Girl from the Tadpool and said, look, here's my idea. Do you want to be part of it? And she said, sure, but I don't want to be on the show. <laughs> so she uh, was actually the one. Yeah, she she didn't want to be on the show as far as uh, uh, being a regular member because she didn't like the sound of her voice. So she uh, she contributes in other ways, and she's actually one of she's our, our guest producer. She goes out and lines up all of our guests for us and schedules everything for us and manages that whole piece. So uh, I, I asked her, I said, okay, who do you think would be a good fit in order to do this show on a regular basis? And she was the one that, that recommended uh, Rob and Nick. Excellent. Yeah, and, and you know, originally when we first started kicking it around, we were thinking, you know, uh, Morningstream doesn't do a show on Friday. We could do something on Friday because all these people keep showing up wanting to hear something. Mm-hmm. And I, I was the one who said, yeah, but let's not make it derivative. We don't want to just try and do the morning stream Friday edition because we're right. not we're not Scott and Ryan. I said, we need to make it its own thing. And there were a lot of uh, ideas for segments that were kicked around that I said, you know, that's a little too much like what they're already doing. Let's do something different. Um, and and I, I've joked in the, that we've kind of created the first meta podcast because we really are a podcast about other podcasts and the people who listen to them, which is a very sort of bizarre idea when you try to unpack it. But it seems to be working. People seem to be enjoying it, and that's very gratifying. Well, yeah, I can the see way you download it, numbers so I can tell you, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, the way it's kind of progressing, it's, it's less about the podcast and just more about the fans and the, and the people who, who enjoy such podcasts. And yeah. It's kind of a, like a fan cast. <laughs> yeah. Now for... Yeah, but, but, Go ahead. But, but interestingly enough, you know, it's a fan cast... Focusing on the people who are listening, not necessarily the people who are who are broadcasting. You know, yeah. um, it, it, it's 
the more I think about it, the more I think this really oughtn't work, and it does. <laughs> and it's very, very uh, gratifying that it does. But the more, you know, it's it's one of those things that if you set out and tried to make what we've made, I'm not sure it would have worked. If if we'd actually conceived of what we're doing at the moment at the beginning, I'm not sure we could have actually pulled it off. Yeah, you know, and and part of it too is when we started planning this show and just talking about it and what works, what doesn't work. It wasn't just a conversation between myself and Rob, Nick, and, and Tricia. We actually included the Frog Pants community in that conversation. We had those conversations in the chat room on a regular basis and just tried to bounce ideas off each other and see what actually worked. Welcome to the Internet, where all things mm-hmm. are possible. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Nick and I actually got our toes wet a little bit before Ted Pooler started because as we were starting to kick this idea around, uh, James Bartholomew invited each of us individually to come and um, guest on Initiative Check, which is his gaming podcast. And he liked having us there so much he asked us if we would both do it on a regular basis and uh, retooled the show to be a three-chair show instead of just him and whoever he could pull in. And so we've been doing that as well on a weekly basis, and that's an awful lot of fun. Just want to get that plug in for initiative check. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Shameless <laughs> plugs, as you may have noticed, are welcome on this show. <laughs> no, a big, and a big I can reason talk about we... games for hours. Oh, hell yeah. What is not to love there? We are uh, very much doing this new, this new Year's Eve show to showcase all the different types, all the different subject matter that we cover, all the different fun stuff you can find out there in the podcasting community for your nerdy listening enjoyment. So plug away and feel no shame. I've been, you know, running a convention long enough that I don't get too hung up about promoting things anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What con are you affiliated with? Uh, I'm the chairman of the Georgia Folk Convention, uh, which is actually being held next weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. If anyone is interested in going, that's www.gefilk.org. See, I can do that on the fly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And uh, we've actually uh, played, uh, we, we have uh, uh, some musical guests uh, who are coming there, of course it's a musical convention, and um, we've actually played some of that music on Tad Polary. That's how I'm sort of trying to cross-pollinate my various social circles and fandoms together uh, and introduce one to the other. Yeah, that's one of the fun things I've, I've seen that can be successfully done with uh, podcasting and shoutcasting is... Introducing me to things and artists and art forms that I would never have been introduced to via any other means because they're simply far outside my normal circles. So it's one of the things I actually look mm-hmm. forward to from these kinds of interactions is, oh, I, that's very shiny, and I did not know that was there before. And suddenly I'm listening to Marion Call and Fatty, and it's mm. ne- never a dull moment. Absolutely. Marion's lovely. Um, yes. Marion Call has actually sat in the chair that I'm sitting in Nice. this very moment. Wow. I had the pleasure of... She, she was house guest uh, when she was doing her 50-state tour. Uh, she came and crashed with us overnight. And actually, uh, I uh, uh, kept uh, babysat her car for a week while she flew back to Seattle and then back to Atlanta. Yeah, the 50-state tour that nearly killed her. In a good yeah, way. well. <laughs> I still think she should get a sponsorship from Subaru. <laughs> she, she took that little Subaru all over, and it, it just kept on chugging. As far as I know, she's still driving it. Those are hard to kill. Um, and she's, you know, she treats it nice and gives it you know, TLC and maintenance. It'll, it'll get her to Alaska and back regularly. 
<laughs> but yeah, I had uh, had the opportunity to meet her briefly at uh, Woodstock 3.0 in this year just gone past, and mm-hmm. up until that point, my interactions with her had all been uh, via email and just trying to arrange to have her appear on Alpha Geek interviews and play some of her new albums because she was just about to release it, and mm-hmm. so I, I had the. Um, dubious honor of being that creepy guy from the internet where <laughs> walk up to her effectively as a complete stranger and say, hi, Miss Call, my name's Todd, and we've been emailing each other, and I just wanted to make sure you're still good for the interview next Tuesday. And she got that, that deer in the head that looks of, oh, God, it's an internet stalker. Oh, oh, no, okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Around first, around. T- first time I ever uh, encountered her, she was uh, performing at Conflict, which is the uh, film convention in Seattle, uh, which is later in January. And uh, they they introduced her, and she came up, and she did one song, and I said, "I think I love you." <laughs> Deer in the headlights again. Well, she was on stage, so she just said, "Oh, you'll have to take that up with the <laughs> <laughs> the large man that I bring with me." Yes. <laughs> Gunter, autograph cat, autograph cat, Gunter. <laughs> I'll be in the yeah. car. But she's she's a really fun person to hang out with. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, getting to just sit and talk with her while she was staying with us. Uh, that was one of the new artists that I picked up uh, over the year and via interactions through the uh, the greater versus the world community. So got picked up that, picked up a little Mike Furman habit. Uh, increased. Mike Furman's good. Oh, he's, he's hilarious. And he's, he's one of the most pleasant he, people um, you'll ever meet. He is... Um, uh, Chris Hardwick's buddy. Yep. Uh, they did the, what was the band? Hard and Firm. Hard and Firm, baby. Their uh, their comedy album. They did, uh, I really love their uh, Rodeo Head, the Radio yep. Head medley they did. It was like a, <laughs> kind of a country, bluegrassy feel. That, that's really good. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so you got any Hard and Firm out there? Uh, Chris Hardwick had a pretty damn good year. He premiered his, oh, good uh, Lord. Yes. his show over oh, on yeah. BBC. Uh, and it seems to be having a rocking good time. That's when I would love to get an Alpha Geek interviews, but that's kind of a pipe dream. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. I mean, um, he, he's really one of those cool outlier success stories that you look at and go, wow, good on you. Yes. And you know he really busted his butt to make all that happen and oh, yeah. worked it over the, the time he did. I actually never did catch his uh, show until the New Year's special. And I was like, why have I not been watching this? I knew mm-hmm. better. I knew this was worth watching. Why wasn't I watching it all along? So There's I, not I, enough hours you know, in the day. And, and that's really what it boils down to. I, I can, can can barely keep up with television as it is, and Netflix doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, if, if TiVo isn't pulling enough good stuff off the air, then we've got 300 things in our Netflix queue. That is the blessing and the yeah. curse that is the times we live in. It's kind of awesome, though. I love living in the future. Oh, I've, I've, Star <laughs> yeah. Trek, I've, I've been enjoying living Star Trek for, for years now. Bring it on. And we don't have to deal with those uh, terrible clothes that they have to wear. Uh, they're coming, I'm sure. What, the, oh. the, the full-body polyester unitard? Yeah, the, uh, what was it, <laughs> skorts or something like that? Yeah, that they skorts. Or yeah. skants. Yes. <laughs> Skags, it's all what? bad. <laughs> That ain't right, kids. They like mm-hmm. skirt skirt pants or something. Skirt call them short thing. <laughs> ah. So one thing I like to go back and look at the very first episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, and if you look carefully in the background, 
they had cross-dressers. They had male characters dressed in those little short skirts. Just to really, re- just to reinforce the all-embracing uh, future that Roddenberry had out there, where all all leanings and all orientations are welcome, and that's strangely something that didn't persist into future episodes. I wonder, wonder yeah. how that could well, ever have gotten shot down. Well, you, you know, in the entire run of the original series, you know, you basically were confronted with the future where, in the future women will still uh, in the military dress up in high-heeled boots and miniskirts. Just like they do today. Just like they do today. Wait. Yeah. (laughs) But hey, those boots, I mean... They're made for walking. They can walk up and down my spine as far as I'm concerned because, damn. (laughs) In the boots? Oh, yes. Mm, I I met Grace Lee Whitney um, many years ago. She's a lovely, lovely lady. Uh, she played Yeoman Rand on the original mm-hmm. series, and uh, even at that time, twenty plus years later, she was still gorgeous. She had quite a road that she went through, um, and is, is a a good story to read for anyone who's experiencing hard times and can learn that yes, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. That is something other than an oncoming train, and you can make it. Um, but yeah, there was uh, it was fun to see her return to the screen. Uh, she had a little cameo in Star Trek VI, which was nice. Hey, I remember you, and wow, you're still alive, and yes, you're still hot. Good lord, <laughs> <laughs> that'll do nicely. Now where's your skirt? <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I'm getting me, slightly it, off track. No, that's, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> this is how it goes with us on Tadpoolery too. So, oh yeah, tangent, yeah. tangent to tangent. Giving him a taste of the real thing. Yeah, our our, our show notes basically say uh, introduce guest, go off on tangent. That's kind of the entire structure of the show. It's good to have a plan, really. Just plan to go off topic, and then you can say, "Hey, we stuck to the plan." It never yeah, goes wrong. It never goes wrong. It, 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 yeah. it happens regardless of of your other intentions. <laughs> yeah, it uh, seems to be working. I have no complaints. I will continue to be a listener, and I encourage all of you who are listening to this show live or via podcast to check out tadpoolery.com, or you can go to vtwproductions.com, go to the Shows tab, and hit Tadpoolery up there, and it will link you through to them, where you can subscribe to their RSS feed via iTunes or the podcast aggregator of your choosing. Yeah, and you've also got the, uh, the forums now, too, on yes. VTW Productions, so mm-hmm. go there, participate grow the community. We done created a discussion area for you, and then just stand back and watch the fun. Also on our website, you can find more information about the music that we play there, which is, again, since I'm trying to sort of cross-pollinate people, is always a nice thing. And um, The person who's doing our our web is uh, really good at going and tracking stuff down that uh, I didn't actually mention when I was uh, talking about them. Oh yeah, she's a she's a search guru, and she's probably listening right now. Right now, probably yeah. It's actually a fruitcake from the tadpool. She's been the one that's yeah. designed the tadpoolery.com site for us and manages it on a on a regular basis. So, hi fruit, we love you. Hi fruitcake, <laughs> we do love you. Now, in the intervening time here, have you been able to ship uh, a track to play in our next break here, or is that still? Uh, yep, yeah, you've got uh, two tracks. Where are they lurking? Uh, are they in email? They are, are they on the uh, FTP site. They're on the FTP, in the Excellent. archive Tadpoolery show folder. 
I shall fetch the bell so that we may cue them. Cool. And your tadpoolery, so Six String Love and Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, Six String Love is by uh, Vixie and Tony, uh, who are the guests of honor at Gefield next weekend, and Scott Snyder's our Toastmaster next weekend. That's why I kind of picked those two, so I could tie in those plugs again. But uh, we uh, played Vixie and Tony, played one of their songs on the second show, and Scott Snyder, the most recent show. Uh, this is a couple of other tracks. These are the tracks I would have chosen if I hadn't chosen the ones I did. So kind of get a second uh, second helping. Awesome. Nice well, too. I have now queued them. So coming up in our break here, we have Vixie and Tony with Six String Love and Scott Snyder with Faygrass. You are listening to the Versus the World New Year's Eve Spectacular. Currently co-hosting with me are the hosts from the Tadpoolery podcast. Find them on the web at www.tadpoolery.com or follow the link from vtwproductions.com. Here comes your nepotunism of the day. We'll be back. Right after. The New Year's Eve Spectacular continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the other Todd, known to many as Gnomewise. Joining me, the primary hosts of the Tadpoolery Podcasts. And as we were just coming back to air, you were saying that there were some stories attached to those tracks we just played. Yeah, the, the, I, I wasn't at this uh, particular gathering, but I, I was told the story. I don't know if it was the very first time that uh, they played that in public, but um, one of the very first times that Vixie and Tony performed Six String Love, um, Scott Snyder was actually there. And so they finished, and he played Fake Grass, and at the end of it looked at her and said, was that nimble enough for you? <laughs> she was sitting there just like slack-jawed because, I mean, he, he does amazing runs on the guitar. I, I don't know how he does it. He's a tremendous guitar player. But, uh, yeah, just uh, sort of, uh, oh, you want some, some nimble guitar work, huh? Well, how about this song? <laughs> I demand awesome. your complete library of tracks from those people or at least a link to their website so that I may buy them. Uh, you can uh, get uh, Vixie and Tony's album off of iTunes, uh, as uh, well as uh, you can go to their uh, CD Baby to get the physical CD, cdbaby.com. Uh, their website is vixieandtony.com. Uh, Scott's website is currently in some state of transition, so I need to find out from him how he actually wants me to link it. But uh, yeah, he has a, an album out on cassette from years and years ago, and I don't know if he's got anything recent out yet. He was also a member of a band called Captains of the Chess Team, um, which uh, did a lot of fun stuff that was just sort of a pickup band he put together while he when he moved to Austin. With a name like that, it's got to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All righty. So as we cruise into the second half of our segment here, i got to find where the heck I put these things. Stand by. There it is. <laughs> All right, since we've got a full hour with you guys, I'm going to hit you with at least a selection of the questionnaire that we like to use as part of Alpha Geek interviews, which was lifted and stolen and barely altered from James Lipton's questionnaire from inside the actor's studio. <laughs> which he stole from Bernard Pivo. You know he did, so I don't feel bad about this at all. Nope, I'm shameless with my own stealing, and Absolutely. I'm good with it. So, we're going to go across the screen here. We'll do the rapid-fire version. Autograph Cat, what's your favorite word? Anti-disestablishmentarianism. That turned up in the last segment as someone's least favorite word. That is completely <laughs> frightening. <laughs> and the fact that you say it so well. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Uh, uh, that was, that, fuzzy. That, that, 
Uh, I'd have to say wicked. Wicked. Ms. Man, favorite word? Uh, judging on how much I say it, it's probably a tie between sweet or awesome. And Ms. Man, least favorite word? Um, moist. <laughs> moist. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Moist. Fuzzy, least favorite word? Uh, least favorite word, least favorite word. Uh, um. If that's um. actually a word. Um. <laughs> My old speech uh, instructor would have referred to that as a mental burp. There you go. It's what you say when you don't know what to say. Autograph cat, least favorite word? No. Autograph cat, what is the nerdiest thing you have ever done and been proud of? Oh, wow. Gosh. Uh, I said it was a slightly <laughs> modified version of the question, Mayor. Yeah. Here's the I modification. Did, I've done a lot of nerdy things in my life, and I'm proud of most of them. Um, I once invited Anthony Ainley to come and play a Doctor Who role-playing game with us. He politely declined, but I was very pleased to have actually had the conversation with him. Now, Anthony those... Ainley played the master on Doctor Who back in the 1980s. Yes, I was going to oh. say, a lot of our younger listening audience may not know the significance of that person. He was the original. Or was, he, was he the original? Mm, he, was the, he was the third master. Uh, Roger Delgado played it they, in the they 70s. Kept killing them, yeah. And then Peter Pratt played the sort of uh, heavily make-up, degenerate, falling-apart, corpse-like master from a couple right. of episodes. And then Anthony Ainley took over and played it through the rest of the original series run. And, See, of course, John count... Sim in the new series. So John Sim has reinvented the character. Because, I mean, yes. the original master I adored. I mean, he, he was the mustache-twirling, over-the-top villain, great, but very low-key, mm-hmm. very... Um, he was like and, a snidely whiplash. Oh, yes, but with, you know, toned down a bit from that, but the same yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> um, John Sim was just crazy. One of my favorite lines out of uh, one of the, the Master episodes, one of the, does he still have the beard? No. Well, he's got a wife. Wife, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fell off my couch with that line. With the, what exactly are you saying there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuzzy, nerdiest thing you've done and been proud of? Um, maintaining my Star Wars collection over the years. Uh, I started collecting Star Wars action figures, toys, and then uh, anything and everything Star Wars when they re-released the originals for the first time as the special editions. Because um, they re-released the whole Power of the Force uh, action figure toy line, and it just grew from there, and, and it continues to grow for me. So, Do you have any of the original, original Kenner release toys? Um, only a few, none of the action figures. I do have the original Yoda hand puppet that came out in 79 or 80, uh, with, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, or Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I still have a bunch of those up in my mom's attic. Um, she didn't throw any of it away, including a, a very, uh, battered, uh, looks like it's been through the war, uh, Millennium Falcon. No kidding. Oh, yeah. It's probably missing a lot of parts now, but... You know, I was, what, eight years old when I first got it, so. <laughs> wow, that's wicked cool. Yeah, see, when I was a kid, I never had the uh, the Star Wars action figures, the originals. Um, I kind of missed that boat because I was hung up on Transformers and G.I. Joes. So when they uh, re-released Oh, them, Hasbro took your it. soul. 
Oh, mm. totally. Yeah, I I had every GI Joe known to man at that point. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I had tons. So yeah, I would say it was my Star Wars collection. And the and the and, GI Joes would fit in the Star Wars uh, vehicles, so you could oh, probably your heart's content. Yeah, that's bonus. Newsman, geekiest thing you've ever done and been proud of. Um, I have eternally memorized Lilu's full name from the Fifth Element. Oh, you must perform. Uh, it is Lilu Manai Laketariba Laminachai Et Bat Desibat. That whole thing's your name? Yeah. Maybe short, shorter. And you were impressed by anti-disestablishmentarianism. This is true. I love that movie so much. And, yeah, uh, nice. What is talking, not to love? I was talking to uh, James Iagovos uh, earlier because he was watching it and he had never seen it before. I was like, what in the hell have you been doing? <laughs> He's 17. <laughs> Give him a break. And he hasn't no. seen The Matrix yet either. The well, that, that's Matrix. forgivable. But, but, the, but the problem with The Matrix is, is it leads to the other two. So I can forgive him that. No, it doesn't, actually. I've seen The Matrix, and I've never seen The Matrix 2 or 3, and I have no <laughs> desire to. Uh, Good. Don't you're, change that. You're, you're <laughs> doing honest, it right. I, I didn't even want to see them before I found out how awful they were, because The Matrix is, is wonderfully complete. The movie ends. It has an ending. It doesn't need more. I agree. And so I never saw the point of watching the sequels. I feel the same way about the Highlander series. Hmm. Um, of movies. Uh, the TV series I sort of see as alternate reality, so I forgive it. But the first Highlander movie is complete. It's done. There's no room to go forward with that story. Well, so. I've always maintained that the proper title of Highlander 2 is Highlander 2 Contractual Obligation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've insisted to people that I don't know what they're talking about. There was no Highlander 2. And they say, well, yeah, it was terrible. And I was like, no, there was no Highlander 2. You imagined it. And, and no I've actually almost Zeist. convinced somebody of that with my uh, the fervor <laughs> of my conviction that it didn't exist. <laughs> nice. I will warp reality to fit. Uh, actually, I have uh, a drop-in for exactly that occasion. I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. All right. I actually believe His that works. Hey, you create a reality by perceiving it. Nisman. Mm-hmm. What is the nerdiest thing you have ever done and been ashamed of? This includes things like guilty pleasures and that kind of stuff. Hmm. Nerdiest thing. Hmm. That's tough. Because I'm not, not really ashamed of any of the nerdy things I do. Um, <laughs> I get that a lot. How about what's your nerdiest guilty pleasure is perhaps how I should rephrase this? Um, well, uh, Brian's probably going to kick me off hosting Tadpoolery for this, but I actually... <laughs> I actually kind of liked Episode One, Star Wars, because Ooh, yes, it, see that's perfect. It was it was the first Star Wars I ever actually saw. I never okay. saw four, five, and six, so I didn't know what I was getting into. But I did enjoy it. And then uh, let me after ask you a that, question: How old were you when you saw Episode One? Uh, I was ninety nine, so I was probably sixteen, seventeen. It's only age forgivable. Area. Yeah, you were still immature enough to. You know, be in the target audience. But my brain wasn't I, fully formed. Yeah, <laughs> I liked the uh-huh. uh, the whole idea, and then I, you know, remembered that there were other ones before that from, uh, you know, New Hope and all that. So I went and rented all of them and watched them in one night, and was like, yeah, these are these are way better. Okay, as long now as you watch, admit that. But yeah, 
We can forgive you. <laughs> I can. I mean, as, I'll as watch. <laughs> I'll watch episode one and I'll, I'll go straight to the duel of the fates and play just those bits. And uh, I will tell you the key to enjoying episode one. I was taught this by someone I don't remember who it was, but I've repeated it many times. The way to enjoy episode one is to watch it on DVD and to select a language track you don't understand. And then you just view the whole thing as opera because Lucas is so broad, you'll still get most of the story. And you won't have mm-hmm. to put up with the awful dialogue. You know, select French or Japanese or some language track you don't understand and then just view it as if it was an opera. And it's so much more enjoyable that way. You know, it's a good idea. That's a damn good idea. You don't have to listen to Anakin Skywalker saying, yippee, and understand that somebody wrote that line of dialogue on paper at some point. Yippee. And they thought it was a good idea. Exactly. You know, one of the best... I always love the the, the, the the graphic that someone came up with. It was sort of like a lolcat style graphic, but it's, you know, with uh, uh, Natalie Portman sort of, you know, kneeling down and she's talking to Jake Lloyd. And the caption reads, anyone else think it's creepy that you and I are totally going to be doing it in the next movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is just uh, the whole George trying to make his new vision for the prequels match the lines that he put in the originals. So he had to... He wanted Anakin to be young, he decided at some point. And, but he had this line in A New Hope that said, when I met your father, he was already a great pilot, but I was amazed how strong the Force was with him. So now he had this problem where he needed it to be a kid who was also an incredible pilot. Pod racing, yeah, there's a useless 40 minutes of filmmaking, but hey, i got to make this line that I put here make sense because I've convinced everyone that I always had this plan from the beginning, yes. There, and, there's a lot of interesting disconnects. I've seen people talk about um, how you know Leia's line about you know, she remembered her mother was always very sad and how, mm-hmm. well, this was obvious because Padme was like, that's, she's not talking about Padme. She's talking about her adoptive mother because Padme died in childbirth. Exactly. Leia doesn't remember her being sad. She, she doesn't remember her, her at all. Mother. At that point, she doesn't know she was adopted. She thinks, well, Organa yeah, was her mother. So Exactly. So, you know, it, but there's all these sort of things you have to kind of reconcile. I do think that the overall arc of the story, of the, the, the fall and redemption of Anakin Skywalker, could have been really awesome. The, the the core idea behind tying those six movies together was great. The execution was flawed, and I think the biggest problem is that 60% of the actual story is in uh, episode three, which yeah. meant that you only had 40% of the story to stretch across the first two movies, and it's so much padding. The guys who did the Phantom Edit proved that with some judicious cutting, you can actually turn episode one into a pretty good movie. Yeah, It's a lot shorter, but but more you know more fun to watch. Yeah, all they did was cut stuff out that was completely superfluous, and you know, and and it really shows. And 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 Lucas should not be allowed to write romantic dialogue ever. Oh God, no, no, we well, should just no. let's we can we can just sum up this entire segment with the following. God damn it, George. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, who did I leave off with here? Is that uh, Fuzzy? Did you get to do your guilty pleasure? That was you. No. So autogra- no. Okay. You, you, what is your uh, nerdiest thing you've done or your guiltiest pleasure uh, that you're somewhat ashamed of? Uh, 
probably the uh, need to buy every copy of Star Wars movie that comes out. So original trilogy, the whole saga edition, like every time they re-release it, I have to buy it, and I have to buy like You're a the special edition. Yeah, it's it's bad, and I watch them too. You know, and and you know, not to get back on the Phantom Menace stuff, but there are bits and pieces about the the latest three movies that I do enjoy. Um, especially anything that involves Yoda with his lightsaber kicking ass. That's just mm-hmm. awesome stuff. But oh, hell yeah. real quick, if you want to laugh at Phantom Menace, go on YouTube, uh, look up the Battle of Naboo, uh, Benny Hill music. Just type that into YouTube, and there's there's the full battle where the Gungans are fighting the droids, and they fast-forward it. Uh, they speed it up like times two or times four, and they play the Benny Hill Yakety Sax theme song Yakety over sax. it, and it's uh-huh. oh, awesome. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, it fits perfect with everything Jar Jar does in that stupid ten-minute scene. So, mm-hmm. wow, that's great. Bring it on, autograph cat. What is your guilty pleasure and/or nerdiest thing you've ever done that you're ashamed of? My guilty pleasure, and, and I'm really unapologetic about this. So I don't know how guilty I really am. Uh, I love the Robotech anime series. And actually prefer the English dub to the original. Well, I mean, the original wasn't even a coherent story. It was three separate shows that they clued together. It wasn't, but I have been told that, 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 at least with the Macross part, that preferring the English version to the, the original Japanese is a heresy. And I don't care because I saw them when I was 11, 12 years old. I love them. I've read all the books. Uh, I'm absolutely, completely uh, enamored of it. I own the entire series on DVD and um, really don't care for the original at all. I, I think that you know, as, as much as they, they changed the story to make it fit whatever they were trying to do in the English version, that's the story that I fell in love with. And so I still, to this day, insist that it's the superior version. You will get no argument from me. I am of a generation with you, and I feel pretty much the same way about it. Not that much of a purist. I've never actually been a fan of anime qua anime. I mean, there are individual anime series that I've seen and really enjoyed, but I've never actually understood it as a genre unto itself. Yeah, I I drop in for bits and pieces. I'll do the Cowboy Bebops of the world, and Mm -hmm. grew up on Robotech and uh, Star Star Blazers. Of course, yes. So it's definitely There's an amazing show impression on there. Oh, heck yeah. It's just a matter of not having enough hours in the day. Yeah, the, the problem is when they, um, when they do dubs, they don't... Uh, it depends on the company that does it, but they don't spend a whole lot of money on the voice actors who do it, and the voice actors tend to either not care or they, they just don't put in uh, enough effort to make it feel the same way as it does uh, in the Japanese, uh, the you know, the proper language for the, the subject matter. And a lot of the Japanese uh, idioms and things don't translate well over to English yeah. as well. One of, one of my problems also with, with anime in Japanese is that I don't speak Japanese, and I find that anime tends to be so kinetic that I can't keep up with the subtitles. And so yeah, I end up missing huge parts of the story because my eye is constantly being drawn away from the subtitles and towards the action that's happening elsewhere on the screen. And then I find out I'm missing bits of dialogue because I'm looking at things exploding or swooping by and, and running back and forth, and, and I end up missing bits of dialogue. And so I actually find it a very frustrating experience in, in, the, in the most part. 
if you're a slow reader, don't watch um, an anime series called Excel Saga. Um, the uh, main character speaks like a hundred words a second, and the subtitles cannot keep up with uh, what's going on, and it's very, uh, very uh, frantic and stuff with the animation too. It's just a crazy show, and they speak so fast it's almost impossible to keep up. If you want to go out and see how it is when it's done properly, as far as English overdubs, go look at any of the Studio Ghibli uh, movies that Pixar has been involved with bringing over to Disney. Pixar has been involved in bringing over to the U.S., so things like Howl's Moving Castle or Ponyo, um, any of those series. Princess Monoki. Yes, Princess Mononoke was the first big one that they did, and they put an enormous effort into not just translating the words, but translating you know, the cultural gaps and making the mouth movements line up uh, sensibly with ah. English lines. Dare I ask what that was? No. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. So any of it's those, go check elephant. those up. Yeah. Interestingly enough, the, the uh, English screenplay for Princess Mononoke was done by Neil Gaiman. And, oh, that um, makes perfect sense. And he, he, he said at the time in an interview, and I have this in my quotes file, he said, I've never seen anything like it. I think it's amazing, and I don't know if I can do it justice. Putting it bluntly, if I fuck it up, I'll fuck it up with respect and love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something. All righty, let's uh, do the last round here before we go to our next break. So, Autograph Cat, what's your favorite curse word? Uh, bugger. Fuzzy, what is your favorite curse word? Cockknocker. And Nizman, what is your favorite curse word? Bollocks. Oh, bollocks. I got one that's close to that in my family. Uh, it is close. All right, bring it up. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you for taking time out of your New Year's Eve to join us for our end-of-year celebration. Looking forward to all kinds of fun stuff with you in the 2012 to come. Thank you for joining us. Autograph Cat, be well. Fuzzy and Nizman, you can be all be found on the web at tadpoolery.com or on the forums at vtwproductions.com by clicking on the forums tab at the top of the page and in the shows section looking for the Tadpoolery podcast. Autograph Cat, parting words. Um, thanks for having us on. Happy New Year. Fuzzy, parting words. Thanks for everything, No Moise. Thanks for having us on, and uh, have a great New Year. And Nizman, what is your parting shot? Yeah, no mice. Thanks for uh, putting up with our our uh, amateurness <laughs> and helping us out. And uh, happy New Year and see you at Nerdtacular. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. If you look on the video, I'm proudly wearing my Nerdtacular 2011 shirt even as we speak. Nice. Oh, yes. If Unless, you know, God willing and the crick don't rise, I'll be there for Nerdtacular 2012, perhaps with video in tow. We shall see. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. And coming up in our next uh, break here, since we were talking about Mr. Mike Furman earlier, we have Mike Furman's Chicken Monkey Duck and Mike Furman's Street Meat coming up. We will be back right after. The Versus the World New Year's Eve Spectacular continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Joining me for this half hour, we have two members of the No Excuses podcast, and this is my first attempt ever to say your name out loud. Fernurian, how badly Correct, did I mail that? 
Frenarian, all right. You got it spot on. <laughs> Nailed it in one. And at this point, we determine whether or not Aristil has unmuted his microphone. Can y'all hear me? This is Aristil from VTWProductions.com. I can hear you fine Yay. now. Your timing is good. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Now, you guys have the distinction of being one of the youngest arrivals show-wise on the network. Uh, has this been your guys' first effort at podcasting? Uh, formally, yes. Uh, we've done individual content segments for this station and a few other podcast sites that we listen to, but uh, this is our first effort to make a real production of a podcast. And uh, yeah. Now let me, uh, of course, lead in with the uh, painstakingly crafted drop-in from Ursa Heil for the plugging of your show. Now is the time for a shameless plug. In the land of the shameless plug, tell us all about No Excuses Podcast. Uh, you want the long version or the short version? We've got 30 minutes. Us. Use them. Bring it on. Okay. Well, once upon a time, a long time ago, about three, four months ago, was it now, Fern? Uh, right about that, yes. We, uh, we decided it would be a wonderful idea to consume copious amounts of alcohol and uh, try our hand at recording a proper um, <laughs> uh, thing that doesn't exist. Episode Zero doesn't nope. exist. No, no, doesn't no ever... there is no Episode Zero. Ever. Episode... Never. Episode no. Zero doesn't exist. It's a myth. And uh, after the Episode Zero that doesn't exist got recorded, we're like, well, we could, we could do something with this, and we can try and pitch it to the station. And then, uh, <laughs> so... We recorded about three episodes each week to be sure we could do it consistently, and we sent them to you guys uh, one at a time. And after we managed to get a hold of the elusive Gnomewise, which I still don't believe is actually talking to me, because Gnomewise doesn't exist and he's impossible to get a hold of. First rule uh, of Gnomewise is we do not talk about Gnomewise. We do not. We, uh, we pestered you guys to death to be sure y'all actually noticed us, because we'd heard reports that people weren't getting noticed or even replies, so I bugged. I bugged Octail and Doc Dead to death, and Fern got a hold of you, and uh, we got on the station. And uh, barring not too much hassle, other than uh, one scheduling conflict because of the calendar, everything's been going real swimmingly. So far, uh, things have been improving, and uh, we're getting better, we hope. Uh, slightly less terrible. Slightly less terrible. I still terrible. the whole show is a bad idea. And yet you keep turning up. Yes, do keep- I don't know. I don't yeah. know why. It must be insanity. Well, we're not sure why Vol turns up, but uh, he turns up, too. He, he complains about it the most out of all of us. Um, but we have a good time with it. Uh, we really like the way the show's going, and we uh, we hope it grows. Hope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get back on form with our shows. Uh, actually, tonight, I think we record our next episode, Fern. Uh, I, so. uh, yes. So, recording this show is uh, is an adventure in and of itself, Uh Fern, why don't you explain the process, because I've been talking a lot. Well, basically, what we do is we all gather in on a, a channel invent and hit the record button and go from there, basically. There's really no script, aside from maybe a brief outline saying well, what we're going to talk about, the articles and that sort of thing, and the rest we just make up on the spot. Kind of like what I'm doing now. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's a bit more complicated than that, because there's a very set time we can do it, which usually is in the middle of the night, because we're mm. all we're all in three different countries, and 
Unfortunately, currently, there's quite a bit of editing that goes into the show because with Fern being in Australia, Val being in New Zealand, and me being on the East Coast of America, the uh, the internet lag is pretty terrible. So we hope to weasel that out eventually and get and as internet improves, we won't have to do that as much. But currently, there is a lot that we do to get the show listenable. Although we do invite people yeah. to come into Ventrilo and listen to us listen. And actually not plugging our own show, you should definitely get on the VTW Ventrilo and come hang out with us. We'll talk to anyone and everyone. It's true facts. Ask anyone. I talk to everybody. True. And uh, we'd love y'all to come in and play with us and do stuff with us. We are the flagship, we like to call the flagship community community show, where we go in and we actively make sure we're involved with the community Ventrilo as much as possible, the community forums as much as we can, and get in there and really try and get you guys engaged in active activities with the community. We set up events every month. Uh, we actually have a January event scheduled that I haven't told you about, Fern, because I haven't been able to find you for a couple days. But uh, Oh, okay. That is coming up. So be sure to get involved with us, and uh, that's that's that. That's pretty much the show. It's, it's a show. Actually, I, I was listening earlier to, uh, I think it was... Uh, the the last guys you had on they're newcomers too aren't they the one that yes Tad Fuller Frogpants yes Tad um, Fuller are the other other FNGs I mean the nice new people <laughs> I see <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> oh dear. I was I was actually listening to you talking to them and they're like uh, well, we wanted to try to do something different we actually did the opposite we took uh, a lot of different things we liked from a lot of different podcasts that we thought worked really well and tried to see what would happen if we blended those together into a uh, a podcast and. Uh, that's that's really what what became no excuses was taking all the aspects of the shows that we liked and that everybody seemed to like. We got a big consensus and went around vent, hung out a few days, and we're like, "What do you like from shows? What do you what do you want to see? What would you see in a show?" We're trying not to drop the hint, we were doing a show, and uh, eventually we got uh, we got a consensus of this is what people like, this is what people don't like, and we try to weave that together into our own show and give it our own little flavor, which was which is what's become the show. So we haven't tried to do anything different or spectacular. We just try to do the best bits in one show. And I can tell you, uh, as, an outs- as an outside observer, podcast. go ahead. Oh, sorry, just saying, Frank and Podcast, that's what we are. Alive, it's alive! <laughs> as, as, as an unbiased outside observer, I can tell you that both approaches seem to have worked beautifully. Both the, let's take the stuff we love out of other shows and include you together into one, and the other, let's try something different so we're not the same as everyone else. Both have resulted in podcasts that I really enjoy listening to, so keep up the good work, guys. I'm loving it. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, that was very encouraging. So uh, we're here on on the air and stuff. I'm supposed to be talking now, about something. Well, there's a very obvious topic to uh, discuss, considering your brand spanking new video wall uh, presence. So here there be bronies, I, I hear. There uh, are, here, yes. Here there do, and... Uh, we get, we get asked a lot on the show before people actually listen as to whether or not we're a brony show or not. We are not. Other than the drop-in bot, there is uh, there is very little pony referencing. But I do have this nice little toy. I've been waving on the video wall for about an hour and a half. A little bit. She's cute. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> See, we need to, we need to find a drop-in that does go with uh, that pony. I'm I'm going to vote for this one. That felt good. It did. Hey, that works. I might be able to one-up you, though, if I can get under my desk. This thing actually talks. I don't know how oh, this God. is going to come through. There I am. There the I will light the way. My wings are so pretty. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a response. 
Yeah, you guys are, uh, you're kind of creepy. I think this may be a stupid idea. Feel if you're on the well now, you will see me face palming. <laughs> it's a common occurrence during the show. You are face palming from the future as our Australian Aussie 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 Oi 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 contingent. You are already living in the future year. Tell me, what does 2012 smell like? Uh, for some reason, it smells like odd socks. Uh, it obviously means it's time to clean out my computer nook. Uh, aside from that, not a whole lot's changed. There's a, a significant increase in puppies around here. But uh, yes, 2012 so far is great. And you'd, interest, you'd indicated earlier that Val is a uh, New Zealander. I had not realized that, which is, explains why his... Uh, Internet uh, is crushed at the very site of Skype, as it turns out. Yeah, there's. Uh, yes. We we would use Skype to record normally, but uh, his internet can't do it. <laughs> it says it's it, there's some kind of conflict down there with it. It's just like it can't do it. So we've had to use a bunch of makeshift ways to get uh, quality of vent up and use vent to record. It's very roundabout and very complicated, but we got it to work, and it's a miracle it did. So. We're very happy we got something to work with them. Most excellent. There's a reason Thank why we say uh, people listening live probably uh, get a lot worse experience than those listening to the podcast because it's kind of a train wreck pre-edit. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, you, you do what you can to overcome the shortcomings. See, that's something I have to, I have to talk to Val about that because you know, I, I have aspirations to move to New Zealand one day, and if they can't figure out how to make the Internet work, that could just you know, kind of put an end to the entire discussion. He will tell you to never go down there ever. He gets an earthquake every other day where he lives. Mm-hmm. It is it is uh, it's quite it's quite funny to hear be in the middle of a, a flashpoint Swator or a dungeon in WoW and just hear him go earthquake. Hang on, I can't do anything. I'm surprised one actually hasn't happened during the recording of the show. Yeah, this your day, happened a couple your day times will come. <laughs> oh yes, it, it, it will come. Well, I mean, I live in a land where there are spiders that, if they bite you, will dissolve your hand. So I'm not overly concerned with nature trying to kill me because it already is. You live in cactus land over there yes, in I the do. west, somewhere yeah. nowhere near here. <laughs> Hi from someone else living in the land of giant deadly spiders and snakes mm-hmm. and birds. Yes, the insert color here recluse spider family. Always, always a fun time. We're just going to digest oh, yes. you slowly from a distance over the span of weeks. Nom, 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 nom. Delicious. Delicious human. Spiders are hungry. <laughs> spiders are so hungry, Gnomeways. They feed the spiders. Stop feeding the spiders, Gnomeways. <sighs> I know where you live. Well, you kind of know where I live. You live on the. You know I live on the East Coast in one of the most, more southern states on the East Coast. Yes. <laughs> I have the power of the internet. I can find you. I'm, I'm going to backtrace you. Probably not that hard. <laughs> I think I still have a Facebook that I don't use. You done goofed. Anyway. All right, let's do a... Since we actually have a short time on this segment, i hit you guys with a rapid-fire version of the get-to-know-you-quick questionnaire, which has vanished off of my screen because I failed. Well, where the heck did that go? He lost it. It's gone. And and burned. We must cover the dead air. There it is. Dead air. 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 All right. So, Fern, what's your favorite word? 
Hmm, no. Honestly? Ari, what's your favorite word? Uh, flummoxed. Hmm, Ari, what's your least favorite word? Uh, vaguely. And Fern, what's your least favorite word? Ooh, I've got a lot of them. Uh, legislation. Ah, living where you live, I can understand that. I work in building law and stuff, so I hear it a lot, and I don't Ooh. want to. Yeah. Yeah, let's not go there. Uh, Fern, what is the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been proud of? Ooh, that would have to be the time I scared the hell out of my high school faculty uh, by using a little program called Win Pop-Up, which was in old versions of Windows NT. I uh-huh. decided to PM a message to someone on the other side of the room. It showed up on the server, and next thing I know, the principal and the entire faculty is there breathing down my neck asking what the hell I'm doing. Uh, Ari, what's the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been proud of? And been proud of? Uh, well, there's a lot of things. <sighs> well, plenty of LARPing experiences. Dang, it's so hard to pick one. Hmm. Well, I can go with this story, I guess. Uh, uh, once upon a time, back in uh, back in high school, we copied this from another school that did it, and I think another state. We uh, we acquired four. Uh, we acquired three pigs, okay, like real pigs for mm-hmm. our, our senior prank, and we put numbers on them. We put one, two, and four, and set them loose in the school. <laughs> and how long did they waste looking for number three? Uh, a few days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> classic. Very classic. Okay, Ari, what is your nerdiest guilty pleasure or the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been ashamed of? I'm going to get called out if I don't tell this one, unfortunately, <laughs> and Fern knows what it is. Mm-hmm. So, my, uh, my most recent uh, girlfriend thing uh, decided one night you know, we're we're uh, we're out in the middle of nowhere, in in and we were camping, and it was just me and her. And uh, out of her suitcase, she pulls uh, a Japanese school outfit, male and female, <laughs> uh, for when we're in the tent. It's just cosplay. Guess which, one, uh, guess which one she put on, and guess which one she stuffed me into. One would assume gender bending was in, was encouraged. Indeed it was. And to make it worse, it was the Haruhi Suzumiya outfit. Oh, God. Yeah. So how, how was your melancholy that night? Uh, well, once it was off, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so at the very least, you got good sex out of it, is what you're saying. Yes, that was the only good thing to come of that night. Well, don't be too ashamed then. And yes, that was pretty freaking nerdy. Congratulations. Fern, what is your nerdiest guilty pleasure or the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been ashamed of? Oh, wow. Uh, let me see. I've got so many. Uh, let me see. I think it would probably would be, have to be... My biggest shame would be the habit of correcting people about nerdy things in public spontaneously. Uh, I don't even realize I've done it until after I've finished saying it and everyone's staring at me. It just uh, kind of... It just, it's, it's like... It's, so which thing is you have nerd Tourette's? Exactly, yes. It just kind of pops out. Now, what about incorrect opinions? Do you correct, like, Jar Jar was a good character? Do you immediately snap back at that? That I correct with a horrible, horrible vengeance. Uh, (laughs) It involves face melting. It does. 
I All right. and outline exactly why he's bad. Okay, chat room. I need a ruling here on the leaderboard because Ari, I think, may have just upped the stakes. So earlier, NNJ's guilty pleasure or thing he had done that he was ashamed of was having a sexual encounter with his girlfriend based on attack rolls using uh, polyhedral dice. So he had to roll to attack the left breast and, and so on. And we have now heard tell of the gender-bending, cross-dressing uh, Harahui. Um, yeah. I love the way you butchered that. Thank you. <laughs> so Thank you. <laughs> I, I may or may not have done that slightly deliberately, but the melancholy thereof. Um, but, well, you, you, you butchered certain things that night, too, but we're just not going to go into details. But I need from the chat room... Whether NNJ still holds the lead with the dice rolling, or whether Ari has taken over the lead with the having to wear the schoolgirl outfit in order to get laid. Ooh, Sage Ooh, calls it a tie. Uh, NNJ, two for NNJ, two for tie. Uh, it's looking like NNJ is, is holding the top spots. So you you it's may be four. you may be the runner-up. I can I can settle for actually I can't settle for second <laughs> ever, but I'll have to this time. Well, at least you didn't have to roll D twenty to get to second base like he did. So you're, I, I call that a winning. It, it's true. I, I did not have a luck factor involved. I wonder what his plus was. Uh, what attribute contributes to that? Hmm, plus one to pheromones. I'm not sure. Oh dear. Be afraid, people. Be very afraid. Yes, you have willingly tuned in to this versus the world productions. New Year's Eve spectacular, and this is what you get. I'm just going to watch the listener numbers drop off right now. There we go. Oh, they dropped off as soon as I got here. <laughs> like, Fern's, Fern's on, it's fine. No, Ari shows up, all the listener numbers just go south for the winter. Actually, they don't flying. come back. They, the they stay for the accent. <laughs> well, yeah, so there's one very important thing you do bring to the network is the accent that uh, most of the female listeners just want to uh, snuggle up with and have sex with. Right, Copy? So, the <laughs> next segment, what? I'm not wrong. Yeah, see? There's a, there's a finger pointing at Copy from off screen saying, yep, yep, she digs it. She digs it. Would Women, that have to be your finger gnome? Uh, unless I have a portal gun here and happen to know where she lives, which I may or may not already know because I'm creepy that way. <laughs> but no, I, I can't point across several thousand miles. I do believe that is her significant other pointing at her saying, yep, she's the one. She goes for the Australian accent. And, hey, quite honestly, who doesn't? You get that Australian accent coming out of a woman, and I'm all over it. But I digress. Okay. So you are still listening to the Versus the World Productions VTW End of Year Spectacular. Coming up in our next segment, we have what could be classified as Blast from the Past or potentially Blast from the Future. The Almighty Farseer will be joining me for a, a half-hour segment. Before we go, how about a parting shot and a shameless plug from you guys? When and where can they find the No Excuses podcast? You can find the No Excuses podcast on iTunes. Search for No Excuses VTW. It'll be the little Peggy Unicorn Frog thing. Go to the forums. You can go to our archives from there. Or you can go on the VTW front page, and you can go to the wherever the fern, correct me, because I don't know where it is. 
Where's the archive spot on the front page? The archive spot is under shows. Uh, just look for no excuses, and there's our complete list of every train wreck disaster show we've ever recorded. They're so enthusiastic to do this show every week, I tell you. I promise. I'm feeling the pride, <laughs> the pride radi- radiating off of the project. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. <laughs> Bring it on. And thank you, sir. All right, we have a track coming up in our break here from Shannon Grady. This track is called Tomorrow. When we return, I will hopefully have hooked up with the almighty Farseer. You are listening to Versus the World Radio and our end-of-year New Year's Eve spectacular. We shall return right after this. The Versus the World Radio New Year's Eve Spectacular continues live on vtwproductions.com. To review, if you are joining us live, and you should be, please come to vtwproductions.com, click on the chat button at the top of the page, and go to chat and video. Join the video wall, bring your webcam, join the cool kids. It's even a new version of the software that does wonderful, wonderful things at higher resolutions. Yes, I can count the freckles on Copy's face. It's a wonderful, happy, happy thing, and not creepy at all. Now, joining me from over the pond, not quite into 2012, but much closer to 2012 than I am, we have the Almighty Farseer and Her Majesty Empress Zai. Welcome to the show. Greetings from the future. I really wonder about you sometimes. Only sometimes? Well, most of the time. All of the time. You're doing it right. I'm here to breathe life into this, into this, uh, into this yearly stream. That I mean, people seem to be going on here. Seem to be interesting people. There's not enough happiness and 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 me. There's not enough me. Is what I'm trying to say here. Mm Hmm. But never anything like arrogance or egotism. Nothing at all. No, that would be that would lie within Kexman. Aha! Uh-huh. Always laying it at his door. I see. Some things he, he, never change. He calls it to his door. I'm not one to hit. I'm not one to hate on Kexman. Well, actually, I'm the first to hate on Kexman. But he calls everything to his door, and he accepts it. He knows he's going to hell when he dies, and he accepts that also. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so welcome back to the Shoutcast Airwaves of Versus the World Radio. How was your 2011? Um, boring, if I'm to be perfectly honest with you. It's been a year of, let's look for work. Let's sit here and game. Let's look for work. Let's sit here and game. Let's be bored and have too much free time on one's hands. I mean, let's be honest. Having free time is nice, but when you have too much of it, Ugh, it just gets so samey. Not enough new games. You just need to need to the game producers need to produce more to keep you occupied while work evades you in the wonderful uh, world world economy that we're living in. Well, it's it's not just about the game producers producing games as well. It's about affording them as well. Like just on um just on job seekers like allowance, it's not a lot that you get. But uh but like I said, I do actually have some good news. Twenty twelve kind of brings in something new, at least for my life. Um, I think it was, was it yesterday or the day before? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, uh, after at least two years, yeah, about coming on two years now, I was offered a job. So now, after two years of being jobless, I now have a job. 
I have a drop-in on standby for you, and it goes a little something like this. Yes! I am a god! That would that would be appropriate for now. Thank you very much, Namwise. Does that <laughs> approximate your, your feeling? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Um, I'm... I'm I'm very I'm very happy. I mean, it's, it's I've had quite a few good things come since uh, Christmas. I mean, I've got three new games, which is Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, I had Saints Row Three bought for me by Kexman, which was very nice of him, and uh, I bought Sonic Generations. And so I got three new nice shiny games. I've I've got to play. And uh, well, I've actually, got... the Sonic Generations was a present from me. Oh yes, the present sign, and. I've got a job to go to on Wednesday, so I can be earning the monies. Earning the monies? Does it involve the Germans? No, it does not involve the Germans. But uh, you just, just when you are drinking the liquors, you start talking like the Germans. Yes, talking like the Germans. Yes. Yes, you talk like the Germans. Are you drinking the schnapps? Is that what you're drinking today? No, no, I'm not drinking the schnapps. I, I am drinking the strongbow, but uh, not the schnapps. No. Well, oh. I am blackbeard. <laughs> Um, talk amongst yourselves for just a moment, because I have something I need to present to the video wall. Be our oh, okay. entertain, entertain the crowds. You know, dance for me, little oh. man. Dance? What? Yeah, little. Dance. <laughs> Two words that do not rhyme with m- me. But uh, uh, if you ever tried to dance, you fall flat on your face. Ah, uh, really? Two left feet. Ah. Uh. Yes. I was born a mutant, people. I was born a mutant. I have two left feet instead of one right and one left. So I can only walk left in circles. Like a crab. Well, a crab's sideways. It's not really circles. <laughs> well, it is for you. So I'll just be constantly walking left. So this is what happens when I kind of gain control of the stream again. Bad, crazy, random things happen. It's like taking... Your face. Yeah. It's and low, I face. return. So yeah. if you're... As a bit of a... Sorry. I was about to say, it's like taking the pavement out from underneath Gnomewise while he's standing there. It's just... It's just... <laughs> Actually, after seeing how large you are, Gnomewise, I, I really, really would not even consider such a thing. If you are observing the video wall, you will now see that I am now joining you in the consumption of a strongbow. Yes! Awesome! I'd absolutely love to be able to drink right now, but I can't. Yeah, oh, why would I that be... A bad head. I've bad been head. sick Christmas and now I'm sick New Year's Eve. So I'm sorry. I will drink on your behalf. It's alright. I'm going to go and get a can of Carling in a little bit. What is with the Murlocs on the video stream? Wow. You're just noticing that now? Yeah, I need to get a I gun. Want one. And I need to shoot uh, that one. That one. That one, that one, that one. I mean, there's a murky, a lurky, a, a gurky, and a green one that I don't recognize. I've left. I'm, I'm sorry to say, I've left the Murlocs of World of Warcraft behind now. No, my, now we got Ratgools. Yeah, my pastures now lie with the Ratgools of the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> See, I haven't gotten any companion pets in Old Republic yet, but I'm still in the prologue phase. I'm only 16. The my... moment of truth, Gnomewise. What what side did you choose to join? The right Sith. and proper side, Sith. Good. Yes. He, he chose Sith. What, what are you saying yes for? Because I secretly don't. Mm. See, 
it's going Sith is too easy now. Everyone's gone Sith. Like Nobunaga, the evil mastermind. Well, that was expected. Oh, that's Nobu. Yeah, but I'm just saying everyone's going Sith. Now, that just means another person that I have to protect the Republic from because I am a Jedi Knight. Evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Ah, damn. I'm doing the right thing and I'm happy in my mind. I'm happy in my mind with that. And I'm quite happy staying on the Republic side on my smuggler and being generally neutral but leaning towards the dark side more. Yeah, I keep running into quest givers and, and Sith Masters who are, have been entertaining ideas of, of perhaps a more balanced view of the Force and my guy's like, I have to kill you now. <laughs> oh, you, you wouldn't approve of the fact that I managed to convert a Sith Lord uh, to the Jedi Order then? Mm, not so much, no. I'll be putting a lightsaber through each side of his head shortly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, apparently I've been called a dick by my friend because he actually did buy me a game not like a few hours ago, which is Civilization V. So I have an apology to uh, Raymond on there, who's actually one of the ones on the webcam with his arms up in the air. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Almighty Fireseer is a dick. <laughs> yeah, yes. they first. I'm sure that's been mentioned before. I'm, I'm sure I've been called many things before. I'm sure this isn't the first time. Hence well, here, the name Failsir. Let me give it to you in drop-in form, then. Don't kid yourself there. You're a bit of a pussy. No offense. <laughs> Thank you very much. Is there a bit of Terpster sighting in the, in the chat room or something there? Is there a yay Terpster, Terpster for Chancellor? Because um, if Terpster is here, he owes me some Skype time because he blew me off on Alpha Geek Fridays the other morning when I don't think he is arrived. here. It, it's just usually... The mention of the name Terpster just inspires people to shout, shout his name randomly, it seems. Yeah, but I've seen him up close, and I don't understand why that would be. I've seen him up close, actually. Um, I went to Worldwide Invitational 2008, and I actually met Terpster. I saw him June of this year. That was one of my trips this year, was to Nerdtacular 2011 in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I reacquainted myself with the T. And he's, um... <laughs> fuzzier than I remember him. He gets everywhere. I I'm, I don't understand how he does it. He just seems to appear everywhere. Like, if you check history textbooks, he's like the Doctor from Doctor Who. He'll be in every picture, just in the background. He's a con man. You have you not figured this out yet? He's, a con a, man? Well, that's just straightforward and simple. Yes. He's just very good at it. Oh, well, I thought there'd be some really cool mystical, wondrous reason, but now he's just a con man. Wow. I'm not allowed Goodness. to tell. I'm not allowed to tell you. I, I would have to kill you. I'm sorry, but uh, I think the most iconic picture I've ever seen is Nobu punching a certain. Oh song. yes, the, the the iconic picture of Nobunaga laying a haymaker on Chris Metzen's jaw. That is a picture. I'm not sure. I mean, that would that would involve me having to look at a picture of Nobunaga, and I've seen my one picture of him for my lifetime, and I don't need to see any more. <laughs> I. Well, shall this I question? Picture is epic. Yeah. Shall I question what picture of Nobunaga you've seen? I'm, I'm, I'm quite unsure what you, <laughs> what impression you've It involves you've the cosplay he's worn ten hundred million times, and oh, the, the Dreadmiss Man. I think he's hung yes. that up now. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I, I believe he has. Um, I as far as I know, his, anyway. I thought that was his sleepwear. <laughs> yes, this is his pajamas. He wears it at it, night. It, it could be. There's, no, there's no way we know if I'm wrong. 
because I doubt <laughs> he'll admit to it. But anyway. God, there's, there's, there's a name and a person I haven't spoken of or thought of in years. Nobunaga. Still still out there trucking, huh? Oh, yeah, he's still about. Um, I'm regularly in a mumble channel uh, with him, which actually belongs to uh, Strixus, the tentacle queen. Uh, ah, yes. Belongs to her, belongs to her husband, uh, which quite a few of us hang out in. And if I don't give, like, a bit of a shout-out to the people who hang out in there, they're going to, like, whine at me constantly for the rest <laughs> of the new year. So I've got to give a shout-out to Dart. I've got to sh- give a shout-out to Dunkirk. I've got to give a shout-out to Raymanong. And that's, like, the main ones. So that'll, that'll do for now, and they'll be happy. You forgot Cal. Oh, I'll, I'll give a shout-out to my friend Cal Damo as well. He was, like, an old-school listener of The Essence back in WoW Radio days, so he, needs, he definitely needs a shout-out. Shout out so given, and we wind that up with the following. That felt good. I, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, that's fine, that's <laughs> fine. I'm good with that. Drink your strongbow. I am drinking my strongbow. Thank you very much. Uh, third can. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Is it the uh, uh, super, was... super tall can, similar to what I am holding up to the video wall now? Um... The proper sized can. Yes, it's pretty much the same, yeah. If Good. I'm comparing, yeah. Um, I was hoping to be more drunk when I got on air, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy now, so it's... Happy is okay. At least I'm coherent. Okay, so thanks to the fact that you got the time off by an hour and came on an hour earlier than you expected to, we got you here coherent. Yes, indeed. Um, well, I got myself prepared. See, this is a rare, thi- a rare thing for me. I was... Playing Sonic Generations, and then I'm like, I'm going to do this level, and, and I'll do this level. And I was going to check between every single level just to make sure if someone messaged me, or if you was going right. to message me. And I came off, and I'm like, oh, look, no one has messaged me. An hour Are early. you ready? Why is this? <laughs> yes. Because you can't and tell like, time. I can't tell. Because your crazy moon time and there in America of CST and EST... Why can't we all just be GMT? Dunkirk puts it best. We all just should be GMT, one universal time. Yeah, and while you're wishing, uh, you might as well ask for a pony. I don't want a pony. Don't start on ponies. There are the di- There's the division of people on the internet now that are the pony lovers, the pony haters. I do not approve of the ponies. I I'm, can't I'm read your crazy moon language! <laughs> I don't care if you don't read my moon language. I'm sorry, but no. The ponies is has become like a virus. It's infectious, and it's got around the internet like you a virus. You that Strixus isn't listening to you right I now. I don't care if Strixus isn't listening, <laughs> or if any people hate on me for such a thing. It's too do much. Not, do not hate on my adopted mother. Oh, God. Yeah, baby, <laughs> yeah! Uh, um, it was a bad mistake that day when Strixus decided to lend some of her tentacles as I. My life has been miserable since. <clears throat> Good news, everyone! Zai has I'm tentacles. Just, I'm, just, I'm just watching Gnomewise on webcam and it's just like a constant grin on his face. God damn you. <laughs> yes, yes, god damn me. Let me give myself a drop in here. Where to go, a-hole! That, that, yeah, sure. Appropriate. appropriate. Sums it up you know nicely, I think. Behind every great man, there's a woman scowling. <laughs> <laughs> Ye- 
possibly, yes. Indeed, likely. Rolling around at the speed of sound. Yeah. Um, I'm only on for a short amount of time, aren't I? God, I've got to fill this up with random crap like I usually do with my show. I mean, fill it up with important content and things people are interested in. We have another half-hour segment here available, and we're hitting the top of the hour here, so let's do some music action, and then we will come back for what you have uh, prophesized. Let's see, where did it go? I've lost... There it is. And so when we return, there will be... Good news, everyone! But for now, you are listening to the Versus the World End of Year New Year's Eve Spectacular, starring many and varied guest hosts. And this half hour we're saddled with... um, the drunken Englishman. The first drunken Englishman, I should say, of the evening. Yay! Almighty Farseer <laughs> and his much more attractive companion, Empress's Eye. We shall return right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. You could all be equestrian girls. Welcome back to Versus the World New Year's Celebration. VTW Productions would like to thank Audible.com, 
typefrag.com, and Jitbit Software for helping make Versus the World possible. Check out all their special deals on our front page, vtwproductions.com. And now, back to you, Todd. And the Versus the World Radio New Year's Eve celebration continues live on vtwproductions.com. Farseer, I just, I felt I needed to play that song for you after what you said last segment. Gnomewise, what have you wrought? Honest to God, what have you wrought? I have wrought your downfall. No, 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 no. What have you wrought? There is now a division between everything that is underneath everything. Like, (laughs) the, the, the IRC, the community, everything. You've instilled rage in those that hate it, and you've instilled friendship in those that love it. The, we, the, the herd will always be accepting of you, Almighty Fireseer. Just <laughs> feel the love. Be embraced. Uh, for that little interruption, that was uh, the AF's mother trying to... Uh, what? Was Happy New Year already? Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Actually, not, not a bad idea. If you should ring someone <coughs> four hours earlier mm-hmm. before the New Year and wish them Happy New Year, rather than on twi- or like near the New Year, where you'll not be able to ring or text anyone. It's 2012 in Nepal. It's valid. Oh. Oh, some people are already in the future. That's not, that's not fair. So, is that part of the world, like, according to the Mayans or whatever, is that part of the world now dead? Is everyone dead in 2012? I think they just ran out of space on the stone. Oh. Okay. So they just, like, trailed off. That's that's fine. That's fine. But, um... Let's see who has most recently crossed the international dateline here. Hang on. It is now the new year in Dubai. Happy New Year, Dubai. Yay! Oh, yay! Woohoo! Let's find the drop in. Here we go. You Happy love new year. me. You really, you really love me. Ah, uh, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Who told you that? Hmm? I'll kill them. <laughs> I d- oh, f- Will you stop being so defensive? Defensive. Have another drink. Yeah, unfortunately, Zai's not drinking, so that's 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 nah. It just makes what you're doing an order of magnitude creepier. Congratulations. It's like drinking alone. S- stop manipulating me. No, I won't. Uh, I have a question from someone on. The IRC. IRC. You forgot what the IRC was called because we haven't been in here for so long. Bring it on. Um, well, this person wants to know what the relationship between me, with the Empress, and the Emperor. Uh, nothing. Yes. There is no relationship between Empress Zai and the Emperor. It's just. Oh a, it's just a. It's just a title. I yeah. Don't say. even like say. Don't even go there. Do not incur the wrath of the Emperor. The title came about when half or most of the listener base began to call oh, me. Oh yes, of essence. Yeah, a lot of people of essence began to treat Zai like royalty or something, and kept calling her the Empress or something or other. So eventually, she just changed her name to Empress Zai, and why not? Her Royal yeah. Highness. But yes, I think if we tried to pair up Emperor and uh, Empress Zai, Mystic Mim would have something to say about that involving katanas. So let's not go there. 
No, we're not even. We're not even going to that country. We're not even going to that reality. Nothing's going there today. No, um, we're not going I to go to even, Planet Ohio. No. No, I would even replace this with ponies right now. Let's talk about ponies. Ponies are, yeah, ponies. Sorry, um, anyway, um, for those of you that may not know me, <laughs> I am Almighty Farsi. I used to do a show on here called The Essence of Roleplay. A show about RP, because I am the guardian of RP, as I've so self-proclaimed. And, uh, anything for the news and views from across the globe, as the saying always went, I was there. And, uh, hopefully, um... If uh, all things go as well, essence of roleplay maybe, maybe I cannot say definitely yet, but maybe return to the airways of versus the world productions. If I kiss no wise's feet and everyone else agrees, goes along these lines here. Yes, I am a god. Indeed. Stroke that ego. Stroke it. <laughs> Eat that watermelon. But uh, that is. Just disturbing. <laughs> All glory to the hypnotoad. Clap. Clap. Well, obviously, Clap. being as if the essence of RP comes back, it will also mean that I shall be returning too. Oh, yes, I, as my co host, yes. Indeed. Now, indeed. in these days, your RP is happening in the land of the Old Republic, is it not? Indeed. It's. It's growing rather fast and becoming very, um... Uh, I can't think of a word right now because I'm drinking, but uh, I'd say it's growing very fast and uh, the community on the RP servers is adapting to the new way of Star Wars very fast. And so, as I kind of leave the dying world of WoW, and it is dying, um, pandas. Uh, <laughs> pandas. Tell us how you really I mean, feel. I, I look at Kung Fu Panda now, and all I think about is wow. Hey, hey, what they've done wrong here, right, is that they've put pandas in, they're taking them seriously, and then they said, yeah, we're not going to get Jack Black for any of the voices. You're doing it all wrong, Blizzard. You're doing it all wrong. We're going to announce our new expansion, and here's how it goes. And now, angry ticks fire out of my nipples. <laughs> and Mr. Indeed. Pandaria is born. Indeed. So, the RP is now over on Star Wars. Hopefully, a game that will remain around for a good couple of uh, a good couple of years. Um, and I have to make something straight to a lot of people out there. With Star Wars, everyone is like, ah, it can't beat WoW, it's not the WoW killer. That's not what Star Wars is about. That, And I never really think that's what any MMO is about. When everyone starts screaming, oh, it's not the WoW killer, it doesn't matter about if it kills WoW or not. WoW will kill itself. The Very only thing that's going to bring. <laughs> Indeed. The only thing that's going to bring WoW down is Blizzard when they screw up completely or when people stop caring. Uh, as f for when other MMOs come out, like Star Wars, they're going to go and stand over there and say, yeah, we're going to do well. You, you can stay over there while we'll just do our own thing here. And so, Star Wars is doing well. Let it do well. And. All glory to the Hypnotoad. I All actually to managed to get a friend of mine to try Star Wars, and he was adamant that he oh. would not come off He wow. was stuck away. He was like, no, wow, I love wow, and I'm leaving wow. And he tried Star Wars, and he was like, I love Star Wars. 
So it's yeah, he literally got to level five, and he already said this is so much better than WoW was exactly. is. The, what we need to do now is that we need to tear away the people from WoW and tell them to try Star Wars, like trying to rip a fly off flypaper. Ew. Um, <laughs> cre- creepy analogy. Let's no, or let's not do that. putting wax on your hairy chest and what? I'm not talking candle wax on the nipples or witchcraft or anything like that. (laughs) Or are you? (laughs) Go back to sleep. Sleep! Sleep is for the week. Nobody's sleeping today. It's New Year. I just picked up a can which I thought was full. That almost went to the ceiling. Wrong one. Uh, Don't steal... And it's stolen from me. Wow. That is really hard. <laughs> Get out of my house! So my, <laughs> my alcohol was stolen right from my hand. I am so disappointed right now. She's doing. And? I am disappointed. Indeed. What, and? Do you, what do you mean? And how much of your free time do you spend on 4chan anyway? None. I do not touch the place. I have never. Actually, you're speaking. Yeah. You're speaking fluent B here, so you're not fooling anyone. Hey, some things leak out and become memes on the internet. It doesn't mean that I have to go to 4chan to find them. You're lying. I am not lying. And just by mentioning the site's name, VTW is now going to be swarmed with darkness. Speak not indeed. the name of the evil one. It, what 4chan or VTW? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speak there them in the go. same sentence and see what happens. Mm. My mouth will implode. Perhaps, uh, perhaps I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Don't, don't. And now Ray is linking me to Fortune. I'm not going there. Leave <laughs> yeah. me alone. Yes, for the love of God, if you've never been to Fortune, do not go on our account. That no, 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 no. no. Yes, and never go and say VTW sent me. <laughs> we do not want we do not want the beatards to swarm us no that would be unfortunate do not want <laughs> do not want indeed too old uh. do not want <laughs> all right so, so even uh, even though it is it is it is probably ill advised um i'm going to hit you guys with the short form of the questionnaire and I'm going to start with the coherent one. Empress Zai, what is your favorite word? Something I can't say. Uh, there are... <laughs> Why? Is it a language that only you speak and no one would understand? Um, it's... Uh, I, I don't even know consorted? what you're... Consorted? Consorted. You mean censored. Mm, censored, well, yeah. you mean. We are... Running with the adult language flag running tonight, so there are no oh, limits. I I think I have a what? The, actually, I'm not sure what word I say a lot of. Just what? I don't. What's your favorite word? Probably I'm, shut up, AF, or, sh, or just shut up, or or shut the fuck up, or or, or actually no, your your favorite saying rather than the word is probably to me, you're a twat. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, but there again, you agree that you're a twat. Sometimes. Actually, yes, sometimes I am a twat, yes. I I, I rightfully accept this. It just rolls off the tongue so naturally. (laughs) 
Thanks. Thanks for your vote of confidence. Yes, it does. F your twat. <laughs> Feel the love. Oh, almighty Farseer, what is your favorite yes. word? Boobies. Almighty Farseer, what is your least favorite word? Uh, mm. Interesting. Least favorite word? Yeah. TB. <laughs> no, let's not go down that. <laughs> Don't even Do not mention summon him. Yet. No, we're not mentioning nothing here. Um, my. <laughs> you no, know she's probably right. <laughs> uh, I can't really think of one right now. Um, control. Zai, what is your least favorite word? Cakes, <laughs> <Kex>, man. Zai, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is the nerdiest thing that you have ever done and been proud of? Um, wearing my my winter hat, which has cat ears on it, and going down the street with it on. Because it is the most epic hat ever. There is nothing wrong with uh, <clears throat> there is nothing wrong with the Nico hat. It's a little Nico hat. I've also got two. I've got one with a full cat face on it, and then one with just ears. Raymond, oh no! Ah, oh, evil! I'm not saying such things. People are coaxing me to say such evil things, and these things may start out wars, and many people will die. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying these things. Almighty Farseer. Let's see. What is the nerdiest thing you have ever done and been proud of? Hmm. Really? Nerdiest thing I've ever been proud of? Started an internet radio show called Essence of RP. There you go. And successfully ran it for three years. I'm very proud of that. (laughs) And Farseer, what is the nerdiest thing you've ever been, that you've ever done and been ashamed of and or... What is your nerdiest guilty pleasure? Um, that's a tough one. Been ashamed of. I don't think I'm usually ashamed of anything I do. That's a problem then half the time. <laughs> guilty pleasure, then? <clears throat> guilty pleasure? I could reveal something really bad right now. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It probably involves Zai's boobies. No, but... uh, I don't know. I might tarnish my rep for life. Should I tarnish my rep for life? I don't really have much of a rep, and I don't really think many of my usual I'm not sure it would be classed as nerdy, though. But... It's online. I'd say it's nerdy. No, I was thinking of something else. I don't know. I don't know. Yesterday. Speak no, that no. which came to mind. Really? I made him wear a dress. That's not that's, nerdy. That's the second yes. time that's come up on this show. So you're already late to the late to the game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, you know, you know what? I actually don't give a crap. Being drunk also gives you a lot of boost of confidence. I. I but it's ah uh, no, this because you've also had a guilty pleasure. Okay, because I, I thought it was the ashamed thing, but it's on guilty pleasure now, I suppose. Okay, so that that'll work. 
I am a fairy. We knew that. How? You're tracking um, me. You're stalking me. It's fairly obvious. Really now? A little I, bit. I'm sure everyone doesn't have the sixth sense like you, gnomewise. Um. Yeah. Well, you kind of put yourself out there when you do these radio shows, and people figure stuff out about you. Because we get on here and we talk, even without the strong way to help us. Cheers, by the way. Oh, um, oh, oh, okay. And the whole bit about the uh, cat ear hat on Zai was also kind of a lead-in, but to which I say, oh. <laughs> but just because there's a human chick inside of it, not man. But anyway. Uh-huh. And Zai, what is your nerdiest guilty pleasure, and/or what's the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been ashamed of? My nerdiest guilty pleasure, I absolutely love Sailor Moon. Yeah, that would definitely classify as a guilty pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not ashamed of it, but it is a guilty pleasure. Yeah, that's why I've I've rephrased that question. It used to be just what's the nerdiest thing you've ever been ashamed of, and people were like, I'm not ashamed of my nerdiness, so I'm going to permanently change that one to what's your nerdiest guilty pleasure. No, I'm not ashamed. I have every season on DVD and every movie. Do you have any maquettes or figurines? I used to. I used to have one. Um, De- definite I... guilty pleasure. Yeah, definitely. Just as a small intervention, we have the kitty curled up on my laptop bag, and it looks cute. You can has kitty bag? I suppose another nerdy thing is that we called our cats after our WoW characters. We didn't. Need. Which one That's would... So you had the characters first and then got the cats and named the cats after yeah. the wild characters? Yes. Yeah, but that's nothing to be guilty of. That's merely nerdy. That just, that just solidifies your, your geek cred. So welcome, to the, welcome yeah. to the crowd. Yeah. But they are awesome names, so... Yeah, it is it's pretty Well, now you have to much, tell us. Uh, well, I did have... Uh, we did have two cats. One black and white... Uh, two, yeah. two black and white cats. Uh, one we named Zalzion, who was a boy, who was named after my Blood Elf Hunter. No, Blood Elf Rogue. And the female one we called Calopiel, which was named after Zai's female Blood Elf Hunter. Um, unfortunately, it, what, like, what happened was uh, Zalzion was kind of like my cat, and Calopiel was kind of like Zai's cat. Uh, unfortunately, in April of this year, which was kind of like the saddest part of 2011, uh, Zalzion died quite suddenly and unexpectedly, just as he turned one, which was kind of quite horrible, actually, which uh, never really liked to talk about it, but hey, I'll just mention it now. Um, so he died. Um, uh, we got another cat, and we haven't named her after anyone we had on WoW, but we named her Kazuko. Yeah, which is <laughs> Japanese for... Um... I can't remember now, actually. We because what we did with the uh, Kazuko, we looked up a name like for like meaningful meaningful meanings uh, on the name, and so we decided to call her Kazuko. And Zai's now going to check it. I'm sure she might find it, but still, go look it up on the Google. Hmm. You might be able Indeed. to find it on the Bing, or maybe on so, the Facebook. We have a black and white kitty called Colopial, and we have a tortoise shell kitty called Kazuko. Uh, she's actually really gorgeous. She's got really unique colours. She's like a little black and brownie gold tiger. Yeah, she's a little tiger kitty. Is it kitty? 
Hello, kitty. Yes. Yes. Look, kitty, this is my pot pie. All right, let me hit you with one. While you're looking at Kazuko, means means what? Strong child. Okay, I'm willing to get behind that. Japanese. All right, one more round of questioning for you before we call an end to this particular segment. Very well, Empress Zai, you brushed against this earlier, but what is your favorite curse word? Mm-hmm. Probably bollocks. Yeah. When you get something, when you <laughs> something goes wrong. Bollocks. Yeah. Probably that more than anything. Uh, I probably say that word quite often. Mm. And Almighty Fireseer, what is your favorite curse word? Oh, that, that's easy. Cock. Mm-hmm. Because I usually say that when any, when anything goes wrong. It must be a very British thing, because I was just watching the uh, last two years' worth of uh, Top Gear holiday specials, and James May seems to have a very particular affection for a cock. Yes, indeed. Uh, Cock is a very (laughs) common uh, English uh, term for cursing or offenses, or when something goes wrong. So it's like, damn, or blast, you could say. And in terms of the updated English curse, cock, yes. Bring it on. All right. The wonderful curse words that you have uh, on that lovely episode of Bottom. Oh, yeah, Bottom with uh, Aid Edmondson and Rick Mail, two legends of the uh, English of the English era. You can do it. No, I'm not going to do anything, (laughs) but I'm just saying they are two legends of the English era. Hmm. I'm reminded of George Carlin's The Seven Words You Cannot Say on Television, which was then succeeded by The Incomplete List of Impolite Words which was about a 25-minute bit where he simply lists, by category, um, every impolite word he's been able to come up with. And over the years, the list got progressively longer and longer and longer, and it's fairly epic. You should seek it out if you've never heard of it. Seek it out like he's seeking missile on something. I I don't know. (laughs) I think generally, as time goes on, people just create new swear words, which starts getting into the swing of things. Oh, in, the course of doing, in, in the course of doing um, these interviews for Alpha Geek Interviews, I picked up a recent one from a... We had a, a singer-songwriter on, and she said her favorite curse word at the moment was fracabanjo, and now I'm using fracabanjo in, in everyday conversation. That's too... It, to me, that's too long. If I made one, it'd kind of be just like... or something simple to the mind. I don't know. That just speaks volumes about you, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Which brings us neatly (laughs) to our next break and the departure of Almighty Farseer and Empress Zai from our airways for today. Thank you for joining us for our New Year's Eve celebration. Thank you for encouraging me to go forth and fetch the last can of Strongbow from the fridge in the garage. Cheers. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And hopefully you you will see more of us in the new year. That is indeed the grand plan. Indeed. Now, special... Do not think people are ready. (laughs) No, not so much. The special announcement for you all listening is... In our next segment, we have an unscheduled surprise guest. The previously mentioned Emperor 
will be joining us for a half-hour segment celebrating the passing of 2011 and the anticipation of 2012. So stay tuned for an extra dose of Emperor 1G live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Almighty Fireseer, Empress Zai, Happy New Year to you. Be well, and we will see you on the other side. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! The Versus the World New Year's Eve Spectacular continues with our new guest, the one and only, yes, bow down before him, the Emperor. Welcome to the show, Emperor. See, now you can truly start the party because I'm here. Damn, Skippy. Cheers. I know you don't drink, so I will drink for you. There you go. Well, Happy New Year, Noam. How are you? I'm still kicking. How are you doing much further east in the great planet of Ohio? It's not quite freezing today. Actually, it's actually kind of nice. Hmm. How surprising. Mr. and I are getting ready to for a nice fancy dinner here in a couple hours, so I figured I had some time to kill. I'd hop into IRC and see how things were going. And I spotted you and captured you and said, dude, Skype, now. Yeah, I didn't actually plan on being here at all to do any of this, so I, I, I'm glad I, there was actually a, a chunk of schedule I could just hop on. Yeah, your timing was very good, because after Almighty Fireseer's uh, drunken escapades, we had a half-hour break here where nobody had uh, signed up. So I was just going to punt, but uh, you are much more interesting than me punting. So how was your... I'm uh, interesting. Yeah, I'm interesting. You should listen to me. That is damn skippy, and I have a drop-in for this that goes right along with it. That sounds like this. Yes, I am a god! Emperor... I have a couple how... drop-ins of my own of me just <laughs> saying that. I say it to myself all the time. I, I find that um, terribly, terribly easy to believe. I don't know why that would be. <laughs> Why ever would that be? I don't know. But how was your 2011 looking back? Uh, it was a good year, um, all things considered. A couple of rough spots here and there. Uh, for the most part, though, it was, I thought it was excellent. Uh, the show went very well. Work has been, well, it's been very fulfilling up until the last couple of months. Now it's just getting grueling. But I, all in all, I think it was a very successful, very fun year. A lot happened in the world. So that's. One thing that I kind of, I, I am kind of a newsophile. I follow the news a lot. I like to keep up on current events, and there was just so much going on this year. So, so little things like the Arab Spring, um, you know, small shifts in, in geopolitical areas, you know, just tight, almost noticeable things. Had the giant oil spill. You had the Kim Jong-il just died in North Korea. Mm-hmm. That's a big storyline. Everybody's economy's still collapsing years and years later. All the riots in Greece, et cetera, et cetera. There's just a lot going on. So, it, being a history guy myself, it it it's very, I guess, it's very interesting to consider myself seeing all this as it happens when it's going to be written about and discussed years down the road. Well, yeah, there is the ancient Chinese curse that goes, "May you live in interesting times," and it certainly has been interesting times of late. It has, at least, and especially in the last month. With again. You have various different storylines. The one in North Korea, I think, is going to be very interesting. Now you've got Iran threatening to close off the uh, Hormoz Strait, and you've got us kind of pissed off at that, so you wonder where that's going to go. Like I said, it's to me, it's very interesting to see history as it happens. And mark my words, folks, this is history as it happens. Yeah, it is, you, just, you just don't notice it as history when you're hip deep in it and worried about it and not looking back on it clinically saying, this is what happened and what can we learn from this. At least hopefully that's how we're looking back at it. It's not always the case, unfortunately. 
Well, it's one thing that a lot of my professors taught when I was in college was never judge history as it happens. You always have to give 20, 25 years or longer to see exactly how everything fall, you know, falls out. Because uh, something that might not seem like a big deal today might turn out to be something big down the road. You never know. Yeah, and it's also once some of the passions leach out of the events with the, the distance afforded by time, um, you can get a slightly more analytical look at, okay, here's what happened, divorcing some of the heat that may rise in your uh, reactions to the events that it, as you're sure, living because, them. I mean, you can have uh, people at the time who try to sculpt in the way that the story is going to be portrayed years down the road because they have one agenda or another. It's always better, like you just said, to divorce yourself from it or looking back on it where you have no dog in the fight. It's like, okay, well, this is what actually happened. Not because we have any kind of agenda or any kind of bias. No, of course not. You're not really a man of very strong opinions, so I wouldn't expect this to get you terribly excited. Onan says, it's not history when there is no one that can look back on it. This is okay, true. Well, that's assuming that we're all gone. I, I, yeah. That's going to be very depressing. Isn't that supposed Somewhat. to happen this year, 2012? If you ask the Mayans, yeah, but I mean, according to Mayans. according to various ultra right leaning Christian doomsday groups, we were supposed to have died two different times in 2011. So I don't put a no, lot of faith in those. I take it back. 2011 was a crap year. I didn't get raptured at all. Damn it! I thought I was be the first one. Nope. Stuck with all maybe, of you. No, maybe we all got raptured at the same time, and since we all went together, nothing changed. If this is heaven, I am sorely disappointed. Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, <laughs> it's kind of like a rigged demo, okay? Always looks better in the presentation than when the product is actually delivered, but this is me not going there. I have to ask you, this your, your bed music sounds very familiar. What is it? <laughs> Thank you for being of my generation. This is a cover of the theme music from Space 1999. Okay. I've seen you it. Know? That's why it's bugging the hell. I mean, like, God knows this is a, a freaking movie I should know. Okay. Yep. TV series, yep. Um, the first season of which was excellent, and the second season of which was an, uh, an affront against God. If I remember right, didn't they use, like, uh, little model spaceships that, yeah. looking back at now, kind of look really fake? Actually, the opposite. You look back now at the effects they did then, and they hold up. They were one of the first television series to do really good movie-level special effects. So you look at the contemporary. It holds up very nicely against something like 2001 A Space Odyssey, which was a, a contemporary of it. And right. I have gone back and looked at the DVDs of the first season only, and all the external ship shots and everything hold up to, to to today's standards. Now you get indoors, and the costumes, and you know the various weaponry that they would carry, and the gear they carry. Not so much, but the external shots, the ship designs, you know, somewhat timeless, really well done. Uh, I have a, a very soft nostalgic spot in my heart for Space 1999, which is why I chose this background music when I found it. See, I, I guess I have the same opinion of the original Battlestar Galactica for something that was mm -hmm. in the late 70s. And it was a TV show, not a movie, without you know a humongous budget to be able to pull it off the way it was with the models, with the special effects, even though they were forced to use and overuse the same action scenes due to a lawsuit. You look back on it, it's like, wow. I mean, these guys were really ahead of the curve, especially considering what we do even today. 
Well, the original Battlestar Galactica did have a limited theatrical release. So I think that was the, the what the two hour premiere. They right. actually made a so, movie and they said, "Hey, this is pretty good. Let's run with it." Right, and they so they had something between a television show budget and a movie budget, so they had a little bit more to work with. So yes, well, partly because three of, seasons. I mean, there was only yes. one movie, and it wasn't originally designed, I think, as a major motion picture. I, I right. could be wrong. It, it was a weird thing where they kind of they said, "Hey, we've got this," and it really turned out good enough to let's, let's shove this in movie theaters and see what kind of response we get. And it was an interesting for today a very non-standard way of bringing stuff to the screen, and mm-hmm. worked out okay until Galactic 1980 happened and. Ugh. We do not speak. It. It <laughs> you threw up happened. a little in the back of your throat, didn't you? I, I don't know how it is they got Lauren Green to actually do that show, and then he did it without even being paid. Like, damn! I, at least if you're going to be on that kind of a train wreck, you should be paid for it. Yeah, that's. Uh, we we speak not of it now. Um, I am being told that I need to make time in our little half-hour segment here to make sure I hit you with the standard Alpha Geek Interviews questionnaire, because there apparently is demand for that, at least from Xanath, anyway. Yeah, what thanks, Xanath. Says, yeah, yeah, thanks, Xanath. <laughs> yeah, he is a bit of a prick that way. But I so what are the standard questions for Alpha Geek Radio? We I've heard have, a couple of Alpha, I, Yeah, we'll let me hit you, with, hit you with the full, full deal here. So, Emperor, what is your favorite word? My favorite word? Yes. Ambition. What is your least favorite word? My least favorite word. Hmm. That's an interesting question. Uh, it is meant to be. Flatulence. There we go. I hate that word. <laughs> what turns you on, excites you creatively, spiritually, whatever? Competition. Nothing gets gets the creative juices flowing, gets the mind going as competition. And unfortunately, this, that isn't something I really have more. And, and that isn't, isn't just radio, but sports, radio, games, whatever. I prefer to pit myself against somebody else. What turns you off, creatively, spiritually, whatever? What shuts you down? Most of the time, it's when either somebody has an idea of mine that they run off with that... Uh, for whatever reason, whether they did it on their own or happened to have given somebody the idea. Um, it, I'll be honest. I, I I don't know if there's anything that really turns off the creative juices other than a writer's block type thing mm-hmm. where, for whatever reason, you, and I'll go through spells, and I think everybody does, where you just can't come up with a, a, a cool new idea for a new story or a new game or a new segment or whatever it is. Because I have several different outlets for my creativity. I guess that's probably the one thing that really turns you off is when you can't generate something, when you're trying to force the issue, try to force an idea. They never end well. So anything that uh, when you want to create and are prevented? Yes. What is the nerdiest thing you have ever done and been proud of? An internet radio show that broadcasts on Sunday evenings. <laughs> Shameless or, plug, you know what? I'll tell you which what, we encourage. Even um, winning this 30-inch monitor from Blizzard. And when I try to explain to people, because when I have friends over that don't know the story, and they look at this giant thing, they're like, I didn't know they made TVs that you could use for your computer like this. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. it's not a TV. And then I have to explain, and then, of course, a lot of them, especially you know the wives or the girlfriends that come with them, they have no idea what the game is. They have no idea. They have no concept for the whole Internet thing. 
So right. then you have to stop and you have to explain this to somebody. That is probably the nerdiest thing, but I'm very proud of it. Excellent. Now this uh, next one I've reworded slightly. What is your nerdiest guilty pleasure or the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been ashamed of? You know, I would have to say that it's going to uh, the Otakon Anime Convention in Baltimore. And again, that's another <laughs> thing. When you have to try and explain it to somebody who, again, either has A, no concept of it, or B, knows, uh, doesn't know anything about it. Right. You have to stop. Yeah, I go to a convention about Japanese cartoons. How old are you? That's immediately <laughs> the question that follows. Yep. You're how old? What? Uh, yep. hmm, you don't look like a 13-year-old girl. Is that the one with all the tentacles? No. No. Maybe. Bits of it. <laughs> they have a room for that. <laughs> but I wasn't going to talk about that until you brought it up, Tentacle Fiend. Again, it's one thing that always comes up. Oh, animes, you watch all those tentacle rapes, right? Yes, that's my whole thing. I like the tentacle rapes. That's like saying, oh, you yes. watch television. You must watch lots of porn then because that's on TVs too. And unfortunately, that's just how people extrapolate it. It's very annoying, yeah. but that's usually how the conversation flows. Gotta love it. Or actually, you could just detest it and avoid it, but I digress. What is your favorite gadget or uh, device? Hmm. My favorite gadget or device? Well, I think the cop-out answer would be my phone, but I have a, I have a dumb phone. I don't have a smart one. You have, have a feature phone? Uh, it's got a slide-out keyboard. As, as far yeah, still, as gadgets go, it's still technically a, a smartphone. Um, you know what? I, I can't think of anything specific, any kind of real gadget, other than... I mean, it's pretty much what everybody else uses. Uh, Your gaming rig. You know, that'd be fine. The Whopper. There you go. Oh, the Whopper. When it gets fixed. If it gets fixed. <laughs> New video card required. I blame Blizzard. I know it's NVIDIA's fault, but I blame Blizzard. It's good. They, they deserve some blame every once in a while, or, <laughs> or indeed most of the time. I didn't know I was getting interviewed either, Smurf. I, did, I just happened to have a open time in my uh, schedule here. so. And Zenith demanded it, so we bow down before him. What is your favorite curse word? Damn. I use it a lot. And it fits every know. situation, good or bad. And it can be used in... More uh, social circles than uh, some of the harder hitting right. ones. That's why I'm still a you big fan of Fuck Man. using other words. <laughs> yes, we'd like to have a little talk with you and send you to this seminar about sexual harassment. And finally, this one's yes. This is the concluding one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say once you arrive at the curly gates? What would I want God to tell me once I arrive at the pearly gates? Yep. Probably, I would imagine God would say, see, I told you I was right. <laughs> you do what I tell you, things end up just fine. I would immediately say, now I'm going to make a list of all the people I know that aren't here so I can laugh. <laughs> Starting with Highlander. Oh, there is no God. There is no afterlife. Really? Well, ha ha. So you would want to hear him say, here's the list of all the people who aren't here. I shouldn't have a hit list. I do, but I shouldn't. <laughs> I, mean, I should not have a hit far. list. 
Uh, well, see, people possibly, kind of laugh possibly. at the list thing. Don't really understand that's really my hit list. And eventually, you know, it's think of it like a personal life achievement. You get achievement points in Xbox or trophies on PlayStation. This is kind of a real life achievement. I might get to make you know make fun of or knock off all the people on my purge list by the time I die. That's an achievement point. Hey, that's what God will say when I get up there. Congratulations, you achieved eighty-five year one hundred goals. You are winner. You are tall enough to ride this ride. All right, that concludes the formal questionnaire portion of our program. We've looked back a bit on 2011, looking forward to 2012. What's uh, what's on your horizon? What are you looking forward to? What would you like to do? What's your pipe dream for 2012? For 2012, um, uh, personal goals. One, I am bucking for another promotion. So I'm hoping to get that. It's probably going to develop in the next couple months, keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, I would definitely like to do more with my house. We only had it actually be a year. In January 18th, we've actually owned this house. So there's a lot I want to get done. I want to get the yard done. I want to put in a nice uh, cornhole uh, area. I don't know if you've played cornhole down in Arizona. Not touching that with a 12-meter cattle prod. Okay, so you've never heard of it then? Not even a little bit. It sounds... Really? Well, it's hugely popular up here in the Midwest. Uh, it's basically, you have two boards that are 27 feet apart, all right? And they're kind of, it's like, think of it like horseshoes, except you're throwing bean bags onto a board with a hole in the middle. Okay. You get a point if it's on the board, you get three points to go through the hole, okay? And you have teams of two, you know, on either side. So it's a lot of fun. Everybody plays it. So I'd like to put a, a cornhole, uh, kind of like a pit in my backyard. I want to put some floodlights up. Is, you know what, uh, Fighter for Hire points this out. He wants more great debates. That is one thing I'm looking for in 2012. In fact, we discussed this last night at dinner after the show, uh, Eve, uh, Vire, and myself, that we would like to get a couple more of these great debates out. We had a lot of fun doing the first one, which was uh, how the whole thing started was, I don't know if anybody watches Delius Warrior on Spike TV. I'm not sure where it broadcasts outside of the U.S., but they take famous you know, generals or soldiers and pit them against each other. Well, they did one this past year, which pitted Napoleon Bonaparte versus George Washington. And the outcome, none of us agreed with in how their pseudoscience and how they did it. So we decided, why not do, since we're all history nerds here on the Empress Court, why don't we do something similar and do a debate on the air? And we did. And people have actually sent in quite a few suggestions of other debates they'd like to see. So it's just a matter of finding the time, but we'd really like to get three or four done for the next year. I think that'd be great. Um, I'd also, and this was brought up last night, when I asked my listeners, what are some of the highlights you wanted to, that you remember in 2011? Well, Little Rex pointed out my failures for 2011, one of which was claiming I would put in the uh, Skype calls like we're doing right now for the show. Right. Never got around to doing that, and that's one thing that I need you to show me how to do. I've got to make the time for it in 2012. Well, the good news is, in the intervening time, I have refined the process to the point where, as you're experiencing now, drop-ins, background music, all the things that the people who are sitting in the room with you experience, the Skype caller can now experience as well. So you can crush people with drop-ins and devour their soul with all of your basic tools over the miracle of the interweb. So you, and I have you did well to wait. I have specific drop-ins just for that, that I've hung on to just for that. They will now work properly, and so that is your reward for waiting, is we have the fully functional, and I'm assuming Whopper can totally handle uh, the rather excessive horsepower oh, yeah. required to pull this off. But Yeah, I, I, I don't put it through its pace as near as much as I wanted to. You know what? I'm glad you bring that up. 
that's one other thing I'd like to do for the upcoming year. And I don't know when I would have the time or which game necessarily I would do it, but I would like to do more video casting. You know, Total ah. Disc and I did that quite a bit for StarCraft, and I know yes. he continues to do it, but it's something that, that's one of the reasons I built the Whopper in the first place, was to be able to stream and create videos. And it's something I just haven't had the time for, and I regret it. That's, I think that's the next big thing, if it isn't already, is video media as opposed to just doing, you know, radio. Right. We've added the uh, improved video wall, uh, which you, I think was on in time for your show, your yeah, earlier than usual show. We only, we so only how, had three or four people to get them. Yeah, we've had up to about eight or nine on here at various times today, so it seems to be holding up nicely, and there's definitely higher resolution, less with the uh, tiling and low res than the previous edition. also gives you the ability to kick and ban people, which uh, I will make sure you know how to use. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that in the video wall. You didn't used to be able to. Now we can. With great cool. glee. Yeah, this, this is indeed what we find. So thank you to the guys over at TalkBox for refining their, even more, their wonderful free product that we uh, use the heck out of. And if you're not on the video wall, well, you should be. Come to vtwproductions.com, click on chat at the top, and do chat and video. Fire up the webcam and wave and hide all the people who are there. Pusar, why aren't you on the video wall? I see you in IRC. You should be on the video wall. You're doing it wrong. And I hope you fixed your mic because we're taking Skype calls later. See? See what I did there? I'm sorry, we're not going to do She's just going to hold up there. weird pictures of various birds. It's what she does, but we love her for it. She just likes putting tits on the video wall. That's just kind of her thing. That was actually kind of funny, though. <laughs> I thought it was freaking hilarious. <laughs> well, actually, I wasn't there for the live, but I did see the screen cap on the Emperor's Court uh, discussion forum. And the, the title of the thread was simply Tits on the Video Wall, and I said, oh, I have to look at this. And it, it definitely was a picture of a pair of tits. To me, it's false advertising. Yeah, it is. It's definitely bait and I switch. Thank, I want to thank many of you women out there who have sent me pictures of you in bras. I appreciate that, but poster <laughs> was a very, that was very disappointing. Sure, I'll show you. And then all I got was birds. I'm like, wow, all right. Thank you. You're, you're hilarious. That was very original. That's like, show me your boobies, and you get a picture of some blue-footed boobies. <laughs> I just like saying boobies because it's a fun word. And all that that implies. All right, let me so play the appropriate. Well. Oh, God. Um, further child rearing at this point is, is the major focus. Um, we have Nemesis, who will be, during the year, uh, turning 10, which is, to me, a bit of a milestone that managed to get, mm -hmm. him far without, uh, get him this far without killing him or messing up so badly that he wound up uh, broken in some way. Um, and Arch Nemesis yeah, will be turning two. Yeah, so you're slightly ahead of my curve there, but you're also not doing the, hey, we waited eight years and then had another one, which is unique and original and interesting in all kinds of ways, like the may you live in interesting times. Um, oh, we're doing it. And now we're going to be getting ready to have another one, I imagine. Ah, I did not realize. I, I had meant to ask you if that was in the plans now that the... The house is all settled. The nuptials yep. have been completed. If you're going to go for round two. Yes. And probably round three. I want three kids. You want three total. So you've got the 11-year-old yes. now, and you're going to have you have two in rapid succession, do you think, is, is the way you would want to do it? Yeah. Now that we have the house that's big enough, we have more spare bedrooms. It's a four-bedroom house now. We've got two empty expansion slots. Got to put something in them. See, they just call to you. That's, that's the trick of the expansion slot and the expansion port is... 
looking at that, it must be filled. There must be something I can put in there. So you've got the empty rooms in your house, and you just you feel the compulsion to fill them with children. Yes, or junk, as is in there right now. <laughs> so pre-congratulations on that, and have fun trying real hard to bring those two new kids onto the board. Make sure they're uh, very nerdy and future podcasters or vidcasters or whatever is happening when they get to this age. I, I shudder to think where the technology will have gone by that point. It just seems to be increasing in, in, in pace. You know, and I guess that's one thing I've, I've noticed. As somebody who came up with, like yourself, come up, have come up with the Internet with, you know, the electronic boom that we've had in the last 20 years, I can't even keep up with a lot of this stuff these days. It's just the next time you turn around and now you've got a phone that can do this, that, and the other, or you've got the pads, and it's a lot to keep track of. And you wonder what's going to come up next year. Yeah, and just the pace is remarkable. You just look at just over the course of our lives up to this point, I mean, I remember reflecting in the late 90s when my grandmother passed away that in her lifetime, she went from buggies, horse-drawn carriages, to space shuttle. And right. all just and, and the arc over her life is nothing compared to the, the speed and the compressed nature that children today are experiencing where from when they are young to when they are middle-aged, the, the amount the world has changed. Just, with, you know, just look at the, the development and, exp- and explosion of the Internet. That was over an incredibly condensed period of time. And now we just take it for granted. Until today. I mean, that's yeah. maybe, what, 15, 16 years? And it is, is really, it has revolutionized the way the world is. It's changed everything. I mean, we were talking yes. earlier about the Arab Spring. How much of the Internet existing as a communication medium fed into that and made that even possible? It's, it's mind-blowing. Gaddafi got taken down by Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> no, you know, that's, uh, and there you go. Gaddafi got shot I, through I, the head, ultimately, but yeah. But I go back to what I said you know, before. This is something that's going to be looked at years down the road when they write history. And you, have, you just pointed out a, a very strong indicator. Um, when historians look at this, they're going to say, look at the role that social media played in changing regimes in Libya, in Tunisia. You know, although we don't hear about it much, there was a lot of it going on in Iran and China. All of this through social media, through Facebook and Twitter, that kind of thing. I, really I mean, feel, they literally have an effect on the world. Yeah, I feel that the future historians are going to look back at this period of time the way we look back and say, oh, yes, the Industrial Revolution, there was pre-Industrial Revolution, and then there was post-Industrial Revolution. They will look back and say pre-Internet, post-Internet, because it's going to be that massive of a change from going from agrarian to industrial, going from non-Internet to Internet is, is as massive a change in the way things work. Um, it'll probably be, I, I expect it to be viewed much the same way. And I think it's going to have an even bigger impact going forward. And I don't know if it'll happen in this year. Um, but in two countries that really uh, kind of stand out to me, Iran and China, who go out of their way and do everything they can to limit how much access their people have to the outside world. Mm-hmm. You wait, you watch. The Internet's going to be the way that, that that information, that ideas, that social reform, that's how it's going to get to those kind of countries, get to those people that probably don't know anything right now. But eventually, I imagine the Internet's probably going to be the vehicle that is going to change the way those countries do business. They won't they won't be able to hold back the flood. Well, you know, imagine this. You've got a country of, you know, a billion and a half people, most of which are very ignorant of what's going on outside of the world. To a that's degree. The, that's the key word there is the ignorance that has been imposed upon them. 
that impulse right. It's a forced ignorance. It's not one that they, that they chose themselves. It's the fact that they don't know what's going on outside their borders because they're not allowed to. You start to see cracks here and there, but again, with Facebook, with Twitter, with things of that nature, you're going to start to see that. I think that erode. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see China in particular is, is the one to watch because they are making the most obvious and heroic level efforts to try and shield their population from the information exchange that is the Internet. And they've demonstrated their willingness in the past to uh, mercilessly crush uprisings. Um, they've done so, it throughout their history. Yeah. And so it's, it's, years, it's, they've, got, they've had rev, rev, uh, revolutions, rebellions all the time. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be pretty. But a necessary evil. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, the, the people desire it, need it. They will make it happen. It will be not change, but the outcome, I hope, will be ultimately positive. All right. That brings us... What? Lock the door. No, nah, that was the dog. Um, that brings us nicely to the top of the hour. I will let you go to prepare for your fine uh, dressy-up evening out. Happy New Year Thanks, to you. Sir. Thank you for taking time to join us on the air and flesh out our uh, guest host schedule for the day. Well, a Happy New Year to you, Gnome, and to yours. Happy New Year Thank to all you. the listeners. I will see you next year. Most excellent. All right. You are listening to the Versus the World Productions New Year's Eve special spectacular. I got some good old Daryl Brewer, also known as Brew Guy, the ganker, queued up for you guys. We shall return right after this. The Versus the World New Year's Eve Spectacular continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. And I see from the video wall that a wild Barry Von Awesome has appeared. Let's see if we can speak to him. He's wearing the hat. The hat that makes the beard. It balances the beard nicely. But you know, Reginald, Reginald looks good with a hat, at least on his owner. So let's see if we can get the reaction from the Barry Von Awesome. <laughs> like, oh. I should perhaps put my headphones on before hopping into Skype. Yes, indeed. Whatever. Whatever, dude. <laughs> uh, hello. Hello, Barry Von Awesome. How are you today? Um, awake-ish. Awake-ish. I just got okay. up. Really? Must be rough. Reckon the next well, yeah, I work six to two thirty, so that sucks. Nah, it's all right. Six p.m. is when the overnight bump starts, so <laughs> the overnight bump. All yeah. righty then. I get an extra dollar forty something an hour for working between six p.m. and six a.m. Yeah, money is good. We like money. Yeah, that's why I do that job. It's certainly not for the people. What? Postal workers are not fine human beings. There are some very nice people that work there. There are also some ridiculous sociopaths. What? Tell us how you really feel. Come on now. Oh, it's just... It, it's an interesting process every night of uh, just putting up with the psychos at, at the post office. All of the 
most horrible things you could possibly think about the people that work at the post office are all entirely true. Yeah, those stories don't just come out of the ether from nowhere. Um, you right. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Yeah. What's this? Hmm? What was that noise? Uh, it was the background music coming on remarkably loud. Okay, so I just got here a few minutes ago while you were talking to Amp, and that was right. great and everything. But you guys were just barely, you were talking about the new video wall features for him and everything, and I think I missed out on a lot. For instance, on my video wall, my picture is very tiny, and I don't know why. Yeah, that's the part of the redesign. I don't understand why they did that, but for everyone who's broadcasting, your own video is a little tiny, little square. You can, you can move it around and park it wherever you want. The upside is the resolution on the other participants' screens, individual screens, are much higher than they used to be. I, was I suppose I don't really need to look at myself as much as what right. other people It's, it's there to give you the general idea where your head is in the frame, and that's about it. I'm just watching None Left and Copy here do competitive hair brushing. Um, it's uh, an interesting sport. Um, I think mm-hmm. None Left's got a bit of an edge with the hat and all. Um, right. But Copy has breasts, so I think she wins by default. It just keeps you, you know, showing them pretty much too. So that helps. My problem here is that my my video wall now is on the opposite side of my microphone. I should move my microphone over there so I can talk into the microphone and look at the video wall. And and ogle the video wall. Yeah, have your priorities set straight there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see if I can move this without making a bunch of noise. Unlikely. Why don't I just mute the hell out of you? Yeah, let's do that. Oh look, Barry Vaughn. I already does. I managed to mute my microphone instead of his. Uh, <laughs> fail-worthy is that. Oh, shush. <laughs> Shut up. What's that job in? Those years of broadcast schools are really paying off. Yeah, yeah see, none left is even doing doing the anthem. Give me a head with hair. Long, beautiful hair. Shining, mm-hmm. gleaming, streaming, flaxen, waxen. Yep. From the musical of the same name. My iPhone just exploded telling me that there's some sort of Walking Dead marathon on television today. Okay, then. Priorities. There's an app for that. Apparently, it needed to tell me all at once that there's an upcoming episode (laughs) of Walking Dead coming on TV. It just updated with 12 updates all at once. 12 updates all at once. Hey, there's a thing. There's a thing here. There's uh, the next gen. Arch Nemesis coming to put in her airtime. Just woken up from naps. So I was like, uh, what do you See, that's want how I feel. That's how I feel right there, too. Came downstairs. Yeah, your beard is thicker than hers, though. Just she a came little. downstairs. She looked at all the missing Christmas decorations. We, were, we cleaned while she was napping. Pointed at where the tree was, waved her hand, and said, bye. <laughs> <laughs> the... And then she got that look on her face. <laughs> a little smile. She's fascinated by the people on the video wall. Yes, your hair will be exactly like that one day. Long, straight, and red. <laughs> I thought you were talking about me. Not so much, no. It's possible. I mean, genetics are weird things, and beards have to turn up. Hey, waving. Say bye. This has been your episode of Cute Overload for today. Uh, please take in measured doses so your head does not explode. Can you say bye? That's the first thing she said on the uh, on the air that wasn't. Ah! Exactly. Say bye. Mm. Who's that? That's Barry Von Awesome. And none left. 
and copy. And Murky, Lurky, Gurky, and the green one whose name I don't know. And we've lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Three times shiny longer thing, than I Shiny thing, shiny thing, shiny thing. Do we know whose chair that is featuring Murlocs? Um, I haven't the slightest because one of the things that they dropped with this new version of the video wall was the ability to name yourself. Mm. Now, oh, there's a lizard. That's. I'm glad my daughter's out of the room, so she's not terrified by the the uh, crispy thing that's uh, attempting to uh, gesture at us all and, and sell us car insurance. It's the darndest thing. No, I think this is a sign of the year ending in 2012. Apparently, according to what I see here, Australia's being attacked by a giant lizard. <sighs> is none left another one of those those crispy Australians that we have around the place? Yes, which gives you talking. hope for the future because, uh, you know, it's already 2012 there. Yeah, it's uh, been 2012 there for some time now. They got it early because they're right on the other side of that international dateline. Uh, okay, now the lizard's trying you. to eat the camera. None left. You you roll with an interesting crowd. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, that and you didn't properly introduce your girlfriend anyway. So I'm sorry. Did I just go there in my out loud voice? Mm-hmm. God damn me. That happened. That happened. It happened right there, right yeah. here, and right now. And we were all listening. Damn you! Or damn me! Damn it. So how is your block of uh, craziness going here so far? So far, been very interesting. Um, What have we done so far? We had the opening hour with uh, Ursa Heil and Mr. NNJ. Then we cruised on into Fuzzy, Nisman, and Autographed Cat from the Tadpoolery podcast. Then we moved over into Furnurian and... Um, uh, the Brony Boy, uh, a uh, Aristeel. Aristeel. Yep, for about an hour there, which is much fun. Almighty Fireseer and Zai demonstrated how to uh, broadcast while drunk, and we had an unexpected visit from the Emperor in the last half hour, and now we have arrived here in a gap left by. Uh, miscommunicating East Coast time versus Arizona time, which was supposed to have been filled by uh, Nicole and Mark Spagnuolo, also known as the Wood Whisperer and one of the Ladies of Leet. And apparently they thought that I meant 3.30 Arizona time. So we'll be getting them a little later in the day. So Barry Von That's Austin like is officially... <laughs> yeah, and, oh, we got, we, got, we got stuff. I got feelers out. And we also have a two-hour pre-recorded segment from Ken at uh, Show X, which we can fit in here at any time we wish. So when I need to go off and, like, not ignore my family and do my nah. part of tearing, tearing down Christmas uh, lights. Um, let's see here. Oh, goody. Our, my friend, yes, here's my next segment. Joel Duggan, my co-host from Alpha Geek Fridays, our morning show, will be joining me, and Jocelyn Moffat from the Gamers... Uh, podcast, actually the, the Gamers In podcast, will be joining me uh, in the next half hour. So let me see if he's actually turned up on Skype. And there he is. Booyah. So what are we at here? Yeah, we have about eight minutes. So let's wrap this up here. 
Oh, someone else is joining the video wall. Excellent. I did tell Joel about the shiny new video wall, so that could very well be him, though I don't think he's coming at me from home. Now, that would be another one of those crispy Australians we had in there earlier. Hey, Fern. <laughs> Australia, 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 we love you. Amen. <laughs> what? No, it's good. I liked it. Why are you laughing I'm at sorry, me? I'm sorry. I'm still slow. I'm, I'm, I'm still waking up. I need coffee. Barry is a little slow on the uptake today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just smiling and nodding on the video wall. Nod and smile. Yes, nod and smile for the radio show. Well done, Barry. You're um, a credit to your whatever the hell you are. Profession? Okay. Um, As you crack open a frosty beverage in front of your shiny new microphone. (laughs) But I digress. All right, so let me cue up our next little breakage here. Uh, Ooh, let's play a little Brad Sucks. Okay, now someone else is joining the video wall. This is all very exciting. Oh, it's just Sean Caster. (laughs) (laughs) The love. I am feeling it. Yeah, well, I think he's Canadian, too. You're just brimming over with it, aren't you? You're almost Canadian, okay? You are Great White North, just south of. So careful. You wouldn't know you it by looking stones. out the window, though. It's uh, been 45 and sunny all week, and we've had an entire accumulation of one inch of snow this year. And it's all brown. Yes. yes. Emperor was lamenting the same thing. Uh, I think Copy is trying to pet the lizard, which is probably a euphemism for something dirty, but in this case isn't. Somebody in the IRC said that uh, while I'm on the air, I should ask you if you intend to go until midnight, and I think the answer to that is that it will be midnight somewhere when you decide to stop. This is true. This is very much a casual, play-it-by-ear kind of a production where we'll basically go until we run out of people to talk to. Um, And so we've got some people scheduled for specific times. So far the schedule, we've got uh, Joel coming up here in just a minute. And we have the Indeed podcasters joining us uh, in another hour or two for an hour block. Um, Scott Johnson is out there in the ether somewhere. Daryl the Trek nerd is also out there in the ether as far as whenever the planets align, they will try and hop online. It'll either work or it won't. This is not a heavily scheduled. This is basically a get people on the air, reflect on 2011, look forward to 2012 which we will do with you more formally later in the show in the less haphazard fashion than hopefully when you're a little more awake than you are now. I'm awake I'm getting there. Yeah, but you're awake just in time for the music break. So let's go to this break, and when we return, we'll have uh, Joel and friend on the air for, I believe, the next 60 minutes, at least 30. They're all at least 30-minute segments. So you are listening to the Flying by the Seat of Our Pants New pants. Year's Eve spectacular. Yes, I said pants. I wear no pants. I wear no pants. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. We shall return after a little bit of Brad sucks. This is work out fine, and we will return right after this. The versus the world New Year's Eve spectacular continues live on VTWProductions.com. And joining me via the miracle of Skype, 
is my man from Canada, my co-host from Alpha Geek Fridays, our very own morning show here on BTW Productions, Joel Duggan. How the heck are you? I'm doing great, man. I am enjoying a lovely New Year's Eve where it's pissing down rain in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but uh, I've been out driving around, visiting friends, chilling out. Uh, I'm going to go out and enjoy a nice meal with some more friends tonight and ring in the new year at a Greek restaurant. should be an absolute blast. So uh, I'm just enjoying the uh, the slow, slow of 2011. I am hereby jealous of you. I'll be staying here. Oh, yes? Here. Doing Partying this. with the toddler? Very much so, yes. She has just woken from her nap and is being corralled by uh, Iolite in the next room here. But she had a little camera time during the last segment, so the cute overload factor was palpable. Nice. Very, very cool. Very cool. So how, uh, I don't think I've spoken with you since Christmas. How was, how were your holidays? So far, so good. I have no complaints. We have successfully navigated the maze that is the various family obligations and places where you need to turn up at various specified times to not be excommunicated from the rest of the family. Right. And managed to not get anyone, uh, Massively offensive or disappointing gifts, so I call it a win. Nice, very very cool. I uh, I was able to pull off one giant surprise this year. I bought my sister a uh, iPod Nano, Ooh. just a little eight gig one. But she was previously rocking the Zach Morris two thousand three giant iPod Nano, <laughs> so she feels Ooh. much cooler at the gym now. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got the nice little the square touchscreen edition now. Yes, the square touchscreen. And she completely freaked out when she learned that you can get watch faces for it. Oh, God, yes. She, yeah, she thought that was really cool. There's a whole industry that's grown up around that. In fact, and I was actually reading an article, um, I think from TechCrunch, about a purpose-built watch based on the Android operating system that's designed to be a, a new interface for your various devices. So it'll it'll... Bluetooth to your phone, it'll Bluetooth to your tablet or your laptop, and a whole host of applications for controlling and extracting information from those devices. Uh, right on. Yeah, it looks it looks beautiful. It's exactly it's it's Dick Tracy. It's it's the Dick Tracy two way communicator. Nice. Yeah, it is. It, we are we are living. We are now living Star Trek and Dick Tracy. Welcome to the twenty first century. Um, here's your hoverboard. Right. I want a hoverboard. Where's Everyone my, wants like, a hoverboard. Really? I mean, what what was the what's the year that they use in is it two thousand fifteen? No, it wasn't even that far. It was because um, it was nineteen fifty five, nineteen eighty five, eighty five, and it was something ending in five. So I'm not sure. If I want to say twenty fifteen. Yeah, I could be totally losing geek cred here. But it wasn't all that but, far in the future, and, and damn it, you know, just just like all those looking to the year two thousand from the nineteen fifties, and they had I want my damn hover car that they pictured in those, or my personal jetpack, and I want my damn hoverboard. Yep. Okay. I agree. Okay. So we we got the internet instead. Oh joy, <laughs> the internet. Yeah. Yeah. True enough. I guess. I asked for a car. Although, I got uh, a computer. Yeah, we've we've been um, we were reviewing on the Sizzle Cafe. Uh, I think it was on our f- our second episode. Me and the guys were talking about big boy toys for Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, Peyton brought up this uh, Ferrari remote control Ferrari that really goes like a hundred miles an hour. The oh, guy yeah. had it on a uh, professional racetrack, and he was racing this little remote control car, and just like absolutely flying around this pro racetrack. It looked like so much fun. Do want. Yes. Yes, I agreed. So what uh, what was in your stocking? What did Santa bring you? 
Oh, not a whole heck of a lot. This was more about getting stuff for the chillins, so we snagged a uh, a Nook tablet for Nemesis and got him set ah. up with uh, various reading materials and, of course, the obligatory copy of Angry Birds. Oh, um, cool. Right on. I was the recipient of many... Uh, Many gift certificates, so I got my my three download certificate for my audible.com account. Um, nice. Various uh, and sundry ways to obtain caffeinated beverages from Spendbucks Coffee, I mean, Starbucks Coffee, that is, and a heavily thermal shielded mug, travel mug for containing said good coffee uh, while traveling in the vehicle without spilling it on yourself and dying. Ah, very cool. Very and cool. had and also I guess arguably um, the copy of Star Wars: The Old Republic and the video card required to run it properly uh, rounded out my Christmas. Fantastic! I was about to ask you if you got the uh, the Old Republic. I am now Marian. incredibly jealous. Incredibly jealous. You know, I can help you with uh, that copy of uh, Parallels Desktop. And we can get that copy of Windows running on that Mac of yours. Oh, uh, I don't know about this Mac. I think uh, I was actually I was I was speaking with Jocelyn earlier, and I think I have enough money um, with a few extra commissions in the new year. I think I can get a an iMac, a new iMac, which I desperately need. Like I, this one little MacBook is, is has been doing a really hard job for the last two and a half years, and I really it's to the point where I have enough workflow happening where I would really I do really need a desktop and this the MacBook needs to be like my go to the cafe or travel workstation but I need a permanent thing here and I think that uh, one of those new iMacs that recently came out would be um, good for me I was holding back because I feel like they're due for an upgrade um, there's like 60 or 70 days left in the product cycle on average for the new for the iMacs um, but the cool thing right now is that at least this iteration of the iMac still has Thunderbolt Right. So, I don't really think the new one. I don't think the new iMac is going to be that different. Uh, they, you know, faster processor, uh, maybe a different video card, but like it's not going to be like groundbreaking uh, in the next iMac. I don't think so. Uh, It'll if be I iterative. Up, yes, exactly. So if I pick up a refurbished, you know, uh, May 2011 release uh, iMac for somewhere around like fourteen hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, uh, I think that that will do. Uh, exactly what I need it to, and uh, it'll come with a big enough hard drive that I can just put in a segment and and just install uh, Windows. Yeah, I mean, so no, without no without spending any money, you can do boot camp um, as long as you, all you need to buy is a copy of Windows, and you can right. simply re- reboot the machine entirely into Windows. And I'm given to understand that gaming performance in that mode is completely acceptable because you're essentially running on Intel hardware at that point, so it's the same as a PC mostly, except for the BIOS. Oh wow, cool! So, uh, so bootcamp is the way to go then, is it? As opposed to doing a, a separate segment on the hard drive. Well, I mean, bootcamp does do a separate segment on the hard drive. It's just that's Apple's utility for achieving that, and it gives you a bootloader where you Uh-oh. can select between: do you want to run Mac OS or do you want to load Windows instead? Ah, uh-huh. uh, sweet, very cool. The the third party applications like Parallels Desktop allow you to crack open a window inside Mac OS without rebooting and run Windows right. essentially at full speed inside that window. Yeah, but it's probably That's, chuggy if you try to games within it. One would, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, right. We'd probably want to do the research on that. But for me, I would want a clean environment where I was just running Windows just to run the game and call it good. The benefit yeah. to doing it as Parallels or VMware is the ability you could bounce out to your email client or your web browser without having to restart the machine. So Right on. 
Yeah, no, that, that sounds perfect. Sounds like I have a, uh, a Christmas gift to work towards for myself in the new year. Yes. Uh, aside from this tasty bottle of, of rum that I am now drinking with eggnog. So I heard. Um, as the day goes on, uh, we're progressively talking about alcohol more and more and more. Uh, we started early <laughs> with uh, some of our UK uh, attendees uh, arriving. Uh, of course, yeah. Already having uh, consumed many Strongbows, so I went out to my refrigerator and got my very last can of Strongbow, and I've been consuming that. Um, now I'm going to have to go after the rum next because of you, and I blame you. Ah, well, I I, uh, I will fully take the blame and consider <laughs> yourself encouraged. <laughs> I, uh, I I really like Appleton Estate. It's a Jamaican rum, and I get the uh, the spiced rum, and it's See, really, really nice. For me, um, early in my marriage, uh, my wife and I did a vacation to Jamaica, where we were mm. introduced to... Ray and Nephew, that's W-R-A-Y and Nephew, Overproof Rum. And it's this deadly elixir that comes in this yellow and green and black bottle. Um, And it just says Overproof. It doesn't actually list a proof on it. And the caretaker at the house where we were staying made this beverage out of this stuff that we came to refer to as the Pink Death because it was this electric pink fruit punch with a lot of this overproof rum in it. And it tasted completely innocuous and would sneak up behind you and, and whack you over the head shortly after you consumed it because the amount of alcohol in them was just no open flame. Oh, God, no open flame near the bottle. And I've recently wow. noticed that the Total Wine uh, distributor near us is now stocking the overproof rum and because they're selling it in the US they had to stick a label on there that actually indicated the proof and this stuff is 164 proof whoa <laughs> yeah I had uh, was over at uh, my best friend's grandparents on Christmas day and his grandfather poured me a rum and coke just because he's going around asking stuff and who wants what to drink and I said oh rum and coke if you've got it like no, no big deal and I figured you know he'll just pour a standard rum and coke well geez man I mean I could have peeled the paint off the walls with what he poured me was uh, lamb's rum. It's, it's the holidays. That, uh, yeah, well, it's, and it's the good stuff that uh, he used to get on um, on the ships when he was in the navy, and they would oh, get okay. a ration of two and a half ounces a day, and uh, you had to drink it all at once. You couldn't like space it out. You just had your two and a half ounces all at one time, and some guys right. would just take it and just down it. And I just it was just the, the regulations of how of how they rationed everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, dude, I don't know if I could handle that just on its own, two and a half ounces, like. Whew. Like yeah. some stuff on fire. Oh yeah, smooth. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I said. Yeah, that, that's what I said uh, to the to the laughter and enjoyment of many people there. They thought that was quite amusing, uh, especially Ron. Ron was getting a kick out of himself. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think he I think he poured me a four ounce drink in a oh, two ounce glass. <laughs> Is what I think he did. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, quite, quite funny, quite quite funny. So you and the, the missus are just rocking the, the nemesis at home? Yep, nemesis and arch nemesis. Um, as I've been broadcasting in here, she has been uh, slowly tearing down the Christmas decorations so that we can be all tidied up and done and actually just be low activity for the remaining two days of vacation. So Sunday and Monday is when most organizations are observing the New Year's holiday. So... We've got the Sunday and the Monday to look at. We're still on hiatus from Casually Hardcore, so we don't actually have to do a show tomorrow. So okay. 
as I've been doing music breaks and when I put, I've got the two-hour uh, pre-recorded show from Ken over at Show X to put on at some point today. Um, I will go and do my portion of packing away all the goodness so we can kind of look around the house at the end of the day and go, okay, back to something close to normalcy, but we still have two days to kick back and relax and just play with the kids. It's a happy thing. Nice. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm looking forward to a very relaxed uh, two more days before I go back to uh, to work on Wednesday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday is when I go back. Yeah. Uh, it's been oh, actually, I meant to follow up earlier when you were talking about uh, saving for your iMac and mentioned commissions. We missed a prime opportunity there for a shameless plug. Where can our listeners go to partake of your commissions? Your uh, artist. Your me, art and, and mostly uh, illustration, less animation these days, or was it, was it the other way around? No, it's mostly illustration. Uh, I did work in animation for a little while, but uh, the hub for where I've been doing most of my online work right now is uh, my webcomic, Starcrossed, and you can find that at starcrossedonline.com. And I post new comics every Monday. I do uh, a popular item over the holidays, actually, has been the uh, commissions for sketch card avatars. Uh, mm-hmm. I drew... Uh, several people as they would appear in the comic in the style that I, that I used to draw Charlie and Sam and the other characters and I just do them on a little uh, two and a half by three and a half inch sketch card which is a, a collectible tradable thing um, they're just digital commissions so you get them via email so it's super fast to get to you and then you can use it on your favorite social media Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google Plus whatever you fancy and the, I, I dilly them out because they're digital I can send them in a whole bunch of sizes so they're the proper dimensions for uh, you know, Facebook has the new timeline and Twitter's got a certain size and uh, all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing those, which have been very popular. But I do other commissions as well. And they're all listed right there on my website. There's a commissions section. Um, right now, oh, pardon me. Um, right now, there is a, um, a bit of a confusion actually happening with the site, which I, uh, I've been having to correct some people on. Uh, I'm in the process of setting up a proper store for prints and other things that I will eventually be selling in the new year. Um, so there's it looks like there's a checkout, but it's not quite ready yet. So to order a commission, people can just email me directly and talk to me directly. Uh, it's a fairly straight pipeline. There's not a lot uh, of, of high traffic. So you'll get a direct line to me, and you can just talk about what you want. And I can just send you a price uh, based on what you're looking for. Um, eventually, I will have kind of like a press here to order sort of thing. Um, but that will be more for, uh, like I said, prints and other things that are already kind of complete and for purchase, like a book. Uh, which I'm hoping to do in the next year as well. So, uh, which I guess I guess brings me smoothly into the future for for 2012. Um, yes. Have you have you been talking to everybody about what your plans are? Like yep. by me asking you, or are you just going to repeat yourself? Or no, I've I've covered a fair bit of what uh, we've got planned for 2012. I've been okay. hitting people with the reminisce about 2011 and what do you got planned for 2012? So let's hit that portion of the program. Sure. Um, well, 2011 was um, 2011. I guess that's how you say it. I I never got used to it. 2011, 2011, whatever. 2011. Um, yeah, 20, 2011. I think is how I, I I label it when I when I do my intro for my podcasts. But uh, uh, 2012 just rolls off the tongue so much nicer. Um, too bad we're all going to die in December, <laughs> according to the mind calendar. Uh, 2011 was was a good year for me. It was the first full year for Starcross. Um, the comic really started to get some legs. I got some press in the local paper. And uh, some of my podcasting efforts have started to pick up steam. I was able to get on a regular morning show with yours truly. 
um, which has been yeah, which has been a lot of fun, and uh, I want to thank you for that. It's been a great deal of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not just fun, but it's it's really helped me kind of get a little bit more ingrained into the the frog pants community and the tadpole uh, the okay. chat room that follow us on Friday morning. It's great. Um, it's, it's nice to kind of get to know those people, and I've been in touch with the Ted Poolery podcast, and I think they might have me on eventually. So that's that's really fun. Um, and I think 2011 was really the year that I woke up to how essential podcasting is to marketing yourself online. Yes, and even if you're not producing one, you should be trying to guest on some. I mean, everybody's got something that they can bring to a show, whether you're a gamer, whether you're a tech head, whether you're a, a, just a giant nerd in general. Everybody kind of has something that they can, they can bring to a show. So um, I'm looking forward in, uh, in 2012 to do more podcasting. Um, I'm hoping to produce a few more myself. Um, I, I do have a small company here called Animafax Entertainment, which I started off as an animation and illustration company, and I think I'm going to try and retool it a bit and, and get into more of a um, podcasting and illustrated entertainment sort of field. So kind of has some podcasts that will be entertaining and informative for people, but also have the comics and some visual stuff. Um, I'm curious to get into the entrepreneurial side of being an artist, and uh, I want to try to do some interview shows. I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, Tall Tale Radio and uh, Tom Racine and the work that he does, um, but he interviews comic artists um, and, other, and other comic personalities and stuff, and he does this fantastic interview show. Uh, so for anybody out there, it's uh, telltalefeatures.com. It's a great, great, great show. And uh, I want to try and do something like that. But I, I'm not just interested in artists. I'm interested in anyone that is doing this full-time, freelance from home, trying to make a living with the Internet entrepreneurial kind of step. And I think that uh, there's a real feature in it for a lot of people. And it's always nice to kind of hear how people battle with even something as simple as time management. You know, how do you get more contracts? How do you deal with marketing yourself when you are are an, an artistic, artistic person and you are a little bit, you know, some of us are a little hard on ourselves in terms of the quality of our work. But when you're your own boss and you're your own company, you have to do a lot of work to do the PR. And you've got to, like, not brag, but you've got to really sell yourself. And that's difficult for some people. So I'd like to talk to some people and see what they've been using, some tips and tricks, that kind of thing. And, uh, of course, uh, coming full back to, uh, to Starcrossed, I want to do a book. Uh, I'm coming up on uh, November 2012 will be three years of comics, uh, weekly comics for Starcrossed. So some point between now and Halcon in the fall, um, I will be putting together a book. Awesome. Um, and Hal yeah, so Halcon, for anybody that's listening, is the, um, the Halifax uh, sci-fi comic convention here in my hometown so it's uh looking forward to that it'd be pretty fun so and i've never read a book before so send you one of our handheld audio thing. recorders and make you uh, record some segments for us while you're there i would love to yeah no that would be great i mean i've uh, i've got an iphone i'm not sure that would be enough powerful enough to record some stuff but i could certainly take some some video clips and talk to some I people i can um, teach I you the ways of the roving reporter oh good i can be a beat reporter for Halcon. Um, I'm actually probably going to have, have a bit of time on my hands and, and be talking with quite a few people because I just found out uh, last week that I'm going to be a guest at Halcon for 20, uh, 2012. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, They're very cool people. I, I spoke with uh, Jen, one of the girls that heads it all up, and uh, I remember speaking with uh, Amanda, one of the other people on the board. 
Um, and uh, I, I have the contract in my inbox. I have yet to review it and sign it and agree to do like a workshop or a signing or whatever it is that they want me to do uh, in exchange for a table and lunch and that kind of thing. And I'm excited. It's going to be a bigger, better, badder, more amazing con than ever before. So, And it's only their third year. Like I'm, I can't pump these guys more, uh, enough. They just, they just do fantastic, fantastic work because it's the, if not the largest, it's one of the largest um, fan-run cons in Canada. Uh, and they're only two years old. Uh, they they do an f- absolutely stellar job, and it's all volunteer. So it's uh, it's very very cool to see that kind of nerddom happening in my own hometown. Yeah, it's fun to get in on the ground floor. Yeah. So what uh, what's in the store for uh, VTW? What are you what are you doing with your podcasting uh, podcasting network? We are always soliciting new talent. We've had uh, a number of new shows come on board in the latter half of 2011. We've talked to some of them earlier in the show today. We have the Tadpoolery podcast, which sprang out of the Tadpool, which is the chat community around many of the Frog Pants shows. I had so that's shows. on your network? Yes. Oh, sweet. I don't think I knew that. They are. We, we host their downloads, and they've got their discussion forums with us, and... They have their own independent uh, site as well, the tadpoolery.com site. Uh, but we do right. affiliations like that all the time. Um, I still have my old alphageekradio.com site sitting out there somewhere that I don't do that much on, but it's there. It's, mm-hmm. The identity exists, but we do all of our fun stuff on Versus the World. Um, so we had Tadpoolery join us. We had a, a show called No Excuses fire up in the latter half of the year. Uh, we're looking at uh, experimenting more with adding video. Um, try okay. and service more just just serve it up in different ways for different the different ways that people like to consume their media so because mm-hmm. we've been observing what uh, Scott in particular does over at Frog Pants where whenever possible when he does his live recordings he does it through Justin.tv so he's got his video yes. feed even though the product is destined to be an audio only podcast for those people who want to tune in during the recording session and, and to get you know, the unrefined, unedited, warts and all version of the show as it you know, happens in real time with the video feed, uh, there's a, a percentage of the, of the audience that enjoys that. And then there's the much larger percentage just because of the ease of, of offline consumption of the smaller audio file. Uh, and the way that people are used to doing podcasting, you get a bigger chunk of actual numbers of listeners through the audio channel, but the video piece is definitely growing. Um, so we've got different hosts that are looking at different things to do with video. I was talking to uh, Emperor, who runs the Emperor's Court. Uh, Sundays on Versus the World Productions, vtwproductions.com. <laughs> plug, plug. Um, talking about wanting to do something more with video as well. He's done uh, commentary um, for things like StarCraft and uh, real-time strategy games in the past and was considering maybe dusting that off again. Um, so lots of different forms it can take, but the, the bar on being able to do good quality video as far as the equipment requirements and the learning curve have improved greatly the same way that audio production has gotten much more attainable to the point where you, you saw the explosion of the, just the raw number of podcasts that are out there simply because it is easier for people to create an mp3 file and call it a podcast a similar curve has happened with the video presentation to the point where with really no knowledge of web development i've managed to create the multi-user um video wall 
thanks to the people over at TalkBox who created the nice free turnkey um, cut-and-paste application that allows us to see each other. So I can be out here doing the same kind of thing that uh, Scott does by showing the live feed of me talking into a microphone, which is, granted, not all that exciting, but some people seem to dig it. But more importantly for me is I get to see the, uh, the, the true hardcore soul of the listener base who take the time to be here live, fire up a webcam, and participate in the video wall, which is I get more out of this than I think the, the listeners and viewers get out of it in this case. This is certainly right. I, get, I get a lot out of it and a lot of energy out of it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I normally I would throw the the camera up, and sometimes on on uh, Alpha Greek Radio Fridays when we're on, I'll put uh, I'll put myself up on the uh, uh, on the camera uh, wall. But I find that lately my bandwidth has been kind of um, torqued, so I want to try and um, give it all to Skype right now. Yeah. So it's and therein lies the, the rub. Gods. Is we have you know, we have the discussion, and we'll probably wind up talking with this when we, when we return on January sixth with Tom Merritt, because a topic of conversation is almost certainly going to be the kinds of controls and bandwidth limitations that the ISPs are warming up for us that could could spell trouble for those of us who want to do stuff like live streaming video several days a week from our homes and not get reamed uh, when it comes to time to pay the bill. So yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. And thankfully, yeah, thankfully Canada. Um we we squashed that pretty quick. There was a bill trying to go through in Parliament. Uh, geez, I want to say it was eight months to twelve months ago, maybe. And uh, there was a petition that went around, and the CRTC here in Canada squashed it pretty fast. They said, "Nay, nay, we are not going to regulate uh, bandwidth that way." So right now, we all play a flat fee. Uh, I pay approximately one hundred and ten dollars a month, give or take a few bucks, um, for my home phone. Um, as well as my cable internet, and I get uh, 30 megabits up, 3 megabits down, and it seems to do me pretty good on most occasions. Uh, I think every once in a while I'll Skype out, but it's really hard to tell when you start to go all Skypey on a, on a podcast, whether it's your connection, whether it's the combination of connections, um, whether it's the person hosting the call, that kind of thing. So um, I think that uh, hopefully the future we're just going to see better and better you know, audio quality in terms of calls and stuff like that. I, do you know how, if there's a way that, that we can record FaceTime yet? Is there an app that allow you to record like a FaceTime call? I've never looked into that. That would be awfully useful, wouldn't it? Because I don't think I have ever had a FaceTime call go all wonky on me. That's Apple for you. Yeah. No, it's it's always been pretty pretty crystal, um, especially audio. I, I, I can't recall any video going, going a little bit squiggly, but I, I certainly don't recall any audio being lost um, in terms of the quality. Now, obviously, um, when I'm on a Skype, uh, or it's not a Skype, when I'm on a, a FaceTime call, I'm most likely on like my earbud mic or my iPhone, so the audio quality isn't quite there because neither one of the parties are really using it as a podcasting medium, but I mean, you throw a nice mic in front of FaceTime, and I think there might be something really solid there. Yeah. Um, again, the technology just hits this exponential curve of improving and improving and improving. We talked about that earlier in the show with Emperor. And okay. And it gets, you know, the, the, the bar to entry gets lower and lower, and soon we're all doing video walls. And, and in, in the not-too-distant future, we may be realistically doing live video streaming from our tablet PC while wandering around a convention and have it come out in decent quality audio and video-wise because the yeah. computing device will have matured and, more importantly, the wireless network to support that kind of streaming will have matured to the point where we can just say, yeah, just press. Yeah, I can do it now. I can do Ustream from my Android phone 
of reasonable quality over a cellular connection while wandering around. You know, I, did, I played with it at this last Phoenix Comic Con, and it was acceptable quality. It wasn't professional grade. It's you know, nothing like you would see on, on Twitter or something like that. And but packages, if you have lots of money with you know nine or twenty-two different cellular modems packed into it that allow you to do HD streaming from anywhere where there's a cellular network, those things exist. They just are incredibly expensive. But the stuff for you know, just I, the little guy is already here. It just needs to get a little bit better. Yeah, I want to say that Alex Lindsay on MacBreak Weekly um, before their holiday best of special was talking about renting one of those modems when he was on uh, business in Japan. Yep. And they basically rent this thing. It's like seventy-five or one hundred and seventy-five dollars a week. I can't quite remember. I mean, more than I would be able to afford. But he runs a pretty big streaming business and an instructional uh, video um, content and stuff like that. Uh, and he was saying that it was great. You know, that they for them it's worth it to spend the two hundred dollars a week have this thing with them no matter where they go, and it's basically their mobile Wi-Fi hotspot. So they're just always on. Yeah. And uh, I think that, that that's that's a really cool. Um, cool, cool thing, and like you said, I mean, like you said, like they're just not quite there. At least in the U.S., they exist, but they exist right now in probably mostly Asian markets, and uh, they just need to be kind of scooped up and, and popularized. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing where things go with entrepreneurs and um, people that are podcasting from home. Um, seeing how much content gets out there and kind of what what spaghetti sticks to the wall. I mean, case in point, uh, my friends Peyton and Chad, who joined me on the Citadel Cafe, um, they. They're not really podcasters. Peyton listens to a few. He knows I'm into it. He's seen the benefit that it's it's um, brought my business. Chad is just kind of your average guy, you know, and he he just likes watching hockey and likes watch, likes watching movies. He likes you know the internet stuff that we're all into. So he said, "Yeah, sure, I'll join join in the conversation." So it's two of my oldest friends, you know, kicking around a microphone, and they can't be more excited. Like I I really think we might even up the frequency of the podcast. They're having a, a grand time with it. You know, we even got Chad to tweet for the first time the other night. <laughs> he was a read-only wow. Twitter person for the first time for a while, but he broke Twitter silence the other night around a, a table full of uh, beer at a local pub. It was quite quite funny. <laughs> so yeah, Never we're, a dull we're really looking forward to it. Yes, yes, yes. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun actually. The Citadel Cafe, I think, is probably one of my new favorite things that I do. Uh, it's a really good chance for me to hang out with my my two best friends and just kind of talk about internet stuff. Now, we've reached the yeah. top of the hour here, and I know you have uh, another guest there. We also have uh, we do. Spags on standby to come on the air here in the next segment. Did you oh, want really? to... Oh, yes. The Spags are... Sorted out the time zone differentials, and Nicole and Mark are waiting to join us and talk about uh, woodworking in all of its glory. Oh. And yes, I'm not making that up. Nice. Um has Jocelyn uh, emerged from the rain room, and is she ready to speak unto us? Yes, she's 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 ready. She's standing right next to me here. I can uh, I can switch the mic over to a stereo mode, or do you just want to leave it on on condenser? However you wish to proceed. However we like to proceed. Okay, I know we're live, but I mean this is New Year's Eve, so we're bring it on the seat, seat of our pajamas here. All right. The sound of this thumping brought to you we, by uh, Audible. How are we standing? You sound a little Audible. farther away, but you sound very good. Okay. Jocelyn, speak to us. Hello. Use your radio voice. Hi. <laughs> I don't know if I have a radio voice yet. I've only done two podcasts, so <laughs> going to have to bear well, with me. 
it all is well. You're coming through good and loud. Now, Jocelyn, introduce yourself, because I know you are a newcomer, to, at least from the standpoint of the Versus of the World listening community. What is your podcasting claim to fame? I don't even know if you can call it a claim to fame yet. Um, Do it. Go with I it. Just... Run with it. <laughs> I just started a new podcast with my friend Ryan called The Gamers In. And so it's basically just the two of us talking about how much we love video games. It's pretty much amazing. I love it. It's a lot of fun. So um, you can find me. Actually, a lot of people might know me from Twitter, maybe. I'm GIS Gamer on Twitter. So that's kind of where I'm more fa- And in the Frog Pants chat room, which is definitely where I'm more famous than my podcast right now. <laughs> I, and I have, I have done this wrong. So let me back up the truck slightly and... Play the appropriate intro. Now is the time for a plug. <laughs> now you may continue. Fair enough. <laughs> Where now? So we have uh, a, a, an actual girl on the internet, and and Joe can actually Joel can uh, confirm you you actually have girl parts, right? Do you have girl parts? I- Con- confirmed. <laughs> Very good. So, step one, girl on the interwebs. Excellent. Step two, gamer girl on the interwebs. Even yes. more mythical. Step three, podcasting gamer girl. On the... You're right up there with virgins and unicorns. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're mythical. That is a good place to be. <laughs> well, you know, they say unicorns aren't mythical, virgins are, but let's just move past that. <laughs> nice. So tell us where we can find your newly formed podcast on the internet. At gamersinpodcast.com. So we have our first two episodes are up. We just posted our most recent one Thursday night. I guess so, yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's our Game of the Year edition, which is very exciting. I shall have to uh, wrest permission from you at some point to include your uh, episodes on our 24-7 server. Because we have, on the front page of our site, when we don't have live shows going out, like to have a repeating uh, recent episodes from our various shows and any other shows that are willing to give us permission. So you can always come to our site and be assured that something nerdy will be playing on the stream, be it live or pre-recorded. So I'll hit you up for that later. Sounds fantastic. Excellent. Now, are you doing that podcast solo, or do you have cohorts? No, I have a co-host. His name is Ryan. Um, he is Murpan. R. Murphy, uh, yeah, R. Murphy on Twitter, or Murpan in the Frog Pants chat rooms. So, excellent. So, you are a participant in the Tad Pool, as is well has become well known. Yes, Although, you're, you're... I used to be on the Final Score all the time, but since they've stopped doing the. Um, the live chat while they record not mm-hmm. so much but i do listen live to a lot of the shows but i can't uh can't do the chat room at work sigh damn them <laughs> i know curse the <laughs> I man record during my work day <laughs> damn it all well thank you for coming on to our very special end of year beginning of the next special spectacular show Look forward to picking up your show and giving it a listen in the new year. Not that I like, need even more podcasts to have to listen to. This is the problem with so many good quality shows <laughs> coming on the air. Is there are not enough hours in the day, especially when you're expected to produce some as well. Yeah, that's, that's what I found. The more that I do, the less I can listen to. I've had to make a very deliberate effort to keep up my podcast list 
and I can report that it is very much worth it uh, to remain active as a listener uh, when you're producing because you get very much tunnel vision when you're just producing and not actually consuming what your listeners are also out there consuming. So anyone who out, who's out there who is a podcast producer, remember what it was that got you into the hobby in the first place and try not to let it fall by the wayside because I think it makes you a better podcaster if you are also a listener. Yeah, I agree. And, and unfortunately, it also means listening I, to your own stuff. Well, <laughs> sometimes and that's getting easier. That was hard when I first started. I, Jocelyn, I don't know if you've listened to your own stuff. I listen to my own stuff all yeah. the time. I try not good. to giggle so much, but... <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I know. <laughs> See? There we go. <laughs> Oh man! So when um, when does the next segment start, Mr. Oh, it's Todd? The, the time the times have gotten a little wonky at this stage of the game because technically it began seven minutes ago. Oh. But <laughs> we were too awesome. We ran over. <laughs> uh, we started late. This, this is this is bleeding ah. forward from earlier in the day. This is inevitable. This is why the New Year's shows are as casual as they are because trying right. to hold this many disparate people from all over the damn globe. Because we've been to Great Britain, New Zealand, um, and Australia already today. So coordinating that on the fly on a day when people are here, gone, going to parties, attending family functions. Yeah, we're lucky that we're on the air at all. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> We can hear you whispering, Joel. You sound very sexy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was just, just seeing if the... We just wanted to say hi to the Spags if you're bringing them on next. But Oh, heck yeah. Stick around. No, I'll have yeah. them to the conference. We'll have you guys on for the beginning of the segment and then kick you to the curb when it's their turn. Sounds <laughs> good. So stand by on Skype. Those of you listening live, those who have the soul and are the mighty foundation upon which our broadcast empire is built we will be right back i've got some it's only a story is the name of the group queued up for you the name of the track is rewind and we will return versus the world radio's new year's eve spectacular continues live on vtwproductions.com and joining me now in the conference with jocelyn and joel we have now a wild Nicole has appeared. Welcome. <laughs> I'm wild. <laughs> very seen, very rarely seen in the wild anymore, right? <laughs> you damn skippy. You, you had a kid. You're off the grid. What are you talking about? Exactly. I'm finally finding my uh, my time and just kind of shifting everything. It's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Thank so, you for having me. Now, let me uh, stumble over your last name and then you can correct me. Nicole okay. Spagnuolo. How did I do? Close enough. Yeah, yeah. It's probably that's that might even be the more proper way to say it. What do I know? <laughs> Nicole Spag. I just that's, I just married the guy. <laughs> yeah, you're the Spag. Yep, the uh, Spags. Welcome. Yeah, I, I was, yeah. Thank you. It's great and to be here. It's good to have you. We've been uh, hit or miss attempting. We've actually managed to finally get together for lunch that one glorious time. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, you you uh, caught me in the midst of the what. I was sick for about eight months straight. Yeah, that was no fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we and now I can eat. On, uh... It's great. <laughs> What's that? It's a great time of year to be able to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then, you know, you find out you have a son that possibly has a protein intolerance. So you're like, oh, you can't eat this. And you can't like, what? I can finally eat. What? Yeah. Now you tell me I can't eat. Uh, damn you all. Oh, no. Do you hear him? 
Um, actually, you're hearing uh, that that coming from my angle as well. So it could be arch nemesis. It could be Mateo. We don't know. <laughs> nice. Oh, poor guy. Welcome uh, Nicole, to we our world. We should try world. to have you on uh, on our our morning show sometime. Uh, what morning show is that? The Alpha Geek Radio Friday. Oh, very cool. I can maybe sort of. I just don't know anymore. You know, exactly. I'm trying, I can't even. I can't even like plan my own podcast. So like, Jocelyn knows she she stepped in for me on Ladies of Elite. I haven't been able to even think about like running a podcast. So thankfully, Kim, one of my co-hosts, has kind of taken the lead on that one. And Movielicious well, has been kind of put on hold, and we're trying to figure out a new way to do that one now. <laughs> It's okay, because Terpster has absolutely no excuses about having a, uh, a wife or a family or anything, and he totally blew us off our last show. So oh. don't feel bad if you say you'll be there and then Mateo makes it impossible, because yeah. we'll, just, we'll just give Terpster a hard time again. Cause okay. Well, that's the best way to do it. It's, it's Terpster's fault all the time, then. I blame Terpster. Joel, do you blame <laughs> Terpster? So I blame Terpster. Jocelyn? Everyone, everyone blames Terpster. <laughs> well, there you go. That's probably why his face looks that way. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Oh goodness! What? So what's, so what's up? We are what's doing. Going on? We're doing the New Year's thing. So we're doing. I know. The, I kind of. It's let's flown look by. back at. Well, yeah. Well, yours was a particularly eventful year. So looking back at 2011, you know, what little things might have occurred in your life that might be of interest to the listening public? Besides uh, getting pregnant and having a kid. Yeah. It's amazing what a year can do, right? <laughs> I didn't expect it. It kind of happened. It was like. Uh, and because I was so sick, I, I very rarely got to do what I normally do, which is play video games. Um, I found out I got pregnant right when Portal 2 came out. So I got to play a little bit of Portal 2 before it just made me want to barf, even just looking at <laughs> moving around. So, But other than getting pregnant and having Mateo, um, more podcasting. A little bit of travel. I travel for my real life job, so uh, did a bit of traveling to DC and things like that. Met you, no. <laughs> indeed, and that should be yeah. a highlight. I mean, the yeah. top top part of your list. Is, I got to meet no wise. I, I normally I normally go to all these cons, so Comic Con, Nerdtacular, mm-hmm. um, uh, Dragon Con. I had to cancel all of them because I just could not travel because. Being sick is not conducive to well, traveling. To- totally getting you guys media passes to Phoenix Comic Con this year, so be ready. Oh, I, I was going to, the 2012, I have it on my list. We just bought, we actually just bought tickets, and we're going to make a trip of it and actually get a hotel and stay down there this year. So Good plan. Yeah. Very good plan. Um, yeah, okay, so I'll get you media passes anyway, because that can Woo-hoo. get you into some interesting doors that might uh, not otherwise be available. That would be awesome. And I'll make you record things and make you work for me. Dance for me. Do it now. I could totally do that. We could do a special (laughs) Lazy Lead or who knows. Put it under whatever heading heading you like. (laughs) Now, part of the purpose of this show is to introduce new uh, content producers to the Versus the World community. So some of the people who are listening right now or listening via podcast may not know who the heck you are. So tell us a little bit about your podcasting background. Oh, um, I guess I'll start with my husband, Mark Spagnolo, uh, really got us into podcasting with his site, uh, which is called thewoodwhisperer.com. And The Wood Whisperer is a woodworking podcast. We started it back in 2006, 
and uh, it's a video podcast, and that's really kind of what led us into, and he started doing it. And I was always doing the stuff like supporting um, just the site in general. I did a lot of, I actually, in the early, early days, I did all the Photoshop work, and I did the website design, and I was very much more, and I'm in a lot of the earlier videos too, because he always needed a girl character. So I would play the bitchy sales girl, or the annoyed wife, or... (laughs) So a lot of the exactly. So a lot of that earlier stuff with the Wood Whisperer, I kind of dipped my toe into it, and then I just started listening to more and more podcasts, and I started playing World of Warcraft. Ah. Um, and then that led me to the instance, and I absolutely loved the podcast. And then I was like, eh, you know, I, I love. I kind of think I could do this. So um, Mark was doing it audio podcast called Wood Talk Online and he still does that and uh, I just kind of got into podcasting with uh, the Ray group. I rate it with a whole bunch of people and Kim and um, Stephanie were two of the girls that I rate it with and I was like hey you guys want to start up a gaming podcast from a female's perspective and I somehow convinced them to do it with me I don't <laughs> I'm not sure but uh, yeah we started Lazy Elite back in I guess it was November of 2009 so there are no girls on the internet at the time i think we were i think we were the first specifically girl gaming podcast to come out since then there's been a lot more so like um i think i saw like there was one called girl fight and there's there's a variety of podcasts out there that have just completely a female um uh, i guess host and then kind of bring in the geek culture twist to it versus just video games. We, we only focus on video games on Lazy Elite. So, as Jocelyn attests to that. <laughs> <laughs> and where can the listening public find you guys on the internet? You can find me, You can find, probably the easiest place to find me is on Twitter, twitter.com slash Nicole Spag. And then from there you can find all my other stuff. And that's S-P-A-G, which is, right? Yeah, Spag-G. S-P-A-G, Spag. Nicole Spag, the Spags. Yeah, so... I was, when I was telling Jocelyn and Joel earlier, yeah, the other Spags are coming. Like, the Spags! <laughs> Can we stay? <laughs> Aww. Yeah, well, J- Jocelyn wanted to say hi, and uh, I've been listening to you for quite a while, and oh, uh, I also wanted to say hi. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've been listening to Frog cool. and, and you guys for a while, so I wanted to say hi and Happy New Year, and Thank wish you. you guys all you the too. best. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, a nice little treat to, to meet all these people online now that I've been listening to them for a couple of years. You're just like, what, wait, wait a minute, this bags are on next, we can't go now. I'm going to have to stick around. So, uh, And actually, um, and I do have to uh, jet uh, now as well. Jocelyn and I are, are heading out with some friends for New Year's. and oh, it's so uh, We're in the Eastern time zone, so it's 6.30 here almost, and we've got some, some getting ready and traveling via cab and stuff to do, so we should probably get going. She's actually already ahead of me, so I uh, I just wanted to say a Happy New Year to everybody. Todd, thanks for having me on the show. Nicole, lovely to meet you. Please nice give my best. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah, give me my best to, to Mark and uh, Mateo and everybody, and uh, hope to hear more from you guys in 2012. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Take care, Joel. Be safe. Bye, Cheers, Joel. man. So from uh, the chat room, Hando says, Wow Cost is podcasting. It's in the EULA. <laughs> It's kind of kind of true. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can attest to that because my original involvement in podcasting was with WoW Radio, so I, I am descended from from WoW stock myself. Yeah, I uh, I love WoW. I, yep. I haven't gotten to play as much as I used to. I mean, in those early days, uh, Mark and I would sit there 
12 plus hours and just play, 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 play. Like, we look up and go, oh, it's dark. When did that happen? We started in the morning. Yes, in those lovely times before there were children and responsibilities. That was lots of wow. I remember those days, except for it was EverQuest for me. I did did get to play a, a video game the other day. I have this cool thing called a sleepy wrap where I can bundle him up and I'm hands free. Yep. So I can even do a bit of gaming while I'm taking care of him. And I uh, finally cracked open Uncharted 3. Ooh, and how do you find yeah, it? Yeah, I like it a lot. You like it? It's, be- it's beautiful. So, yeah, I just, I love the first and the second. The second is much better than the first. And probably the reason why I say that is because the copy that I had just, um, it crashed at the the zombie scene. <laughs> on the first one and I couldn't I couldn't get I couldn't get it to play so I was like all pissed off that I'd gone come so far in this game and then it just wouldn't wouldn't I couldn't finish it so I want to pause for a programmatic announcement because we've gotten some new listeners here based on Joel and you guys tweeting out if you are joining us live please join the video wall if you want to do just the versus the world chat come to vtwproductions.com Click on the chat icon at the top of the page and choose chat and video. If you want to include together the Frog Pants Tadpool and the Versus the World IRC and the video wall all on one happy page, I don't have a link for it, so you do need to type it in by hand, but it is vtwproductions.com forward slash everything hyphen chat. That's everything dash chat. That will get you the video wall, the Versus the World IRC, and the Frog Pants IRC all in one convenient package. Uh, minimum desktop resolution requirement, probably 1280 by 1024 on that baby because it's a little bit fat. It also has the audio player, so you can tune into the live stream all in one convenient place. <laughs> we aim to please. Dude, I just want to say, you have some skills with setting this stuff up. And what you did at Nerdtacular and streaming all that, I just want to give you some props on all this that. This is what we do, and I appreciate it. Um, I would love to find someone out there that can take some of the mechanical stuff I've done and make it look a lot better than it does now because it looks like... Skin it a little bit. Oh, hell yeah. I I might have somebody for you (laughs) to do that. Spit and polish and, you know, it it works and it's stable, but damn, it's ugly. It's not that ugly. Um... Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's 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 ugly the same way like a, a hey, pug, a pug it's puppy. It's functional. Is, is it's ugly. functional. Yeah, it gets the job done. Exactly. This, this is how we roll. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So yeah. So now I've added to my list of fun stuff to look forward to in 2012. Here, um, being able to hook up with you guys at um, Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah. Um, we could discuss offline um, childcare options for you because we're going to be arranging for childcare for our little one. So you actually, we already have it. Ooh, both my both my mom and Mark's parents live here locally, and oh, I hate been, you. I'm sorry. You have a huge support <laughs> structure. I am very envious. I'm going to hang up on you now. No. no. <laughs> so yeah, we got it. We got it covered. You suck. Anyway, feel the love. Feel it. <laughs> that just means I get more unrestricted access to have fun at Phoenix Comic Con with you without having to worry about our kids. Don't, don't hate. Congratulate. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm not sure where that came from. Grats. Saturday morning, probably. A very <laughs> special episode of, I don't know, after-school special. Moving you right know, along. You know what I am doing? We we got an Apple TV and a Roku um, for Christmas. Actually, Ooh, are they, they going to fight it out? 
<laughs> they are. So the Roku's in the living room and the Apple TV's in the bedroom. But what, what Mark's been doing is completely um, taking all of our Blu-rays and DVDs and making them into MP4s. Or is it M4 whatever? M4B, uh, whatever. M4B, yeah, M4Bs. Um, and uh, I'm going through and I'm looking at just DVDs in general to see what I can actually burn. So like uh, Schoolhouse Rocks and all the old, we have DuckTales Season 1 and mm-hmm. Tailspin Season 1. So we're just putting them all into our whole library now. And so that's been one of our goals for the new year is to basically digitize every physical piece of media that we own. So we can easily get to it when Mateo goes, I want to watch something. So Back that sucker up is all I have to say to yeah. that project. We got a Drobo. Actually, good. So. Something, that's something you only want to have to do one freaking time. Yeah, it takes Once a long time. When it's done, it is the holiest of holies. Getting there is painful. Yeah, Mark, we have a a Blu-ray copy of A Bug's Life, and he he got a new Blu-ray ripper, and he showed me the the copy that he made, and it looks damn good. Mm-hmm. It, it looks better than what they give you. You're like, oh, you get a free digital version with the yeah. new. No, it doesn't reduced, even reduced it. resolution video yeah. digital version. Exactly, <laughs> looks yeah, awesome. Movie industry, I know you're listening. This is what people want. Yeah. Give it to us, and we will give you our money. Yeah, do it. Totally. Totally. But, but I'm not bitter or anything like that. <laughs> so, 2011. Light on the podcasting because you were heavy Light on, on the, the baby, pod- yeah. heavy on the baby making, and yep. all of the uh, wretched sickness. <laughs> it sounded like I had sex the entire 2011. <laughs> if only it were that pleasant. <laughs> Unfortunately, you had sex one time and At paid for once, it, and right? paid for it for many, many months. So I think <laughs> someone was smiting you on that one. So welcome back to the land of the living. And what have you got? Uh, what you got on tap for us in 2012? 2012, well, like I said, the Comic-Con is, I would, we would love to go to San Diego Comic-Con. I don't know if that's going to happen. I would love to go to Dragon Con again. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Having been to both Phoenix and San Diego in the same year, I enjoy Phoenix more. Do you? I do. Because it's smaller? It's not that small anymore. It's pretty freaking huge. Yeah, it did get, they moved. They moved to a different. Uh... Yep, they're in the main. They're in. They're in the grown-up portion of the convention center now, the brand new section, and it's in that pleasant space of not podunk, and mm-hmm. not so huge and impersonal, and not taken over by Hollywood to the point mm-hmm. of being not about comics anymore. Right. I did see that Shatner was going to be there. Uncle Bill will be there. That's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, and Ed Asner. Not sure. I would love, I mean, I love him in Elf. He, I mean, he's got the props as far as, because he was the um, voice of Granny Goodness in a lot of the um, DC um, animated uh, movies of late. I didn't know uh, that. Yep, and he did the voice. I know him, the, the voice of the Up. Old yeah, in Up, up. Was, that was another big one. But his, his foot in the door for Comic-Cons is all the work he's been working with Warner Brothers on the DC properties, ah. um, primarily voicing an old woman. Go figure. Really? Yep. 
Granny Goodis is this interesting character. She's like the minion of the big villain in the DC universe, Darkseid, and trains, selects and tortures and trains all the gladiators and, and warriors that are you know the, the offensive wing of the bad guy. And But it's Granny Goodness is the name of the character. It's this weird, like, what the hell? And voiced by Ed Asner just to screw your head up even more. <laughs> Does it sound like Ed Asner? It sounds like Ed Asner doing a woman's voice. Do we know a woman's voice? (laughs) Does a really good job of making it that little bit extra creepy. So it works. It totally works. I know why they did it, but it's hard to describe to someone who's not seen it. Oh, weird. Yeah, I have to check that out. And the chat room is, I used to have a beard, and I took a razor in the face. Okay, the arrow to the knee thing, I think, is done. It should die with 2011. I have to say, I'm kind of glad I missed that. (laughs) Yes, you are. Because I I we do have Skyrim, but yeah, right. I'm going to be able to play that? No, not right now. I have not been playing Skyrim, and I still have gotten a face full of arrow to the knee jokes. So, okay, it's dead. Let's bury it. Move on. Bring me a new meme. Something without arrows or knees. I don't know. Shoot me now. But not in the knee. In the face? Not in the face! So what's going? I mean, what's going on for you? Have you have has anyone asked you what you're doing? Oh, yeah. in yeah, we've we've, we've okay. touched base on right. various things of uh, moving into more video. Uh, not that anyone particularly wants to see my face, but apparently people want video. Okay, so doing more video. Like we do, we do the interactive video wall. I'm not sure if you've run across that yet. Um, no. Do you have a webcam on the device you're currently? Yes. Talking to us with. Okay, yes. let's let's do a little live demo here for all those people who are listening. Crack open your favorite web browser. I'm in it. I'm Come in the chat you. right now. Okay, via what? So you're in the. Uh, I'm just version? in the regular chat. Okay, so not the are chat you at, plus video. Okay, so go up and go to open up uh, chat and video as well, and you should see some lovely oh, options open up at the top. Oh, look at that! And this is the two-way chat Ooh. where the producer can put themselves out there, and if it's a multi-host show, like Joel and I do on Friday mornings, he can come in from Canada, and I can come in from Arizona, and we both get our little slot on the video wall, but also the people listening, if they wish to participate, can put their mugs up there as well. Which one is this? Which one are you looking at? uh, Well, what what are you using for this uh, video wall? Oh, Talkbox. This is their free API that they recently upgraded. Actually, we only put this new version up a couple days ago. And it is a substantial nice. step up from its predecessor as far as much higher resolution. Um, it still bogs a bit. We get a whole bunch of people on here. But, hey, it's free. Can't really complain. Exactly. Exactly. I'm so, you know, I, I've tried a number of different video chat type things, and nothing's ever really worked. So this is the best we've come across as far as having live interaction between hosts during recording sessions and uh, combining it on the same page with the IRC. So we have the people who just want to do text chat, people who mm-hmm. want to do video, and then we have just the good old-fashioned email, which a couple of people still use, but not much. <laughs> now it's all about tweeting. I mean, we, you and I arranged this entire meetup via Twitter, which blows my mind. Yeah. Like, whatever happened to email? <laughs> Nope, want to reach Nicole, you're going you're gonna to send her a direct message. The sad part is that I get all my direct messages in my email. <laughs> so technically, it kind of was email, but just But I would Twitter. never know that, exactly. <laughs> and there's someone on the video wall with an arrow through a knee. Okay, it's done already. Do you see? Do you, uh, I do see the arrow in the knee. Thank you for the visual aid. Now go away forever now. Moving on. Nicole, uh, do you have time to hang around for to be joined by the gentleman from Indeed Podcast, or do you need to bail at this point? 
We're good. Yep, I'm fine. Okay. So we, we've kind of sort of reached the bottom of the hour and try and try and get my timing back on <laughs> back on track here. It's been interesting. Um, so we've got some. Let me see. What can I queue up? What kind of music do we feel like at this stage in the day? Do some Paul and Storm, maybe Jonathan Colton. What do we? <gasps> Jonathan uh, Colton. Ooh, Joko. Ooh, Joko fan. Okay. Something off his older stuff or is the more recent? I absolutely art? love um, the zombie one. Oh God, I'm blanking on the name. Regarding your brain, all is what you're we want to do is yep. eat your brains. I yes. love that one. Re your brains. Oh look, there it is, right there. All right. So, as requested by Nicole's bag, we have <laughs> Jonathan Colton, who once again we thank for releasing his uh, music under Creative Commons licensing, which allows us to include it in our podcast and share with all of you. Ah, we release all of our stuff under the same attribution, share alike, non-commercial license. Boo and Yah. You are listening to the Versus the World New Year's Eve Spectacular. Thank you. Thank you very much. Come to vtwproductions.com. Go to the chat button at the top of the page. Join the video wall on chat and video. Oh, look, there's a Nicole's bag on the video wall. Hi, Nicole's bag. You rock. All right. We're going to do a little Jonathan Golden for you. Then we shall return, hopefully, in the company of the members of Indeed Podcast. We'll be back right after this. The Versus the World New Year's Eve Spectacular continues live on vtwproductions.com. I am your host, Gnome Wise, also known at various other times as The Other Todd. And joining me, we now have a few of the hosts of Indeed Podcast, though one of them just dropped off the internet. See, Tabaxian, you, you scared all your co-hosts away. Welcome to the I, show. I know. Apparently, they are afraid to deal with me, and I'm not sure why. Damn. Well, you're just going to have to represent. I just was representing. <laughs> representing from Oregon. <laughs> and staying with us from the uh, previous half hour, we still have Nicole Spag. Can you still hear me okay? Yay. I can hear you guys great. Good to have you. I th- I think this is a good substitute for me. Those guys for her? Yeah, I'm game. <laughs> <team. laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Not touching that with a 12-meter cattle prod. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so as has been our habit uh, and a, a big purpose of this uh, show is to introduce the Versus the World family to some of the newer podcasters on the network and also fellow podcasters that we've worked with uh, either independently or on other networks that do the kind of nerdy, geek-centric content that we all love. And we had the opportunity to meet at Nerdtacular 2011 when you guys, the uh, Indeed podcast booth was up and running there. And in the intervening time, have kind of brought you into the fold over at Versus the World Productions. But you kind of snuck in sideways with your already established show. So a lot of our listeners may not be as familiar with you. So talk to us a little bit about Indeed uh, while I try and round up your co-hosts. No problem. Indeed podcast basically is like most other podcasts, geek culture and geek culture accessories. Um, we go from the segments we have, our creepier cool, which we just finished a year-end show, which we looked back at all our creeping cools from the past 2011, shows which is our creepiest and which is our coolest. And we come to notice we talk a lot about new technologies that are food-based for creepy. So it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, we also hit major minor topics, more, again, geek culture, geek uh, scenarios, 
Um, we do branch a little bit from our main podcast. We have special shows. We have the Indeed Sketchbook, which is kind of like Tall Tale Radio. Some of the lesser listeners take that. More focus on the graphic artists of the web and what they bring to the environment from traditional to web-based cartooning, art, productions, graphic novels, mainly something of my own habit. Um, Keith joins me directly for that because he actually ran uh, Nergon.com for boys four or five years as a weekly, weekly web comic. So he recently taking a step back, but we still like to focus with that. And we just started our new segment called Indeed Rhythm. Now that is focused to the music of the internet, in which we had the, the opening a great uh, special guest, Andy, who is the drummer for Five Iron Frenzy, join us for that show. And that was a just a childhood dream from some of our uh, co-hosts there. <laughs> it's good to achieve dreams. I had that kind of the same kind of nerdgasm moment when... Uh... Jonathan Colton agreed to be on Alpha Geek Interviews. So I was like, oh, God, yes. Now only, I don't know, Will Wheaton remains, I think, is my, my catch of the day. In, in due time. In due time. My time will come. Will Wheaton? You couldn't resist that, could you? <laughs> I, I couldn't. I can't resist that. I resisted. Say, say cool. Cool. What? <laughs> say cool, cool. Say Sorry. whip, whip. Say cool whip, cool whip. Moving on. I'm sorry, I can't help. <laughs> no, you're not. Not even a little bit. Uh, so you're how many shows in? 27 shows in at this point? Um, actually, we just hit show 43. Holy crap. Uh, that's a normal shows. And then, of course, we have three uh, Indeed Sketchbooks, which had wonderful guests. Um, we went. For, we did Kelly Aaron from Wow A, uh, Mary Varn from uh, NPC Comics, and Jennifer Morton from uh, Panda Gen. And then we, you know, we have one show, which is the Indeed Rhythm. And then we had a couple blurbs. The, you know, when you're recording and things are just going out of whack and you just have one of those moments, we have a couple of Indeed blurbs, which is like five-minute segments on a subject that we thought would make a topic. And we realized it's just a quick just mash of blah, 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 blah. But it was funny. So we put so, a little Something to put out there, just a little baby one, say, here's a, an episode lit. Yes, exactly. So it was. We got. We're going the strong. We got. So we're still trying to keep that weekly uh, uh, version going out. And we like to see the more uh, go live, which I know people are are poking us with a stick, going go live, go live. I can teach you the ways of the live broadcast. Is kind of what we do over at Versus the World. Is it's challenging though to do a live show. I really enjoy the challenge, and I really enjoy the immediacy of the feedback. (laughs) From the Black Void, and indeed the video wall, which is I think is making you crack up right now, is it not? Yeah, I'm getting poked by stick. <laughs> uh huh. That is that is that's my producer. That's my freaking IRC rep, Barry Von Awesome. There poking you with the stick, distracting the host during the show. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'll attack with my own little uh, attack there. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Uh... <laughs> Ah, yes, the snowtrooper. Uh-oh. Snowtrooper. See, you've, you've thrown wow. down now. See, Barry is going for the shelf now, <laughs> and it's on. And yeah, see, this see, is, we, we got to consider... Lego. Lego. Oh. Oh, Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Yes, for those of you li- playing the home game or listening to the podcast... Um, oh, yes, and by the way, thank you. Um, someone earlier had all four of the Murloc dolls across their chair... 
And I didn't know, I did not know until today that the name of the one that you're holding there, Nicole, is Quirky. So it's, they had Murky, Lurky, and Gurky, and I didn't know the green one. And yeah, now the I know green it's one. Murky, Lurky, Gurky, and Quirky. You got the green one if you signed up uh, at BlizzCon for the now defunct magazine. Yeah. That didn't last long. Didn't see that coming at all. Ha ha. I got sarcasm. some pretty cool in game stuff from that, though. Yeah, they, they did do a lot of we're very sorry that this didn't last. Here's a lot of nice stuff by way of a send off. In a good way. I, I'm, I'm muting myself because Mateo's kind of getting a little frenzy. And on that note, I think I might be dropping off. So. Very good. I'm sorry. Mateo, it was nice no. meeting you. Give, give Mateo yes. our best. So, uh, send Mark our. Uh, uh, send Mark some wood, but that just sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> he, has, he has plenty. <laughs> mm-hmm, you think? It's kind of his but thing. Bump. All right. Uh, so happy New give. Year's to everyone, and uh, see you in 2012. Excellent. Be well. Talk to you soon, and we'll make grand plans for the year to come. Sounds great. Bye, guys. Take care. All right. Let's see if we can scare up your co-hosts here. Let's see, Carrie has what? rebooted. Yep, and I know Keith was having a problem because his Windows is crashing. He's probably using Vista. See, that's the whole, you're circling the drain there. Yeah. <laughs> As I sit here on my Windows 7 64-bit box, so I can't be too overly critical. All right, so in looking back at uh, 2011, what, uh, what sticks out in your mind is high points or fun things you enjoy uh, reminiscing about? Oh, wow. Let's see. The the excitement of just N11 was phenomenal. I think that was one of my high points of the year, mainly because of just the trip we get to take, because we went to N10 also. And, of course, we'll be at N12. Now, backing up the, the truck, for those who may be playing the game for the first time, you're talking about oh, yeah. Nerdtacular, which is the frog pants-centric nerd gathering in... Salt Lake City um, with Scott Johnson and and the Frog Pants crew, correct? Oh, correct. And definitely it's something every year I've seen the last uh, several years, my, my cohorts actually went to N09. And every year it's just it's the amount of people that come, it grows and grows and grows and grows. I can see this rivaling to a huge con in the next you know three years. It can happen. Uh, oh, yeah. And I hope so. I love seeing the growth of this, and it's all like City can use a little bit uh, new culture into it. More. It's it's a beautiful place, and certainly that time of year is a nice time to be up there. And be with my grandkids. Be like, hey, I remember back in the eleven. Back in my day, we had to drive there. We couldn't just teleport. You know, <laughs> that's right. There was no two way a portal gun. There was an aeroplane that ran on fossil fuels, not that uh, cold fusion that you carry around in your backpack now. And then you poke him with your stick. A little bit. <laughs> it's entirely so, possible. Yeah. Well, we liked... I just liked the aspect of that. Year, and that was the highlight. Um, overall, basically, the the funness of being in Portland, Oregon. Um, we had a lot of interesting events here going on. You know, hey, I still have a job. I'm happy. You know, family. So I, it was a good year. You know, when you end the year, you look back and you smile. You can't complain. And looking forward to the forthcoming 2012, what uh, what you looking forward to doing? What's on your to-do list? 
Uh, talking about the on the indie podcast, we're talking about the future shows and, and games coming up, and we're we're really looking forward the year of gaming coming out because there's some big name titles between you know we all know Diablo's coming out, which we all want to play, which I already own because I subscribed for a year and wow, <laughs> like <laughs> they most got you. Yes, yes, I I actually took a three month break, and when that came out, it's like you know what, I really I couldn't pass it up. You know, it, you get the mount, and I, I'm an achievement whore, big time in WoW. Just mm-hmm. let you know. Um, needless to say, that was another mount. I'm like two mounts away from my uh, hundred. And in fact, <laughs> I just got the vials of sand, so I'm a dragon. So that's I guess you can say that was a highlight of 2011. Sad. I'm a dragon. I'm a dragon. I'm Dragon Ken. So we're looking for Diablo three. We're looking for the next StarCraft. Uh, I was talking about uh, Dragon Quest ten for the Wii. You know. Looking forward to playing that. Uh, also, I'm looking forward more into the cons because I plan on definitely hitting Emerald City Comic Con in uh, April 1st in Seattle. Um, and then, of course, we had Vertacular, Pack West. Um, I plan to make definitely with the four productions um, of indie podcasts within VTW, I want to hit more cons representing. So that's my goal is to get us all four of us guys out there and doing it. Bring it. We are oh, yeah. enjoying doing more and more of those things. We're getting ready to do Consumer Electronics Show, second week of January here. That's going to be uh, hours of entertainment and fun and lots of long hours in Sin City, but totally worth it. I hope they have better products than they did last year, because honestly, the neon lit up cereal box, yeah, that was a failure. Meh. <laughs> Epic. Not every single product you know, achieves greatness. You get it's, it's that's one of the more interesting things at CS is to see the stuff. And you're like, really, really? I mean, because the alleged big fat hairy deal last year, other than the tablet Palooza, which which turned into almost nothing until the very end of the year, um, was supposed to be. Oh yes, the no glasses 3D. Yeah, w- you're right. Whatever. Every single. No glasses 3D presentation. There was this TV set way back in this darkened area that you weren't allowed to get anywhere near it and looked like ass. So <laughs> I'm wondering what the next big thing is supposed to be this year because it sure as hell is not going to be glassesless 3D because 3D with glasses sucks pretty hard. Never mind these attempts at alleged no glasses 3D. Uh uh-uh, uh, not buying it. Well, you know, it's all attempted. I mean, people come up with creative ideas. It's great to see them put that out there, but some of them, you just, what the crap? Exactly. <laughs> what the crap is the appropriate response. Uh, which is what we talk about quite a bit on the, the podcast. So yep. I wish I could be down there. I'm from Vegas. That's where I was born and raised for many, many years. And uh, I'd love to head back down there. But uh, like I said, I'm focusing on Northwest Cons this year. So mm-hmm. that's our, our home. Well, that's one of the beautiful things, and really, at this point, um, you know, I, I have to start much earlier in the year to get the badges for CES, because that, that's a very long process. So even if we were able to get you to Vegas at that point, getting you into the doors to the con, whole other thing. Um, but we, what we usually do, and we're doing again this year, is we rent a house um, the week of CES, which, oh. on the whole, when we spread it out amongst as many people who attend... It's a large house, but you combine the fact that it's a house instead of a hotel room, and you're shopping at a grocery store instead of a restaurant, 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 restaurant all day long. It turns out to be a wicked cheap way of doing the uh, the convention. 
So perhaps for next year, consider if you can get the airfare to Vegas, which is usually pretty cheap because they like to subsidize the airfare to get the gamblers into town to divorce us from our money. Um, we can we can take care of the rest at a really low uh, low dollar. So if you have an interest in CES, let me know via email, and I'll make sure that you get uh, one of the badges next go around. Yeah, but we, but we want to go to Emerald City Comic Con. Come up Please. here, or do that. West. Oh, you don't have to. You're preaching to the choir, my brother. If I can get there, <laughs> I will. I love me some Seattle. I lived in Everett for uh, most of a year, and and would go back in a heartbeat. And it's actually, this year is my year to go to PAX, because I went year before last to PAX Prime, and Iolite went this past 2011 to PAX Prime. So I'm up again for either PAX East or PAX Prime this year. I'll probably do Prime again just because, hey, it's Seattle. Um, yes. Unless l- I can sweet talk my brother who lives in, in Baltimore to come down to uh, Boston to uh, attend PAX East with me, in which case eh, it'll be worth the trip east and doing it earlier in the year. But we'll see how the finances pan out and all that fun stuff. But, yeah, a recurring theme for 2012, we're going to try and do more convention coverage and and instruct people on how to do convention coverage. How to social engineer your way into rooms where you absolutely do not belong just by looking like you belong there. It's a happy thing. And make sure you have all the appropriate recording devices on your person when that happens. Oh, you told me your iPad? That That's one about? option you can do, yeah. We've got these lovely little... Uh, this guy here we got this year from uh, this company called Zoom that makes great um, compact, uh, records direct to MP3 on a, to an SD card with the lovely stereo microphone integrated right into it. This is the baby version of it. This is the H1. Um, and this one you can plug a, a regular you know, microphone, just like the dynamic mic, just like this guy into it if you like. We have the beefier version um, that allows you to hook two microphones up to it and has even nicer built-in microphones for recording things like con- uh, concerts and such. But once we get the two-microphone version, you can actually hand your interviewee a microphone and hold a microphone yourself. It's great for doing interviews. We used that at Phoenix Comic Con heavily uh, this last year. So hours of entertainment, lots of fun, hoping to get to at least one additional big con uh, myself this year. We'll see. Again, it's all about all about the timing, the chillins, and the finances, as I know you well understand. Oh, yes. Unfortunately, that's all well too true. But you, know, you work around it, make priorities. I got to uh, take my munchkins with me where I go. What works great for me on the Northwest is I work for a company for tech support, so I can kind of job it into my job. Oh, I got to go up there and service the store. So go up oh, there and come and pays for the trip. Yep. <laughs> oh, look, the store crash. Got to go there. Yep. Exactly. One day before Comic-Con. Darn so we're thing. looking at Emerald City Comic-Con only because Chris Judd is going to be there from um, Stargate. Mm-hmm. And as we've all pointed out, sometimes the word indeed that he says over and over and over and, and over and over and again is basis from where our, our podcast name came from because it comes from our guild name indie guild on the crush Red server so mm-hmm. we're trying to get a little soundbite from him with with hope yeah that's what's something i was trying whenever i get near anybody of note as you may have noticed from the various stings that i play is can you record yes. a little sting for our radio station please so if i get more people farming for those things i will be a happy camper uh, we make, will make, definitely do our best make sure you get him to say you are listening to versus the world radio indeed <laughs> all over it Definitely. Oh, hell yeah. I would, I would, yeah. happy boy, but I'm easily amused too, so. Ah, okay, that brings us neatly 
to the top of the hour here. But let's stick on the air a little longer here because we have not given you your chance for your shameless plug. So let me roll you in with the appropriate intro. Now is the time for a shameless plug. So tell the listening public, which may include all kinds of new people who have not heard of Indeed Podcast before, where you can be found and how that they may listen unto you. Well, this is usually Keith's territory, but since he's kind of ducking out on me, he can yeah. find Indeed Podcast <laughs> at IndeedPodcast.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, search for Indeed Podcast, or on Twitter as Indeed Podcast. Or find us at our very lovely and comfortable home at VTW Productions and look under the tab for Indeed under the show. You can also email us at, email us at IndeedPodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. You're always looking for recommendations for artists that people would like to have interviewed and also moving now into independent uh, musical artists that, that people would yes. like to hear interviews of. So send your suggestions along. We're always looking for direction as to what you want to hear from us on all of our shows. Come, float us with the recommendations. We will go out, <laughs> hunt, and hither. All right, so... This next segment is the bit where I get to take a break from the microphone because I have some pre-recorded segments to play. Uh, most notably, we have a large one uh, with Ken from ShowX on VTWProductions.com. Let me cue that one up as our next bit. And I'm going to go do some uh, repair work on the relationship with the wife and get the housework out of the way that needs to be done. Huzzah! Right there. Huzzah! Tabaxian, thank you for joining us for our very special live New Year's Eve spectacular. And see you on the backside of 2012. Oh, hells yeah. All right, so I'm going to take a little break. going to leave you in the kind and loving hands of Ken from Show X, formerly known as GoHex, or still known to many as GoHex, much as I am known as the other Todd and GnomeWise. All righty. We will be back in a couple of hours, actually. Enjoy. And lo, I return. Yes, it is indeed the continuation of the Versus the World Productions New Year's Eve Spectacular. And man... All of a sudden, like, the video wall got really full, which makes me a very happy camper. If you are joining us live, and you should be, come to vtwproductions.com. Click on the chat button at the top of the page and choose chat and video. And at the very least, observe the glory that is the video wall even better. If you have a webcam, join us. Uh, chat room, please let me know. How is my background music level versus my voice? Uh, sounds good to you guys who can't really perceive the background music. Let me know. Sounds a little loud to me, but I think there's a different reason for that. So in the 40 seconds or so when it gets out to you, somebody let me know. Welcome to the listener participation section of our show. Thank you to Ken for pre-recording that little two-hour segment there so I could actually step away from the mic without terminating the show. And go take care of the remainder of tearing down of uh, Christmas decorations, hanging of new decorations, uh, conferring with uh, spousal unit, satiating children, and, and all that kind of stuff. All those good things. 
And now I can return to the air to listen to all of you guys call in via Skype. And Arch Nemesis, a wild Arch Nemesis appears to say good night. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. We're going to leave you now. Oh, yeah. Dinner and a song, people. Excellent. Alrighty. Thank you for the feedback. Chat room, apparently the overly loud music is just in my head along with the special voices. Okay, kids, it's getting late, and it is time for the drinking to begin in earnest. Those of you on the video wall, I will present to you my first beverage of choice of the evening from a local microbrew, Four Peaks Brewing Company from Tempe, Arizona. This is their Scotch Ale. That goes by the name Kiltlifter, which is a fine name and a proper name for uh, a beer. So for those of you who have already established and entered into 2012, I wish you a fine and prosperous Happy New Year. For those of you who are anticipating the coming of 2012, like I am, because I am on the other side of the world from the international dateline, I say to you, cheers. Ah, yes, I am here all week, and do try the veal and tip your weight staff, damn it. So saith Boba Fetish. Thank you for saying something in the IRC, Boba, so I could say your name, Boba Fetish. And for the rare New Year special opportunity, Boba is, in fact, showing his face on the video wall instead of one of his large collection of Star Wars maquettes. So... If you're among the special crowd who has turned up for the New Year's Eve spectacular added bonus, Boba Fetish's handsome, handsome face. Women, hide your daughters. Oh yeah, it's Boba Fetish. The one and the only. Welcome to what should be the winding down portion of the New Year's Eve spectacular here on Versus the World Radio. We've had a grand time today parading our various... Uh, hosts in and off the show, introducing you to some new hosts that you may not have been familiar with, and hopefully you'll pick up some fun new stuff to round uh, uh, good Scotch Ale to round out your podcasting menu during your listening week. If nothing else, I hope you've been having a good time. Now, I have received messages. Ooh, look at that contact requests. Gots to love it. Bring them in. That goes off and does weird things whenever I do that. But hey, this is how we roll. We're going to take another stab at getting the uh, gentleman from Indeed Podcast in here in total rather than their single representative. So let's give it a shot. Okay, Tabax, where'd you go? There you are. Okay, so we will start with you. Skype, don't fail us now. Oh, God. We're rolling on Skype. What did I just say? I believe I brought the curse down upon us. You brought a curse upon us. Yes, I'm still here, believe it or not. God damn you all! Okay, now let's try the bit that didn't work before. Okay, I'm, I'm canceling my call with them now, because we're all on a call. Well, I didn't realize that. So, yes, kill, kill that call and I did. take my call instead, because I am better, you see. Yes, you have more power, and you're our, our gracious host of all hosts. So. Now, 
Do we, in fact, I mean, we've, I know we've got to carry on the, the video wall, but do we have one in Skype? Yes, I got my Skype issue sorted out, and I am here. Oh, oh my gosh! It's a holiday miracle! <laughs> Shall we go for three? Best Going for the trifecta. Will there be a Keef? I don't know. There could be a Keef. Hello! There's a Keef! Get the Keef! How <laughs> can we get a Caleb in here? Oh, God. Going yes. for four, huh? You can do it. Oh, God. Well, I don't see... Do you see what... Caleb Colby? No, he's not showing his online. Hang... Okay, no. just turned green. Let's see if we can go for it. Can my bandwidth handle it? And we're going, and we're going, and we're going. No, I got a freaking 12 megabit upstream. This shouldn't be taxing anything, but you don't always get what you pay for. Nice. And live. It's alive! All right, how am I going to do it? Okay, I I even had a drop-in on standby for just this occasion, and it goes something like this. That's fantastic. Something actually worked for me. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you, <Anyway>. Mythbusters. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, sorry about it earlier. Well, internet happens. That's why we, we do difficulties. Yes. You shall not Skype. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Yeah. And scene. Hey, we got a I, nice long conversation with the moose guy. Yes. I, I blame it on Carrie. It's all his fault. It I is his fault. We actually voted Chris our PR man as a result. So, I I will gladly take full responsibility for, for that. I mean, because before I did anything, you couldn't have long conversations with the moose man. They were all short and brief. So. Aha! <laughs> You will oh, happily really? own that one. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I'll, I'll 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 own it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. So now I that we own you, Gary, I own you. Now that we have seventy-five percent more indeed podcast here with us, seventy-five <laughs> percent more geekery. Just right. a moment. And we're, we're then going to be twenty-five percent less. I'll be back. I'll be Mozart. See, I knew what. I know I could rely on one of you to pick that one up. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So while we wait for uh, Carrie, who's uh, currently showing us his dirty laundry, thank you, Carrie, for that. Sometimes the video wall is a curse more than a blessing. Um, looking back, 2011, Caleb, what do you got? Yes. What do I have? Yeah, 2011. What stands out in your mind? How, how was your 2011? Um, it was okay. I moved to a new town this year, so there was that. What part of the world are you in now? I am in Portland. So I moved from Boise, Idaho to Portland, Oregon. So, so. same half of the country, but you moved up. Yes, I moved from super conservative to super liberal. Yeah, as Portland far as does, does have that going for it. Uh, hippie! Hippie! Yes. <laughs> I ain't no stinking hippie. But you live in the town where Voodoo Donuts lives, so I envy you. Yes, we do have Voodoo Donuts. We love our Voodoo Donuts. What's not to love? (laughs) 
Yeah. Baconator. Mm. I have to say that here there's a lot of ironic placements of stores that uh, is, is quite hilarious. There's a... Uh, in the town I live here, in one of the suburbs, there's a Donut King store that is right across from Donut Land. And they're like right across the street from each other. The king doesn't live in the land? No, the king does not live in the land. King without land? The land without a king? No donuts for anyone? Oh, damn you all. <laughs> Although my favorite is, is down the road, there's a, a sushi joint. And it's right next door to a fish uh, fish aquarium store. See, I have that here in Phoenix. We have an aquarium right next to a sushi store. It's like, ah, uh, one of these things does not belong. See, see, my idea is that they should go on a marketing thing and just, it's like a little mini mall, right? So just do like a whole, like, Dr. Seuss style, you know, old fish, new fish, dead fish, fish, you know, and just do that. There you go. <laughs> nice. But I'm He's here till Thursday. Try the veal. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that my out loud voice? God damn me. It's getting late. <laughs> We're all on the same page. It's okay. Okay. Uh, let's kill. I'm killing brain cells, but only the weak ones. So, yeah. Keith, how was your 2011? What, what were your landmarks? Oh, uh, it was a good year for our podcast, specifically. We got to collectively go to Nerdtacular, and we had our booth, which was really good, and we got to meet you guys. Booyah! You know, squeezing into VTW Productions has been huge for us, and we totally appreciate all that you've done to help us out. We are very Um, glad to have you. Yeah, so the podcast has been good. It's been it's been an okay year. I'm hoping that our final year on Earth is a little better than 2011. <laughs> I'm still not touching that one. <laughs> Done like to, to death. Maybe maybe not go out with a bang, but go out with a, on a high note would be good. What arrow to the knee? Oh, sorry. No, no. be careful. We're gonna get hung up on. I, I was I was uh, I was gonna make that joke, but uh, I threw out my back. Oh. <sighs> I used to have a podcast on Versus the World Production, but then I made one too many jokes about an arrow to the knee. <laughs> what I did there, about a sh- a did you see it? Yes, sir, the commandment's been handed down. We're aware of it. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Yeah, I, th- I think we should just start a new one that's a shovel to the head. And a boot to the head. I made a joke. Gnome Wise came over to my house hit me in the head with a shovel. <laughs> I used to make jokes on the internet, but then I took a shovel to the head. Mm, I'm not sure if that has the same gravitas, but oh well. But I've also never played Skyrim, so I would not understand. I'm part of the great unwashed. For, forgive part me. Of the remnant. Yes, I have, I have not played Skyrim either. Yeah, neither, neither have I. Power, brother. I, 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 I played Oblivion, and it, it took a crap ton of my time and I'm like I'm playing some MMOs right now really don't have the time to play Skyrim yeah there is there is that the whole not enough hours of the day though I'm enjoying at least over the break I'm not sure once I return to a regular work schedule if I'll be able to keep it up again but uh, doing the Star Wars The Old Republic thing so far so good liking it really enjoying the uh, fact that Iolite and I can play together and really get everything done we need to get done without necessarily waiting to organize a larger group. The whole mini- miniature instances with the story areas that 
the two of us have a reasonable expectation of being able to handle together. Uh, loving it. Works great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Star uh, Wars. Bad. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas. Bad, I'm doing the stuff. One. I got it for I guess, Christmas, so I'm, I've been playing it a bit. So, and I bad, there's bad some things I like, some things I don't like. <laughs> you know, I, I am very impressed with it now that I've gotten to play because uh, I was in the beta, and I wasn't as impressed with the starter areas. But now that I'm like 28, I'm really enjoying it as a good game. So I take yeah, back all of my my beta hate hate. Your beta Don't hate. be hating. Yeah. Beta hating. Yeah. I repent. Repent! Uh, Unbelievable! There's an iPhone app for that. There is, actually. For, yeah. For repenting? Yeah. Show the professional uh, right? app. Show 5 or 6? We, we talked about the iPhone Center app. Something I think like it was that. 5. I, f- I, I thought 5 ten. was the capital of Kansas. Google. It's Google. <laughs> oh, wait. We're not playing that game right now. Sorry. And we've lost control. <laughs> We're in a flat spin, sir. Up, oh, I can't it hear. Is, it is unrecoverable. Stay on target. Stay on Watch target. I'm too fat. I'm too fat. <laughs> I have to say, I did make a, a fat character in, in Star Wars. Ah, good. His name is Dean Kane. Do, do we still have no boys? Or is he, are we losing him? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. He broke up a little bit online, so I was afraid it'd be locked. Yeah. No, my Skype was was having was having that problem. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Show Show Five was the capital of Kansas. The iPhone Center app is actually Late show in there somewhere. Somewhere <laughs> in there. Uh, show Twenty, actually. <laughs> really, that much later. We okay, have so awesome memories. Yay! All right. So the the thing that baffles me. Is remember Griefing Skynet? Yes. Right. That's yeah. all the way back at show 26. Wow. Wow. It was a good year. T- time flies when you were doing a podcast. Sure. Yes. And when There's you actually put out a show each week. <laughs> Unlike 2010. Shows from my hosts. We are working for the live shows, though. I mean, in due time. I was put it, I, someone was pointing the stick at me again, so we will push for that. I think that's something that we should do. I think uh, we're going to try to work to do a live one live show a month. Start out there. I think it's something we should do after I have liposuction and a rhinoplasty. Yeah. Says the skinniest guy in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Actually, you're probably skinnier than me now, Keith. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Although I have to say that uh, one good thing for moving to this town is I have lost a good 20, 25 pounds just by living here. You got room on your couch? (laughs) You don't want to sleep on my couch. It's very uncomfortable. (laughs) You'll have to curl up next to him. Yeah. I I attribute it mainly to uh, actually walking places and not having an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet a block away from my house. Oh yeah, that would that would cause issues. That said, Chinese buffet was also right next to a game store, so yeah, per- perhaps <laughs> you should have walked to the all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet. You're doomed. <laughs> Especially when it's like open all all night, and or it's open late anyway. So, yeah. for, 
For while raiding conveniences. That's what it was yeah. for. Also, I no longer have a roommate that owns his own deep fryer. <laughs> that helps, too. <laughs> deep fat fryer can be both a blessing and a curse. Although having, like, you know, steak fries that are, you know, deep fried anytime you want is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that mean that when you're raiding, you have to send out a message every once in a while and say, hang on, guys, fries are done? <laughs> uh, every t- every time done. you... Ding, fries are done. <laughs> you do it every time you level, actually. But exactly. yes, I would so like ding. Nice with that. Fries are done. And everybody's Nerds. like, Nerds. Nerds. So here's yeah. something, you know, something to be said for being lazy. I never bother taking the effort to get my deep fat fryer out to mm-hmm. cook my food. So The damn thing needs cleaning. Jeez, no, no thank you. <laughs> it's too much effort. Sounds like work. Kids. <laughs> You've met my kids. I wouldn't trust them to clean it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> thinking of my own kids, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yes, you you have the teenagers. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do a very good job cleaning it either. We are all going to die. I'll just be the first to say it. Yeah. So what about you, Gnomewise? How's your year been? Oh, it was it, it satisfied all the requisite things that a year must do. It, it contained my life for 364 and a fraction of days. Um, allowed me space and time to occupy and achieve and do. And there's just never enough hours contained within the year to do all the things we would like to do. But at least we're capping it off with the, some good, fun, and lengthy podcasting or shoutcasting, which will become podcasts after being run through the mill. Man, so say we all. So say we all. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So, so you got your SG one reference there, and your BSG reference in there. What else do we need to throw in there? Probably a little Firefly action there. Um, oh god, I can't. interesting. Define inter- Oh god, oh god, we're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was How gonna say ta- Happy Goram New Year. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did that joke appear in Firefly and Serenity? Which one? Four. Oh god, oh god, we're all gonna die. Uh, I don't know. Well, it appeared once in Serenity. Right. And they were and actually it appeared. It appeared one time in one of the episodes, but it was one of the episodes that was never aired. Not not aired, yeah. So they ah. re, re, reused it for the movie, but if you get the DVD set you get to experience version one and two of that joke, both of which are awesome. So Just get us on the ground. Around. That part will happen pretty definitely. <laughs> the thing I like about the opening scene in Serenity is that it's all one shot. It is a virtual one shot. They did cheat uh, at one point. When they went down the stairs. Right, they had to because the, the set wasn't actually connected. But the, effectively, it was two really long one shots knitted together seamlessly. and I, Yeah, it totally works for me. Yeah. Because I, I noticed that when I was watching... Like Back to the Future, when in the scene in the first one where Marty and the Doctor are just talking, it's just like this huge wide shot for like mm-hmm. ten minutes as they're talking, and you just don't see that anymore. No, they don't do big like, establishing shots and just leave it, leave the camera running and go. It's like cut, 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 camera angle, camera angle, handheld camera, handheld camera, jitters, jitters. Oh, vomiting because we've got. <laughs> <laughs> Although 
But I would venture to say it's not all entirely that whole artistic camera work thing. Um, having done just a, not anything to brag about, I a educational movie. Um, <clears throat> I think part of the reason they do the short shots is because actors can't remember their lines. And I can imagine being a director and having like a, a five minute shot and having somebody mess up in minute four and a half. You know? Wait, what? Line? <laughs> yeah. And having wasted five minutes of film and have to do it all over again for the seventh time. Um, there, what is this film of which you speak? Yeah, that's Line. what I'm trying to ask. These days. Film? Yeah, which means there's you know no more justification for that. It's all digital, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, what what educational film were you in, Gary? I don't even remember the name of it anymore. Um, some, you know, anti-drug and alcohol thing back in high school. I thought it was one of those films that are now illegal in 15 states that you did a while back. But, <laughs> I had those things buried for just such a time I can bring those books. Ah, uh, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal! Anti-Apple awareness. <laughs> no, I do that every week. I'm not touching that. Well, you- you realize Apple will will take over the world in the uh, hostile takeover and androids and stuff. But you know, Carrie's preaching it. He's just waiting for another "I told you so" moment. That's okay. Yeah. Apple can take over the world. It's, I'm just going to be leading the freedom fighters. I am yes. the rebellion. See, Carrie, I think you should grow out a big long beard and you know not shave ever. It just It'll needs help. a guy fox mask. It'll help <laughs> your image. Yeah, I'm not sure my image needs helped. You already uh-huh. live in the right state. You just yeah. need to like be in a cabin. Right. Move, move to your, Ruby Ridge. Yeah. Your wife is from Montana. Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Carrie? How was Carrie's twenty eleven? Yeah. Oh, it was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Any particular high points? Um <clears throat> Nerdtacular was was a, a big high point. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I took that one. you got to pick another one. Yeah, I know. I, I, I Actually, I back. took that one before. You guys all <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for him to mention how he has someone frozen in carbonite. Yeah. Yeah, uh, high point was, uh, you know, a couple hours ago when uh, Chris was stranded all by himself on the podcast and the rest of us were, you know, off doing our own thing. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> we were all pointing at the tree and going, <laughs> 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 no, I was trying to get in, honestly. Carrie <laughs> Car- sent out an email. All right, everybody tell him that your Skype crashed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's see what Chris does. Uh, you know, not, I mean, I uh, was asked to join a, a, a cover band, so I'm, you know, that, that's kind of a high point, I guess. I get to pick my guitar back up and start doing some more music stuff. But Excellent. You should call it Brian Ibbett and the Coverville's. Yeah. Um, uh, the problem is that all girls, <laughs> except for me. Except for you, we got to make that stuff. <laughs> Let's be clear. Something you're, something so you're not telling you're us. So excited about being in a band again. <laughs> yes, so yeah, we're, we're on Facebook and stuff. Do you have to dress as a girl to be in this band? I'm just wondering to keep it the all girl image. You know they've they've threatened me with that. Um, I told them I'm not shaving, but I will wear the bikini. Um, <laughs> oh, that changed oh. my mind. Just do the male <laughs> version of the Robert Palmer thing. Like you could, you could be the guy in the, the background. Mini skirt. Right. Dancing around. The mini I, skirt I, lipstick. 
Right. I just threw up a little bit in the back of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Just a little? <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> well, you could you could do the whole Star Wars meme and dress up like the uh, the Beast Tamer from Jabba's Palace with like the big uh, bare-chested Harry with the leather harness. Yeah. There you go. And, and the go giant helmet. Yeah, you can go with that look. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> No, I'm going to take it a step further. Okay. <laughs> Got it. We might need a voice of reason more often. When Silence! All of us get together. See how that works? See, we, we, we need sound effects too, but Caleb is against sound effects. He won't let us do that. Really? Yeah, you guys are, uh, you're kind of creepy. I think this may be a stupid idea. <laughs> I might be dangerous! You got a full sound? I've only got Darth Vader, I, you know. It's... Don't kid yourself there, you're a bit of a pussy. No offense. <laughs> Game, set, match. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so, 2012... Lies before us. What do you guys got in? What, what's in store for the Indeed podcasters? Well, I just heard we got a a new segment. Well, not a segment. A new type of show coming out. We started. Well, we finished 2011 with a the first episode of Indeed Rhythm with Five Iron Frenzy, and so we're planning on getting a bunch more. Um, artists and musicians on the show for 2012. Excellent. So we got a few lined up. Uh, a couple local bands here, in the Portland area, a local musician in the Idaho area. So one thing we've also done, and I hope that we get a chance in 2012 to expand on, is we've done kind of some little audio skit type shows. Uh, we did one for Christmas. And we've written a couple that we just haven't really pushed all the way through to completion, so hopefully we'll get some of that out, too. Kind of fun stuff. Oh, you're talking about our, uh, our, our, our game show. Our superhero yeah. game show. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Marvel versus DC on Family, Family Feud. Feud. Family Feud. Marvel wins. <laughs> You'll have to listen and find out. Marvel still wins. <laughs> That would be my choice. I agree. I'm a Marvel uh, fanboy, so... Yeah, um, I did a small amount of the writing. Chris wrote most of it, and I did the editing, so I made sure Marvel won. See, in the in the realm of, of Marvel versus DC and deciding who wins, I just have to say Aquaman. <laughs> like, that settles it right there. Hey, guys! <laughs> don't, don't diss on me! How you talk to fish? It's like, dude, your your team has Aquaman, and you're trying to win. Good luck. But he I'll comes sick with... the sea anemones on you, Aqualad. <laughs> yeah, that that's even fun. better than the sidekick. <laughs> exactly. Oh, from the IRC, I have a shout out request from Pusar. A shout out to all firefighters 
ambulance policemen all on duty tonight. I just saw Danish firefighters at work putting out a fire in the grocery store right across the square from me. So shout out to all emergency responders who are on duty tonight. Uh, you have our love, respect, and admiration, and please save our asses when they need saving. Amen. Agreed. Amen again. Yes. So say we I, all I join- indeed. I will be joining you tonight. Ah, what uh, what do you do in RL? Are you police, fire? What is your second life? I am customer service at the moment. Excellent. Big, uh, yeah. I get the horrible hours, but not quite the, uh, the benefit of saving people. We can save them from their own stupidity. That is true. That's a kind of saving. It's a never-ending job. <laughs> yeah, the... There is a lot of job security and technical support because there seems to be an endless supply of uh, stupidity. Yes. You can't fix stupid. You can only shore it up. Yes. Can't heal through stupid either. (laughs) That's what I keep telling my raid team. (laughs) Yeah. I just tell them I didn't heal them because their HMO wasn't approved. There you go. You need prior approval and authorization for that one. Alrighty, we've actually we all breezed right on past the breaking point here, so we're going to run out of bed music in a second here. So, thank you for round two of Indeed Podcast joining us for the Electric versus Boogaloo. the World. Round two, electric, yes, uh, Indeed Podcast 2, Electric Boogaloo, or this time it's personal, or uh, what is it? contractual obligation, the quickening, where else can we go with this one? I was going to say, I think Carrie needs to walk around with holding a number two sign in his bikini. That would do Uh, it. I swear by my pretty floral bonnet, I will answer. Are you smoking (laughs) crack? Well, thanks. (laughs) Thanks for your patience, Gnomewise. Sorry for No problem issues. <laughs> Skype happens. It is all good, and the show did and does and shall go on. So we've got a little uh, Exorb, my bubble point, uh, queued up for you guys here, listening live. And when we return, we'll be taking calls from the listener base. So warm up your copies of Skype and put in your contact request for VTW shows. You can also go to the front page of VTWProductions.com. Look in the lower right-hand corner and look for the I'm Online icon with the Skype icon next to it. Click on that, and if your copy of Skype is properly installed, you will call in the power of the Internet in the palm of your hand. It's a wonderful thing. You're listening to the Versus the World Radio New Year's Eve Super Spectacular Special Live Show. I am Gnomewise, sometimes known as The Other Todd. We shall return right after this. And the grand finale of the Versus the World live New Year's Eve spectacular celebration of goodness and greatness and light continues live on Versus the World Radio, btwproductions.com, and I am joined on Skype with the young one, Sean Caster. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am doing okay. And just let me get this out of the way right now kids these days. Okay, now we can continue. 
What? What? How was your year? How was 2011? Was it kind to you? Was it mean to you? How did it go? Eh, I did manage to survive my first year of high school, so I guess it wasn't that bad. That is no small undertaking, so congratulations on that. I wish I could say it's going to get immediately better, but Mm, it's not. It hasn't gotten that better at the beginning of this year, so I doubt it will. Uh, what the? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Boba Fetish. Uh, in the IRC, says, OMG, Gnomewise, that one was good from Scott. Not sure what you're referring to there, so, uh, uh, what? Explain. So, Shawcaster, looking forward to 2012. What's on your schedule? Surviving your second year of high school, obviously? Yes, surviving second year high school, getting to level cap on Svotor with a No Excuses Guild in a reasonable timing. Please, do tell us where people might find the No Excuses Guild on Star Wars The Old Republic. You can find us on the server Jedi Covenant. Uh, We are on the Empire side. And I have gotten to the first advanced step in my Sith Inquisitor. Excellent. I am working on my Sith uh, Warrior slash Marauder at this point. Io is running a an Inquisitor, so... What the heck is level cap in Swartor? Is it 50, right? It is level 50. Okay, that's and of course, Ari is already enough. level 50. Well, what a surprise. Shocked I was. Beta, and mm-hmm. as soon as it launched, he was almost to level 50. Yep. Got lots of practice in beta. That's part of the beauty of beta, is you can learn the path of least resistance between you and level cap, and... Travel that road, having already really soaked up the story, so you just be about the, uh, the business of gaining XP. At this point, for me, it's the amazing jump, force jump thing that I've got now. I like the, um, I forget what it's called, but the, the leap that the warrior can do into combat. Oh, force leap. Hours of entertainment. Thanks. I just I open up every oh, fight yeah. with that just because it's damn fun. Of course, I went down the path of dual-wielding Sith Assassin, because, hey, it's it's a double-bladed lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Come on. No, that, that's exactly where I was seduced by the the uh, lightsaber staff side of the fourth force, so that was made her decision for her. Me, I was two-handed, this was fine with me. I can slice and dice with the best of them, so definitely enjoying it. Looking forward to logging a little time after the show tonight. Ah... <sighs> Yeah, that's what I've been doing for most of the day, in fact, is leveling. Well, I gave up my leveling time to entertain all of you, so I hope you all appreciate it. I hope someday you have a child that's just as disrespectful <laughs> as you are. And, 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 oh, my lawn, get off it, okay, I'm done. Too bad people on the video cam can't actually see my early reactions, because I don't have it on pasty white kid cam, I have it on murky cam. <laughs> Well, sadly, uh, as I said earlier, Flash has eaten itself, and without rebooting my entire broadcast rig, which I'm not willing to do in the middle of a live show, I can't get back on the video wall. So, curse you, Adobe, and your damn Skype! <sighs> but without it, we can't have it. Yes, Zenith. Unlimited power! Seeing as the show's over, I don't care about assassinating my voice anymore, so, yeah. yeah I got nothing to do tomorrow either. What? What? Well, thank I, you I for... for my future. Mm, yeah, I got two days off, and we did most of our heavy lifting today, cleaning all the uh, 
Christmas decorations out of the house at various points today. So once I tear down the outdoor lights early tomorrow, we can pretty much sit down and play a lot of sports when, when the kids are willing to permit us to uh, have some time. So get the baby down for a nap, park the boy in front of the Wii or his nook, and get some levels. Oh, yeah. Like a very reasonable option. Bring it on. Which I'm just going to be curious to see what it is that I forgot that's going to screw it up. But I'm not bitter or anything. I don't know. I take the pretty beefy graphics card. Yeah, I did have to, uh, to beef it up. All right. I'm going to kick you to the curb to make room for a new caller. Thank you for calling in for our end of year show. I wish you a happy new year. Safe and proper. Same to you. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to the New Year's Eve Spectacular! Who's calling? Hello there, gnome. It's Boba. <clears throat> I need to marinate my voice with a little extra kilt lifter here. Stand by. <laughs> mm. Welcome to the show, Boba Fetish. How are you today? Thank you, thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm getting a little tired and strung out, but I have this beer, which has agreed to be my friend, so things are looking <laughs> up. That's always a good thing. As long as it has five other friends with it, you're good. Yeah, it started that way. He's kind of a sole survivor at this point, so... <laughs> this too shall pass. So how has your your year gone by? Was, was 2011 good to you? Average to you? Did beat you about the head and neck with one instrument? How are you doing? It was the uh, whole head and neck with one instrument thing. So right there with you. I'm just, I'm just glad it's over. You're not sad to see the ass end of this year departing and looking forward to a cheerier 2012. Exactly. Excellent. Any, have any particular plans or ambitions for 2012, or just want to keep on? Um, keep on? Other than trying to get my uh, self down to Nurtaker 2012. That's pretty much about it, and depending on as well, whether or not we do, you guys do the um, versus the world in October or whenever in yep. Vegas. We are. I, mean, I know I'm definitely planning on trying to make it to Nerdtacular again because the, the live stream of that was extremely well received and yep. introduced us to the, the greater broadcast community. And I've really been enjoying watching the cross pollination between. Um, the Frogheads listener base in our listeners, which was already fairly well integrated to begin with, because many of our fans were already listening to shows like The Instance, because it's a great show. Um, yep. But the cross-pollination's been, been good for both sides, and we've been having a great time uh, working on stuff with uh, Scott and Brian over there. And yep. the Nicole's bags of the world as well, when we find two seconds in the entire year, we can actually, hey, get together, hey, quick dinner, okay, you gotta, gotta go puke, have a nice day, see ya. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw her here just as I came back home, and uh, that was actually fun to see her on the video wall and chatting with you when I came back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was she was a hurting puppy during that whole pregnancy thing, so I mean, she was actually <laughs> yeah, just a little ahead of schedule. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, that'll put you right off sex. <laughs> put you right off. Well, at least for a while, at least the thought of childbirth. The entire procedure that closed with you. This is indeed what we find. I just wanted to wish you a happy new year, you and I, Light, and the kids, and thank you. Hope your 2012 was good. 
That is indeed the plan. Thank you for calling in and look forward to hearing from you again in the future. Be you well. Betcha. Happy New Year, safe, prosperous, and all that. And who's going to hang up on who first? One, two, three, go. And he is out of here. All right, the lines are open. VTW Shows is the Skype name, or go to the front page of vtwproductions.com and look in the lower right-hand corner. And click on the I'm Online link there to join me on the air for this last little bit of the show before we, before I go to bed. Yes, yes, Boba. Excuse me, yes. <clears throat> Boba fetish. I was quicker on the draw than you because I have the unlimited power! I'm not sure if I'm doing Palpatine there or if I'm doing, um, what's his name from Top Gear, Clarkson, Jeremy Clarkson, yeah. Power! Occasionally, uh-oh, Bob is calling. Hello, you are on Versus the World Radio's New Year's Eve Spectacular. Who's calling? Hey, this is Vecrian. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I am fine, thank you. And how are you? Are you looking forward to leaving behind 2011? Looking forward to what 2012 brings? All of the above, none of the above? How was the year, and what do you look forward to coming your way soon? Oh, um, the year was pretty fine for me. <laughs> Define foamy when you're talking about a year. I mean, this beer is foamy, and that's a really nice thing, so I'm good with foamy. No, it's a fine. Uh, yeah, I'm just a bit nervous. Don't not do not worry about it. This is merely Skype, and Skype is your friend. Never mind the seven hundred <laughs> people who are listening, or something like that. I'm maybe inflating my listening numbers by a factor of two hundred or so. But hey, it's late in the day, and I'm very tired. This is not a problem. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is this is what we do. We slowly break you into your public presentation, and then we turn you into a podcaster, and then you're trapped forever in our podcasting world. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Can you still hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Sorry, I thought I had killed Skype. Skype is beginning to show the signs of, of crapping out on me. It has been running for... Hmm, how long here? Nine and a half hours straight, so I should probably be happy that it hasn't blown up before this moment. Um... <laughs> So what, are, are you um, of the gaming community? Are you playing much in the way of uh, MMOs? Are you part of this uh, force of nature that is Star Wars The Old Republic, this go-around? Oh, I've been a gamer for, what is it, about now, 20 years or so? Mm-hmm. What is your, what's your game of preference right now? I'm, right now I'm playing Star Wars. And what, uh, are you playing Republic side or Sith side? I'm a Republic scumbag. Mm, you rebel scum. What uh, what flavor of Republic scumbag are you playing? I'm playing the trooper, trooper right now. Ah, that one actually looked interesting to me. Um, fairly badass. Is it, uh, it? It felt. I mean, looking at it, it looked kind of like a tanking class. Is that one of the ways you can play it, or how are you playing yours? Pure DPS. Yeah, you can play it as a tank class if you go Vanguard, but uh, right now I'm a commando with a big-ass gun. So like they have in the uh, in the movies with the guy kind of carrying the huge chain gun type thing and moving slowly yeah, but dealing massive exactly. damage. 
Exactly. Nuke them from range. Let God sort them out. I like that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I hope to uh, see you about the place. Thank you for overcoming your nervousness to hop on the air with us today. We like we love hearing from new uh, listeners out there via Skype whenever we take calls. And I wish you a fine, happy new year, safe and prosperous, and we will see you around the forums. See ya. Take care. All right, lines are open at VTW Shows on the Skype account. Line up your calls. We'll take a few more here, and then we will call it an evening, and I will begin editing this behemoth down for the podcast listening public. Because, yeah, I kind of sort of forgot to stop and restart the encoders during this uh, undertaking and to slice it up into small MP3 files. So I'm going to come out of this with one big freaking MP3 file to chop down into manageable bite-sized downloadable pieces. So it may be a little while before they start turning up on the feed. I apologize in advance for that. Hello, you are on the Versus the World Radio New Year's Eve spectacular live show call-in segment. Who's calling? It is none left. None left. Oh, God, quick, hang up. No. Welcome to the show. How are you this fine evening? Very good, thank you. How are you? I am still kicking. Now, you've been enjoying 2012 for quite some time now, haven't you? Yes, it's currently 1 o'clock, pretty much. 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Yep, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So you've had, you've had your full uh, dose of 2012, and, and how is it suiting you? Do you, you think we'll be able to accept delivery of this year when it arrives on my side of the planet? Yeah, I haven't seen any asteroids yet. Uh, no firestorms. Continue the list as you will. <laughs> it is the end of all things. Yet I feel fine. I feel fine. So how was your 2011? And any kind of a landmark year for you, or just kind of a meh? Or a I am so glad to see the end of this year bring on 2012. Where do you fall on that scale? More meh. A uh, few memorable things, not really anything else. Sorry, caught me in the middle of drinking my scotch ale. And for 2012, uh, burp. What, uh, anything particular to look forward to, or just want to avoid being uh, crushed to death by large, heavy objects? That works the way I am curious about the U.S. election. <laughs> yes, well, you, you hang out with, uh, with Emperor quite a bit, so I'm assuming you have some very interesting opinions about uh, what may be going down in U.S. politics. I actually don't hang out with Emperor that much. I just follow the Young Turks on YouTube, so I'm a bit scared just looking at some of the um, nominations, but this is politics, and I'm not sure it belongs here. Well, I mean, it is of note, and it's something we are definitely is going to be a very big part of our world here in the U.S. in 2012, it being a presidential election year. And that's when we disconnect ourselves uh, increasingly more and more from reality, and the the political reality distortion field sets in more and more. And I always interest uh, interests me to observe the discussion and how it is steered by the various political parties towards their strengths and towards their opponents' weaknesses, and how that makes the kinds of things that become headlines, especially during a presidential election year, how they have so little to do with what actually is happening in the world at that moment and what actually needs doing. 
and the gap just seems to widen every time we have a presidential election between here's what we really should be doing. And instead we're talking about these other things that are inflammatory and definitely get people's emotions going, but actually have very little to do with getting anything meaningful done that needs doing. It just makes me sigh and, and, and feel ah, faith in humanity minus one. Moving on. The funny story about that, we had an election in Australia within the past few years, and one major subject, which was on the news cycle, was there was a tax on tomato sauce for sausage rolls. Completely pointless, completely irrelevant. Yes, both parties had to weigh in on the issue of tax on sauce sauce and sausage rolls. Meanwhile, you can't buy good video games in a timely manner in your country, which is a much more important topic, damn it. Hell yeah. Yes, it's one thing that, I mean, I would love, uh, I suspect, I should say, I've never been so, but I suspect I would love to live in Australia up until we reach that point of the, I mean, here in the U.S., we are definitely descended from puritanical roots and a lot of our weird societal phobias and our strangeness regarding things like sexuality descend from the fact that a good portion of our ancestry was puritanical in nature, and we're still kind of outgrowing that. But I look over at Australia, and you seem to have elevated it to an art form, at least politically. Are my perceptions out of whack, or is that some a, a battle that you wind up fighting quite a bit in your uh, attempts to get things done over there? We kind of have that issue though it's not that prevalent most of the politics I find is very poll driven so if, if someone something's polling well either they fight hard or they drop the thing or knife a current prime minister in the back and replace him with a new one see that's interesting the, the whole concept of the vote of no confidence is foreign to the United States system of government where unless you impeach and go through the painful process of removing a president forcibly from office because of them violating the law, you can't just dissolve a government because people have no confidence in it, where most of the other democracies in the world have some form of any point along the way here. If you go too far afield and start screwing things up, we can eject you from the parliament because you've lost your mind. Here, four years is pretty much what they're in for, unless they screw up on a galactic scale. I think I like your system better. To be honest, I actually prefer your system, because four years, you you have one year to get into the swing of things, two years to get things done, and then one year for the election. And that I prefer the system, as opposed to, oh, we've only got roughly three years of when to do stuff. We have to be careful, conserve votes, blah, 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 where the fixed term I much like the idea of. Well, none left, I want to thank you for bringing our recommended daily allowance of serious political discourse to our show, which is normally about fart jokes and beer. So, thank you for elevating the discussion. And thank you for calling in. I wish you a happy and prosperous new year. Be safe, and hope to see you around the site more and more during the year. Okay, you too. Happy New Year. Take care. All right, the lines are clear. We can take another call or two before I call it night and retreat uh, deeply into the bottle of Bailey's Irish Cream that is calling to me from the next room. <sighs> Don't do drugs, kids. 
my yes, I believe my rig is beginning to strain under the weight of this many hours of continuous usage. Because generally we do two-hour show tops with this uh, system that allows people to call in via Skype and lets them hear all the things from Sam Broadcaster and record to an MP3 file while broadcasting the Shoutcaster to the Shoutcast server pretty much the entire time being held together by spit, uh, duct tape, good wishes, and the force. So from the standpoint of having this thing not blow up entirely around me, we'll take a few more calls and then we'll call it a night. we got one more caller coming in here. Thank you for calling versus the World Radio. Who's calling? Why, hello, Gnome. And now there is symmetry. We began with yep, Ursa Yep, uh, that's exactly why I called in. And we are ending For I am the Ursa beginning Heil. and the end. I am the beginning and the end. The Alpha, the Omega. Yep, actually, no, you're the Alpha, and I can be the Omega because you're the Alpha Geek. There you go. What See you what did, I did there, there, I saw um, and, what you and did just there. for that, I may have to start a show called the Omega Geek. Some Omega Geek Radio, I'm not sure if it has the same ring to it. It's like, come here and be dominated, though that would attract an interesting subculture. (laughs) Maybe not the listenership you're looking for. uh, Not necessarily, but uh, I mean, we're we're inclusive here at VTW. Um, You know, all people, um, whether they like certain cartoons or, you know, um, yes, I'm looking at you, bronies. <clears throat> Anyways, um, I mean, if, you, if you've <laughs> looked around our forums, we are a oh, pretty, pretty goddamn accepting bunch of people here, which I am rather oh. proud of and happy about. Um, oh, I'm very glad to be here for that reason too. And it takes a know. lot to to screw up and piss us off. It has been done. People have achieved it, but it takes a special <laughs> effort. Well, uh, main reason I'm calling, sir, as well, is. Uh, just to, I uh, think, point out and speak for the rest of the community in thanking you for hosting this thing today because uh, this was no small task and you, you know, rarely ever get the recognition you need, sir, for that. Um, so, uh, people in the chat room, if you could uh, express your feelings of appreciation to GnomeWise right now in the 40 seconds after, that would be awesome. Yes, the 40-second delay before the appreciation of the listening community washes over me. When I bite into a York Peppermint patty, I get the sensation of the appreciation of the listening body <laughs> washing over me. In fact, I need to give us a drop in here, because this will... There we go. And now, angry ticks fire out of my nipples. Oh, my. There you go. My nipples explode with delight. And uh, none left uh, to shock or- Yes, bro hoof, bro hoof. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they have pills for that uh, for that nipple thing there. Uh, <laughs> you uh, think? Not that I want to say anything that was, particular. That was one of the best Monty Python sketches ever, which is the Hungarian phrasebook sketch, where uh, do you want to come back to my place? Uh, bouncy, bouncy. And when they they arrest him and tear him off, he goes, "Oh, my nipples explode with delight." Because do you want to come back to my place? I yeah, will not buy this record <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> the Here, the English phrase for can you direct me to the railway station is translated by the Hungarian phrase, please fondle my buttocks. I can accept these terms. So, <clears throat> anyways. Uh, this is indeed what we find. So we just have to uh, set a ban on Kinsaki here. 
let's see. Control. Now I'll merely kick him. <laughs> I'm not that evil. Yeah, kind of am, but occasionally not. Oh, just uh, thank a little you. bit, but... Uh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, uh, I was going to say, though, you, you must drink a lot of coffee if you're not that bitter. Because <laughs> uh, just saying. This is indeed what we find. Wow, yes. this brings wonderful uh, opening and closing symmetry to our day-long show here. Thank you all for participating. I hope you enjoyed the fun. I hope you got to meet a few of the people from the Versus the World and Frog Pants community that you may not have run into before and may have found some uh, podcasting goodness that may have been lacking in your life and will now be occupying special places on your listening device of choice. Please take some time. Visit us on the web at vtwproductions.com. Click on the Shows tab at the top of the page. Check out all the fine shows. You will be glad that you did. Click on the Forums tab and go to the forums. We have a fantastic community of extremely diverse people. If you can't find a niche in there that services things you are interested in, you've got some pretty specialized interests then. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but we got a little bit of everything in there. And come on, make your home with us. Nerds need to gather together so that we may then go forth and conquer the world. And this is how it begins. Follow me. The tribe unites. The tribe doth unite indeed. Here's looking forward to a great 2012. We hope you will share it with us. we got great plans. We want to hear from you as to the kinds of things you want to see us do. We will do as many of them as we reasonably can. Take a moment. If you have the ability, shoot us a donation. We will use it to fun things like travel to conventions and recording equipment to record the fun, good things that happen at said conventions. So we want your input. We want your monies, to a lesser extent. And we want your participation. So looking forward to being with you all in the year to come. Happy New Year to everyone. And be safe, be prosperous, and we will see you on the other side. I have been Nobwise, also known as The Other Todd, joining me for this outgoing bit also, Ursa Heil, who joined us for the incoming bit as well. We are out of here.